Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Feels like work. Shooting the shit for two hours, drinking beer and talking beer. What a wonderful experience. Can we not have the barf bucket near my mixing board? (laughs) (laughs) I think everybody can read the book. I knew you were going to use this book as an excuse to quit doing this show. (laughs) Mrs. Buff, if you want, I can mail you the bub timer. Yeah, Newcastle. Especially in the can. Have you ever had it in the can? (laughs) No, I have not had it in the can. I closed my eyes and I concentrated really hard. Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with... Well... Expert drinkers, this is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. All right, welcome to the program, everybody. The Session, back at home once again, back in the studios, back in Pacheco, back where we belong. (laughs) On the wrong side of the tracks. Come lift us up where we belong. Where the eagles fly on a mountain high. Do you have to be this gay right at the beginning? Why yeah. not, man? It only we, goes down. We haven't been here for a while. Get it all out. Doc can't join in. He's feeling like crap. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the voice is gone. I know you wanted to sing along with us oh, on yeah. that one. Hit those high notes. <laughs> what happened to your voice, you salty dog? You? I don't know. Screaming at the kids. I don't know. Yeah, that vacation. You always come back. He does always come back from vacation without a voice, doesn't it's he? It's true, huh? Yeah. I think he's just you know pouring liquor down it. <laughs> did you try to sanitize your throat with bourbon all week? No, no I actually did pretty good. They had uh, lots of crappy beer and not much else. On the cruise? Yeah. What were you drinking? Amstel? Um, Stella. Huh? Heineken. Was it Heineken? Yeah. Yeah, that's Atta good. Boy. And that, that was nice. Uh, this guy, I had my own uh, toady. He just, anything I wanted, man. Scott, what do you want? Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah? Of course. Yeah, it was actually pretty good. That's good. Doc wrote me from the from the ship. Oh, yeah. <laughs> told me about his secret plan. Uh, he finds the internet cafe on board the cruise ship and tells the wife and kids he's got to go do some work. And luckily, right next to the internet cafe... It's in the bar. There's a bar. <laughs> was that your guy? Was that your friend that, that knew what you wanted every time? No, he was out by the pool. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, we had... Uh... Which I think is ironic. You're on a cruise ship and you have a fucking pool. <laughs> we well, can't like, jump into the ocean. Sure you can. Oh, they have, they have three pools. Yeah. And uh, yeah. The, the little kid pool, they called the Mickey Urinal. 
yeah. Was this a Disney cruise? Yeah. Oh, yeah. it was. Yeah. Oh. So it's actually really, actually, yeah, it's pretty clean. Uh, really clean for, you know, ship. Yeah. Uh, they had adult areas. They had, you know, stuff at night. What do you adults. mean? Well, where kids, kids can't where go. Where Minnie wears no top. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can give Disney bucks to Minnie and Daisy and Goosey. Yeah, what happens in the adult area? Just like, you know, adult stuff? It's an uh, adult-only area. You know, kids can't go in that pool. Uh, they have late-night uh, comedy. Okay. Stuff like you can that. stay up late and pay bills. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Exactly. Yeah. Big car payment. See, those cruises are cool, too, because you can, you can really ditch the kids and someone's taking care of them, right? Yeah. Yeah, they have, like, the kids are running amok yeah. all over the place. And, you didn't see your kids for a week, did you? I did, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, I, I couldn't get. Ri- I couldn't really. Your wife didn't want to let them just run. Oh, and all she could say was, "You know, if I was a pedophile, I'd be on this ship." Oh, <laughs> Dude, that's that's what your wife said. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'd be on Go a Disney Karen. ship. What are they going to let, let some... I just picked some pale, fat dude with a comb over. One ticket, please. <laughs> I, mean, I picture you know. JP. Oh, very nice. Hi there, peep boy. <laughs> uh, then there was uh, these four older lesbians. Great. Why, hey, Bevo. Why they were on there, I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah, quite. Short hair and all? Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Flannel? Yeah, oh, yeah. Work boots? No, it's it's sensible degrees. shoes. <laughs> sensible shoes. Wearing a wallet. Yeah. Really? What are they doing on a Disney cruise? <laughs> I don't know. I like but, sensible shoes. You know what? The funny thing was, we had uh, one of the upper end cabins. They had like twenty of them on the whole ship. And yeah. So you they, get like they, your own balcony and stuff. I had uh, two separate rooms and oh. two bathrooms and a big balcony and wow uh iron concierge anything you wanted call them up things in your room was, and they knew who you were and very that's nice. good yeah did they call you dr lothamer uh no um but the the john my boy at the pool <laughs> you're john my, <laughs> your pool boy my pool guy he, he'd see me coming where do you want to sit and he grabbed me something kick people out of the way and put down a chase lounge for me wow yeah. you roll in style oh, yeah you had, to, you had to fill out those tip envelopes at the end of the week, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's like sitting around and yeah. paying a mortgage. It's pretty much like Doc was just here. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shat's your John here. That's the only difference. <laughs> oh, it was great. In fact, he had, uh, we were there with uh, another family. Yeah. John, have you seen Dr. Scott? I haven't seen him today. <laughs> They're just laughing. <laughs> He's hung over from yesterday. He's leaving in. No, no, too bad hangovers. I didn't get uh, real trashed or anything. So okay. That was good. All right. Well, I'm glad you're back, Doc. You were missed in Oregon. We went to the Oregon Brewers Festival, and as always, when we go to these things and you can't make our travels, the first question we get is, where's Doc? Where's Doc? Even before the Jamil question. Jamil question's usually second. So I don't wow. know if that makes you feel good. But, that makes uh, you feel great. A lot of people came up, where's Doc? Want to meet Doc? Where's the little guy? Some people come up and say that. <laughs> where's the little guy? Well, I'd show you, but there's people around. And, JP, <laughs> actually a lot of people asking about you. Not so much, I think, because they wanted to shake your hand. They just wanted to see the mess that is you <laughs> just like, in person. Make sure I wasn't sneaking up behind him. <laughs> well, because, you know. Just make sure they could get a really good look at you so they can know when to avoid you. <laughs> Well, because usually, you know, people come up to Shat and they go, Shat, you're not a big fat load like Justin says. <laughs> it's but true. With the JP thing, they want to go, they, they want to know that I'm being truthful. <laughs> <laughs> like, they want to go, where's a oh, freak? Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they wanna good feel, on you. Yeah. They want to feel creepy in person. Yeah. <laughs> so people were asking about That's you, Jipper. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm sorry he couldn't make it up there. Usually like that festival, I too. I love that festival. He had work to do, huh? Eh, I just couldn't uh, couldn't do it. Okay. Didn't get the go-ahead. Well, we had a great time up there. Shat awesome was, time. Uh, Shat worked hard for a change. Wait, what? what? Yeah. Long days. They, they were long days. Yeah, it was really long oh, days. Yeah. And that's going to be part of my explanation of, of uh, why the shows didn't... First of all... Of course, I announced ahead of time we weren't positive we were going to get an internet connection. Um, the great luck that I have and, and that I've had my whole life, uh, they, they had free internet in Portland for the last five years or something like that. Uh, they shut it down the week before we got there. That's <laughs> <laughs> just my luck. So no internet, so I couldn't do anything live. I did record, I think, three episodes sort of shorter like one hour episodes um but the days were so long man a lot of beer festivals around here uh you know they shut down at around five o'clock that one goes from 12 to nine every day and then we had to tear down the entire booth at nine every day to put it away in the shed yeah because kids it's, it's outdoor festival they had it fenced in but Sticky fingers, man. I just don't trust people around. Yeah. At all. In fact, some of our stuff did get jacked. We had a couple yeah, hats and stuff night, like yeah. that get jacked. Um, anyway, so long story short is, you know, we're, we're they're setting up at 9 a.m. every morning, and we're getting out of there at 10, 10.30. So uh, I do apologize that the shows didn't make it up, like, in the evenings. I did have internet in the room, but we basically would get back to the room. Rub one out and head out to the town. Yeah. A lot of good bars in Portland. Oh, yeah. First two nights, strip clubs, Doc. Ooh. Let me tell you a little something about amazing ones. Let me tell Magical. Just like (laughs) like, tattooed, naughty, good ones. The A stock. Shat's dad had given me a a pile of $2 bills a long time ago for the next time we go to a strip club. I forgot to bring them. It's cool. We'll get to use them, Doc, when we go, but I forgot to bring them to Portland. But here's the cool thing about Portland strip clubs. It's very different about California. And if, if, you, go, if, if, if you don't go to Portland for any other reason, here's your reason. The strip clubs there are really just like good beer bars, but with a naked chick in the corner. Like, that's the difference. So, and what I mean is, in California, you know, you got to pay 20 bucks to get in. Right. If there's full nudity, you can't drink. Can't drink. No it. alcohol. If it's just topless, you can drink. But beers are $13. Yep. So, it's really difficult to go to a strip club. Well, there, I'm telling you, there's no cover. The price of beer is the same. There's good beer selection. And there's a naked chick in the corner. Usually with tats. Yes. I love that. I like a naked chick in the corner. Doc, you, I mean, I mean, JP, you'd have fallen in love a hundred times at the place we went to the second night. Ugh. What was that place called, Shat? Uh, the Man's Cottage. Magic Gardens uh, or the Sassies? The Ma- Sassies. Magic yes. Gardens was the first. Oh, by, uh, Shat's mom is in the studio today. By the way, Shat didn't go to any of these. Shat's mom, he, he waited outside. Yeah, he stood outside. Uh, but he, he was out there with the dollar bills. Yeah. yeah. Like, we just kept going out and say, Shat, can we have some more money? Yeah, and he'd yeah. say, okay, but uh, I don't approve. <laughs> So not gay mom. Sassies though. <laughs> Disrespect women. Remember when Sam actually did that? Yes, I do remember that. <laughs> okay, we can go fast. That's yeah, a quick story. Bevo's loser husband Sam. We went to a, a. It was somebody's bachelor party, and we went to a strip club. At that time, he wouldn't go in. Oh, I love not, him. I'm not going in there. God would not be happy about that. God would not be happy. God made those tits. <laughs> well, no, some of them anyway. He made the skin. That's true. He did. sure didn't make the content. <laughs> Good point. Good point. So, uh, sassies. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. You never would have left, JP. Really? I'm talking hot. Sounds like you haven't left. Hot girl. I, I still, <laughs> there's a lot in the spank bank from sassies. I'll tell you right now. 
All just and really good ink. I'm not talking about like they got it when they're 18 and now they're 25 and it was the ugliest tattoo they could pick. It's not like a, a rose with barbed wire around it on their back. Or the something? butterfly no. on their lower back. JP, this one chick. Okay, tell me. So the and I'll tell you, before it got to the real. Let me tell you the hottest thing I saw yeah, in, was slow in down. all of Portland. Okay, slow down real quick. I get, so I, I get into I get into Sassy's and yeah. I sit down. I have a beer. Yeah, and uh, like four chicks go up on the pole like after another. So I'm there for like. Four songs, right? Six songs. They do two songs apiece. Yeah. Like four and eight. Four what? girls, two songs. You lose count after two, I yeah. think. Whatever it was. I'm just giving you he the time You lost count after here. second grade. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point also. So it's like, so 37 songs. Yeah. And uh, on the fifth chick, she comes out and she's she's pretty hot. And she picks up a bottle of sanitizer and she sprays down the pole and cleans it. Oh, yeah. Oh, you finished I, right there, didn't I, you? I, <laughs> That's I, the hottest thing ever for you, yeah. wasn't it? I, I walked up, I gave her a $20 bill. <laughs> Did you really? She didn't even start dancing yet. And I go, this is not just because you're super hot. It's because you cleaned that disgusting pole. And you know what she said back to me? I don't know where these skanks have been. Yeah. <laughs> I tr- I asked her to marry me. I tried to take her home. She Didn't. wouldn't. She wouldn't do it. No. Well, I gave her a twenty. It's not like I gave wow. her a hundred. She's not going to go home with me. No. Uh, but then after that, so then she starts taking clothes off. Yeah. She got great tattoos all over. She's got two guns. Dude, yeah, I love pointed that. at her nanu nanu. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like down on her pelvis. <laughs> down on her pelvis, like below the belt line, but not so yeah. far down. Wow. Yeah. That's wow. hot. <laughs> Shoot me. Yeah. Right. I don't know if I'd be wanting that pointed Shh. at my dick. <laughs> no. Don't worry. It wouldn't be. No, she could, oh. <laughs> she could hold me hostage. Yeah. So anyway. I had more than 20 bucks. <laughs> yeah. You could have taken her home. Yeah. I'm just kidding. So I just, if, if you go for no other reason, if you don't go for the for the beer festival, which was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Go for sassies. And, yeah, go for the guns. And, uh, go for the guns. <laughs> go for the guns. And, Doc, these are like fire station poles. I mean, these things are like 20 feet up to the ceiling. They're climbing up them, doing spins. It, it was crazy. Oh, yeah. there, the uh, one pole... How do you know, Chad? There, there was a couple uh, I mean, poles in, this, I heard. in sassies. And this particular one was about three of ours stacked on top of each other. Right. So wow. I don't know how many feet that is. 200 feet? Imagine falling from that. <laughs> so like, the pole had like bend to it. They were like bending it as they went up it. And, and they're on bearings. So that the yeah. pole... So this chick, she climbs all the way to the top. You can't even see her because she's behind the rafters. What is it, gym class? I know. This is, but we're talking talent here. Yeah. All the way to the top, and and I'm not exaggerating. It's 50 feet high. It's up yeah. there. She turns upside down, hangs by her her legs, no arms, and twirls and spins <laughs> all the way down to the ground. She got a standing ovation from the <laughs> from us bunch of creepy dudes and sassies. Yeah, these people well, are talented, Doc. Were you standing up and clapping, or were you sitting down and clapping? <laughs> I went in with the clap. <laughs> Whoa! Came out clapping. So, other than the strip clubs we spent at the two nights, at, this is all, I'm sure you can understand why the archives didn't get posted that night. We're, yeah. I mean, we were busy guys. Working the fest is kind of awful, really, you know, because we've done it for Beer Beer More Beer three, four five years in a row mm-hmm. um last year i had a blast because i didn't have a booth yeah and that was so much fun um well it was cool to have a booth actually and we got to meet a lot of listeners yeah. um some cool people um i mean just from the hours you know because you suck. have to be there and you have yeah. to wait till everyone it's like the gabf exactly you have to wait till all the drunk people leave but the gabf is a four-hour session yeah and i used to complain about that i used to think you know if, if it were my beer festival it's not ending before nine ten o'clock you got to keep the party going yeah 
Well, I was so thankful for the GABF. I, come come nine thirty uh, on day two of OBF, day three, forget about it. So it just it, it, it was tiring, but it really was a lot of fun. I will say this to you: if you've never been to the Oregon Brewers Festival, uh, unless you go early on the first two days, Thursday or Friday, and when I say Friday, I mean early during the day, don't go to the OBF for the beer. Because you can't get a beer. If you want a beer, don't go to the Oregon Brewers Festival on Friday night or Saturday. Saturday, and I, I hate to say this, I, I mean, uh, they're not going to lo- lose any business by me saying this. It's just packed with kids and Portland kids. But if you're a beer aficionado and you want to really sample beer, just go for Thursday and Friday and then head home. Because I'm talking an hour wait for a half a pint of beer. You know, because you can only get like a, a half a pint at a time, and just you don't get to taste a whole bunch. So we had some very generous and cool listeners that knew we were kind of strapped to our booth, and they'd go out and get us beers and stuff. That's the only way we were able to do it. Yeah. We ended up drinking warm watermelon wheat in a can by the <laughs> by Saturday afternoon because nobody could get through those lines, and we had we did watermelon wheat bowling the day before, so we had some cans left over that had been sitting in the hot sun for two days. That's right, cans. Tasty, <laughs> still good. It was still good beer. The beauty of the can. Yeah. I will say. Yeah. I've said it before, but not in this context. Yeah. GABF gets like that on Saturday night, too. It's just yeah. It's oh, really yeah. crowded. Hot, hot, hot chicks. Really, that's, the, that's the upside. That's the upside of the, of the Portland hot, Fest, too. Hot, drunk chicks. Oh, oh yeah. Did beautiful, you see Shad's Facebook oh, uh, posting? No. Oh. He put up an OBF album on our Facebook page. If you sign up for Facebook and you go uh, just search the Brewing Network, um, you'll find our page there. And Shat put up all pictures of hot chicks from the fest. a boy, Chad. Oh, that's what the fest was. <laughs> right? It was a hot chick fest. Yeah. They had beer on, on accident. <laughs> Shat was uh, all, by Saturday afternoon, Shat was all hammered. Yeah. And there's these uh, potato chip girls walking around. Oh, beer, yeah. beer chips or something. <laughs> and they're walking around in these tight, short, gold dresses. And Shad's like, hey, can I have my picture with you? <laughs> That's up on the site with the <laughs> Brewing Network banner behind it. Oh, yeah. But Chad has a big shitty grin on his face, and the other two girls like, meh. No shame hey. in my game. No. And then he's walking around. Like, some of the, the, the chicks walking by were all drunk by Saturday night, too, like Shad. And he's got the stickers. And he's walking around like, hey, can I put one of our stickers on you? <laughs> he's like that creepy I'll pick a guy. Good spot. <laughs> Let me just touch you for a second. We definitely need tattoos. We can do. I, can I? Can I? Can I have a lock of your hair? Just, just for lock, just real quick. It's from my scrapbook. I have to lick the tattoo first. But we did have some great beer there uh, because we did get to do some sampling on the Thursday and Friday. Uh, so I want to mention a couple of them. Um, and one of them I want to mention because uh, the brewer and the owner was just awesome to us also. I spent some time with him after the fest. Ninkasi. And we talked to him out at the GABF, although I had forgotten that. I knew I met him, but I forgot we did an interview. I think I was drunk during that. Um, his beer has been talked about for a couple years now, and uh, they had a great uh, double IPA on tap there at the fest. Plus, he gave me... We, we ended up going to his brewery in Eugene on Sunday after we left, and uh, he was very nice to us. We took some video, actually, that I think we'll be putting up, and um, he gave us some bombers, so we'll be tasting some of that. Um, Doc, it's not all IPAs. There is one that's a... Uh, um, it's an imperial red, and you might enjoy that one. Okay. Um, the double IPAs I, you'll enjoy because of the quality. You're really yeah. going to taste the quality, but I know you're not a big hop guy. But Tasty and I, Shat, because uh, Shat wasn't with us when we went to Nukasi, you two are going to love these beers. Oh, great. You're really going to enjoy these beers. So we're going to do that at the end of the show. i got a great. couple bombers to taste. And oh. he's got a cool brewery, so just be on the lookout for Nukasi. Uh That was nice beer. The other one, and this was the talk of Portland, 
Hopworks. Hopworks uh, Urban Brewery, it's called. So they call it Hub over there. <laughs> and uh, he he's a man after my own heart. Um, not because he has a large penis, but because it's an all-sustainable and, and uh, mostly organic brewery, and they're trying to do even more and more. So uh, it's not quite solar-powered yet. They couldn't afford it, but it will be. They're also looking, and this part I didn't really get. They're look, You'll hear it in the inter- I interviewed him on, on one of the episodes. They're looking to run the whole brewery on veggie oil. So oh. essentially a diesel engine. Yeah. Yeah. What will it, do? Create, will it create steam or something? Gener- well, generator. Or it could do steam. Because they're going the kettle will run on veggie oil, is what he's saying. Well, they could have their direct fire. They could run the kettle on it. Or for their steam, they could just run the steam generator. I see. So not only is all that stuff kind of cool, and you should check it out. Just do a search for Hub. He was a nice dude, uh, and you'll hear him on the show. Um, but the beer is pretty pretty awesome. Um, had a Kolsch of his that was pretty nice. Uh, it was really close. Had a Pilsner. That was a little grainy. It needs a little bit of work, but it was the best Pilsner I had at the festival. That was that was really nice. So he's doing a couple of uh, uh, cool things, and you can check that out. Um, what was the best beer you had there? The best beer I had in the morning or afternoon? Because <laughs> we might have a and couple. I, and I don't know who made it, so I hope that Chat remembers. But Dragon's Milk was oh, my was, favorite um, beer. I went back to that beer. Twice a day, at least every day I was there. It was kind of a of a New Holland made that beer. New Holland, that's yeah. right. Dragons. It's the one that if people were coming up to me and saying what's good here, I sent them every time over to Dragons Milk, and it was a really dark English um, beer. Yeah, but uh, really chocolatey and a little bit roasty. I don't know what style to call it because it wasn't a porter, but it resembles a porter. It certainly wasn't a stout. Sound, sounds like a milk stout, though. Yeah, yeah. Mo- Mosher's book has a. A dragon's milk recipe in it. Ah, uh, okay. It's, it's it was actually aged in uh, oak barrels as well. There you go. Mm-hmm. Did you agree with me, Shat? That that was amazing. Tasty. Yeah, very tasty. Then they had that flying fish uh, double too. Yeah, the Belgian double. The and that's a New Jersey brewery. Oh, Who would have thought? That was tasty. Yeah, <laughs> that was nice. Beer. Jersey boys. Yeah, Bon Jovi and good beer. That's two things, Jersey. Thank you. And then <laughs> we've talked about a little bit. We haven't interviewed them yet, but the Roots Brewery. That's another new oh, one yeah. up there. Uh, they had this beer called Calypso uh, there, and it was another one that I sent people to because of how unique it was. But uh, it had some weird things in it, and it had some, what was the peppercorn type stuff? Scotch bonnet peppers. Scotch bonnet peppers. <laughs> Here was the unique thing about it. You drink the beer, and you taste that there's something there, but it's not spicy. For about... 90 seconds, it's not spicy. And then you're just hanging out, and you're talking to somebody. You're doing, you've had your drink, and you're just talking, and all of a sudden, your throat starts to catch on fire. <laughs> and it creeps up on you. And re- So none of the spice is in the beer itself. It's not till it goes down your palate and into your esophagus, and it's then all, it creeps all, up on you. Yeah, that's all heat. That's yeah. that, that pepper beer we were trying here. Yeah. yeah. But a lot of those Get pepper beers and those jalapeno beers... You can get that they're spicy even right on the palate. Well, this pepper beer we had here, you could taste the pepper because it was so much pepper in it. But, right. But, it but the heat effect is delayed. Yeah. No doubt. This one, you didn't really taste the pepper, and the heat effect definitely delayed. Um, I wouldn't have been able to drink a whole pint of it, but it was really cool to sample. I kept telling people, go at least taste it. And then also, you're going to need a palate cleanser for the next <laughs> hour because everything oh, yeah. then tastes like pepper yeah. after that. And it had, it had a little bit of apricot in it, so that kind of cut the heat a little bit, I think, too. Yeah. Huh. That was yeah. kind of a nice little touch. Well, interesting. Real They're, spicy beers they make there. I mean, not as far as hot, but just spice, like a Gruet Kolsch. They right. use a lot of different flowers, herbs. Oh. Really cool. Being real creative at the Organic. Nice. 
And then another beer that I, I'm only mentioning because I thought the concept was interesting. They had a media tasting so that we could taste a whole bunch of them the first day, which is great because I just sat on my lazy ass and they delivered like 20 of different beers to us. Doc, you like that part. I like that. One of them. Um, no tip. Uh, no tip. Didn't even have to right. tip them. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't have to go on a Disney cruise either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Didn't have to fill out all those envelopes at the end. <laughs> uh, and like I said, I don't, I don't remember the style of the beer or anything. It was, a, it was sort of a ginger beer. He wanted to use ginger in it. But the guy who was explaining the beer to us said that the, what the brewer had in mind when he's making the beer was that he wanted to make a beer that tasted like a gin and tonic. Like that was his whole okay. concept. And it was pretty close. It kind of... T- it, Kind of the juniper berry kind of flavor. Yeah, and and a lot of the ginger coming through. Uh, it certainly tasted like beer still, but it was. I just thought it was a unique perspective for a brewer to take to say, you know, I really like this beverage, or maybe maybe you could say I really like this food, and I'm going to design a beer that tastes like that food. I thought it was just kind of cool. Uh, wish I could remember the name. Caldera. Of the brewer, there he's They make I, cans. What I tell you, he's working cans. his ass off the whole week. That's right, cans. <laughs> yeah, Caldera Brewing Company. That's that was right. a pretty interesting beer. That's right. See, apparently I did nothing but drink, and chat did all the work. It's great. I a lot it. of fun. Well, you Can't wait for next year. I'm doubling your salary, chat. Awesome. Right now. Yeah. Fuck it, triple. Oh! <laughs> yeah. With benefits? You with can afford benefits. it. Yeah. <laughs> and you can have all the benefits that I have. Yeah. Right Friends now. with benefits. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Uh, okay. I guess that's our OBF rundown for now. Uh, other than to say it's a, just a great fest, and um, the organizers, Art and Chris, were great to us. And I think we're going to be going back. And um, uh, MVP of the organizing crew Teddy. was Teddy. So shout out to Teddy. Oh, yeah. He was the guy who stuck around from 4.30 in the morning until 4.30 in the morning, um, just making sure that everyone could put their things away and, and, and organizing everything. And on top, he's one of these old salty dog type of guys, Doc, where you go up to him and, and he, he's kind of gruff, so you think he's the meanest dude you've ever met. And he turns out just to be really cool. You know, Very just, cool. Uh, he's just yeah. he's a little gruff and straightforward. I'll tell you what he thinks, but then he'll smile and, and give you a beer. After he's done. <laughs> Plus, he has his shirt off all the time. So. He's always walking around <laughs> you know? or or a tank top. Yeah. So, Teddy, thanks, man. You, yeah. you hooked us up. Uh, and then again, just a, a shout to all the listeners we met. Uh, I want to say a particular hello to Leroy, who came up. Uh, he was there with his family, and uh, he's a truck driver. And drives around, listening to the show, and I used to change truck tires for a living. It was uh, one of the worst experiences of my life. I did it for a long time. Still have nightmares about it. And uh, so when Leroy came up, shook my hand, told me what he does, I was like, all right, Leroy, you're respect (laughs) to you, sir. So uh, and 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 for all the other listeners, we got to meet. um, Just too many names. So, but you were all great. It was fun uh, coming out. Big thanks to Brew Tattoo as well. I mean, he was big help this weekend, last weekend. He was helping us man the booth and yeah. stuff. Was Unbelievable. Was he wearing the dress? Driving us around. Didn't ask that. On day one, he was. Yeah, and that's the other thing. He, he chauffeured us around afterwards because awesome. he had a rental car so that we didn't have to, you know, he knows we can't afford cabs all over the place. And we're too lazy to walk and chat's too fat. So uh, <laughs> he drove us around and was just, re- he was cool. A lot of times, you know, some of the guys will get behind the booth and try to help and Maybe they've had a little too much to drink. You don't always want the help. The, they're always good-hearted, and I always appreciate the offer, but we've gotten in trouble sometimes with organizers for just letting anybody man the booth. But uh, Brew Tattoo was cool, and he and he was in control the whole time and really answering questions for people. So big thanks to him. He was a, a good dude. And I think he clearly proved that the man can hold his alcohol. Yeah, he drank me under the table every day. He's got a utilicilt. He does that's have a, a mile. That's the dress. That's a mile. That's borderline. <laughs> His wife was hilarious. She's like, have you seen the Utilicilt website? 
They can fit like 16 beers in that thing. <laughs> it's amazing. you yeah. got to see the pictures. Okay. I've been to that website. <laughs> you have? Oh, yeah. I was going to get one. 16 beers or one black penis. Utila <laughs> <laughs> <You tilly> kilt. <laughs> Good uh, times. Met listener Josh out there, uh, and he was cool. And his wife was really cool, too. Um, and she recommended a couple places uh, for me and my friends to go on the way back. Me and uh, two of my friends were visiting from France. We drove down uh, the coast and did some camping. Uh, on the way, and uh, they recommended us to go to Crater Lake. Uh, oh, yeah. So we wouldn't have gone without her recommendation, so I wanted to thank you for that, Suzanne. Um, Susan, I believe she goes by. Um, oh. And Crater Lake, it's, so it's like, it's uh, it's the, at the top of an old vol- volcano. Uh, the volcano exploded like 650,000 years ago and left this giant crater. It filled with water. And well, it, I don't know. It filled up with water. Bevo, I think, make, thinks the Earth is 6,000 years old, right? <laughs> Oh, leave her alone. Shut Sorry. your mouth. Yeah. You Creepy talk, face. You'll be talking to Jesus one day. <laughs> Ask him, math man. Uh, so, and the lake is, it's not fed by any streams or rivers. It's only snow melt and <laughs> rainfall. So it's known Fish as the, pee. it's the clean, yeah. So it's known as the cleanest uh, large body of water in the world and one of the deepest lakes in the world. So they're telling me all this and I'm like, and you do some reading about it and you go, okay, I get it. It's real fucking clean. Big deal. You go there and you see it. It's pretty unbelievable. All sorts of different shades of amazing deep blue, like you've never seen before. It's pretty impressive. Um, well, nothing grows in there, and that's why. Why? Oh, because of all the sulfur and, and yeah. that? Yeah. And that's why it's so blue, is because nothing grows, and, and that's why it's so clean. And like Tahoe... It's like 9,000 feet. Tahoe used to be a lot like that, but everybody's using fertilizers on the lawn that goes in there. Right. Uh, don't give well, the and, hippies any more cause. Don't. Well, and Tahoe, you know, by lake terms, is still super clean, but... Yeah. Tahoe yeah. looks like Pacheco compared to Crater Lake. I'm going to tell you that right now. Yeah. It's, uh, it's filthy compared to this place. So that was cool. And, and anyway, I just want another shout-out to the listeners who recommended that to us. We wouldn't have gone there. I went to Hot Springs also. Naked? No, but there were, oh. there were naked chicks and a bunch of naked balls around, too. Yeah, I didn't yeah. Get, no, I mean, no. But 108-degree natural hot springs. <laughs> I had to really think about other things while I'm sitting in there, so I'm not thinking about the filth that is these hot springs. But, you know, because of all the naked people and stuff. They give you, like, a scum skimmer as you're sitting there and just take off. Oh, Dude, seriously, they don't, they don't chlorinate those things, do they? Oh, all no, natural? It's, it's all natural. Yeah, that's dirty and disgusting. They that's like of... me taking a bath and then you sitting in there after me. Yeah, that's nasty. That's and you're right. Totally but nasty. I didn't think Or the other way around. Or the oh. other way around. It's like, okay, that's like JP. I'm a clean person. It's like JP, <laughs> JP taking a bath and then you getting in there after him. Yeah, but he I has love t- you, JP. He'd, he'd have I to don't talk about my religion. No! So I, but I just didn't think about it, and and it was very relaxing. It was cool to sit in some. I've never sat in natural hot springs before, or natural filth. Yes, but I wasn't <laughs> about to go balls out, so I did not. I kept my shorts on, and there were other people that were clothed, and there were some saggy hippies that were not clothed, but there were also a couple of lookers, you know, hanging out. Got nice. to see, a, got to see a nice boob or two. And a swing. I did not, uh, <laughs> which is good, did you, did because you, they're shallow. Yeah. So. You, didn't, you didn't go up Periscope at all? I did not go up Periscope. Um, and that was by recommendation of Jamie from Ninkasi. He told us to go there. So just a lot of thank yous I'm giving. I'm sorry we're taking a long segment here, but it was really an impressive trip for us, and I just want to talk about it and say thanks to some folks. All right, uh, a couple announcements. Uh, AHA memberships. 
are back in the store tonight. Um, in fact, maybe at the break, I'll just I'll resupply. Uh, they got lost, so sorry, but they were shipped to the wrong address, and then they were shipped back to the HA, and then the HA shipped them back to me. So <coughs> my apologies. I know you guys have been waiting, but they will be back uh, as of tonight. By the time you're hearing this show, Archive listener, you can buy a American Homebrewers Association membership through our store. Um, you'll also uh, be able to get shirts. I hadn't put them up uh, in the store before leaving because I basically picked them up on the way to the OBF. I needed to sell them up there, which we did. People love that logo. Go nuts for it, huh? Oh, yeah. And uh, I, But I did bring all the stock back. All sizes will be replenished tomorrow, including our new shirt for Brew Strong. Which is the new Jamil Zanishev and John Palmer show premiering right here on the Brewing Network. It's another one of our Brewing Network productions. A Brewing Network exclusive. It was supposed to air for the first time for you tomorrow night. For me? Uh, But it's not going to. And the reason is just some of the audio isn't just right yet, and I don't want to... It's such a great show. The content, even of this first episode we're putting up, is so great. You guys are going to love it. That I didn't want to screw it up with um, uh, production that wasn't perfect. So, just give me a couple days. It will air this week. Uh, I'm thinking Friday. i got to talk to Jamil about it. At the very latest, it will air before the Jamil show on Monday. And that's generally what's going to happen. It's going to be on alternating Mondays. So you know that the Jamil show occurs right here on the Brewing Network every other Monday. Well, the fill-in Monday will now be Brew Strong. So you're going to get two shows a month from Jamil Zanishef, John Palmer, and a special guest on most weeks. Um, and uh, I, I, like I said, I think the first one will air um, by Friday or at the latest before the Jamil show airs on Monday. So that's the deal with that. I know a lot of people have been asking, and they're pretty excited about it. You see the forum? Uh, people talking about Bruce Strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some oh, people yeah. like yeah. saying thank you. I'm gonna, uh, I'm going to sacrifice my firstborn for you, Pope. I uh, can't believe you're doing this. So, <laughs> a lot of happy people about our new show. It's going to be great. Sign up for our Twitter account, the brew, uh, Twitter.com/slash/brewing-network. People kept coming up to the booth at OBF saying, where are you going tonight? Where are you guys going to party? And I never know those things. The best way to keep tabs on what we're doing is to sign up for our Twitter account. I know it sounds kind of stupid. I still feel stupid telling people to do it. You're coming up there, and I say, and I'd have to say, "Well, are you signed up for our Twitter account?" Sounds like you should be going. Hey, I'll tweet you after fifth period history. Yeah, but it really was yeah. effective. Anytime Something. we went someplace, I would Twitter it, and listeners would find it and go, "Cool." The, if we want to go meet the brewcasters, they're down at Sassy's. Oh. Next year, you probably won't need to sign up for Twitter. You can just, just go, go to Sassy's. <laughs> <laughs> So, but do that. Sign up for our Twitter account because I, I do. It's just a, you get an instant message on your telephone or in your email, however you want it, and I tell you what's happening. So you get updates on the shows. Like I'll, I'll usually post what the show topic is and what, what the times are, and certainly when we're traveling, it's very useful. <laughs> and as I mentioned earlier, you can be a Facebook person. Oh! And search the Brewing Network, and you can become a fan of the Brewing Network page. Shut up! You love your Facebook. Uh, I haven't decided. Don't yet. lie. I like parts of it. I like it because there's no music like that MySpace crap. You know, you get on the site, it's like, oh, someone's playing music. Yeah, you don't have to listen to that. Yeah. Because you don't always like what they're playing. Sorry, Bevo. My MySpace doesn't have music. (laughs) But most people's do. My computer doesn't have a mute button, Chad. Just a paint background and music. Mine has great songs. Yeah. I bet. Mine has Carrie Underwood. (laughs) Yeah, well... Brew, is Brew Tattoo telling me that uh, the Oregon Brewers Fest set a record for attendance on Saturday? Really? 
I don't know if he's telling you that or if he's asking you. Oh. I saw something about it, some record, and it was beer. I will say that if they did, I'm going to go ahead and claim that it was our fault. We are the ones who broke the <laughs> record. Everybody. I think that's fair. Put them over the top. We brought the party. I'll say that. We always bring the party. These festivals are pretty used to being tame, except for the people that go. Like, they'll have their own little party. But all the booths and the vendors, you know, it's very much like, you know, you go up and you pick up a flyer and you see what's happening and you shake hands. Printed on soy ink. Yeah. Yeah. And you can eat it later. (laughs) (laughs) You can use it as toilet paper and eat it. And you go on to the next booth and you do that. You sample the nuts. Yeah, like a tea bag, <laughs> or, or the tea bags if there happen to be a tea company there. Yeah. Every time we go, star? we're like setting up. They, we scared them when we first got there. We're setting up the PA system. We got the two speakers out. We're throwing out all our army gear. Shat's got a thong on. They got grenades. Fatigues. We rocked it, man. People were hanging out with us. We're thinking that next year we're going to set up a lounge in front of our booth because oh, yeah. people wanted to come hang and have yeah. some place to be, like headquarters. So we're going to like go down to the local Goodwill there in Portland and pick up a couch and just throw it down, make a little, yeah. uh, you know, a little brewcaster lounge. Ooh, yeah. yeah, coffee table. That's kind of a, good a little idea. Weber out there. Yeah. Do a little barbecue, video game. And if you had seen our setup, you it was perfect because you can kind of be in between the speakers, so you can still talk, and they're sort of pumping music out the other way and. Shat was blasting that that reggae music he plays. Oh, they loved it in Portland. They that a lot black of music. Yeah. They did. Oh, yeah. And they're all them. white. A lot of air guitar too. Lots of oh, air, air guitar. guitar. Oh. Guys were if, rocking in, in front fact, of our booth. They were draw- they were drawing a bigger crowd than we were with their air guitar. <laughs> what oh, they didn't yeah. realize is that it was everybody pointing and laughing like oh, yeah. look at those guys. They weren't it's, laughing with you. No. We, we should play Air Guitar Hero next time. Yeah, oh, it was great. Ooh. That'd be good. That's a good game. And the hot chicks just love it. They see the guys and like, oh, it's so great. Let's go dance with them. It's, oh, like, it's awesome. like this site, uh, you know, hot chicks with douchebags. Yeah. For some reason, they <laughs> hot re- chicks with guys playing air guitar. I don't know why you don't have douche uh, uh, hot com. chicks surrounded surrounding you all the time, JP, because it really seems to work. Well, a lot of things counterbalance the air guitar. <laughs> I see. Like your mustache. Oh. oh. Is that what that is? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shat, what do you have for us? Uh, we got some rallies coming up, AHA rallies. There's one at Iron Hill this Friday. Um, also, guests are going to be Dogfish Head, Stewart's Brewing, and Twin Lakes. They're playing a bocce ball tournament. There's going to be special releases on tap. Um, <laughs> you can sign up for AHA membership, 33 bucks for a year. Um, just come out and meet all those brewers. Um, we've also got something coming up here in San Francisco. Um, Anchor Brewing, August 23rd, AHA Rally. Uh, that should be a good time. Uh, GABF, tickets are on sale. Uh, uh, we're going to yeah. be there. We That's are going to be up. there. Um, let's see, what else we got going on? Uh, boy, boy. Sorry. I like the part about <laughs> having special releases. Special releases? <laughs> Um, Oh, also, it's going to be Belgian Beer Week at Ebenezer's Pub in Maine, end of this Uh, month, August 23rd through the 30th, and uh, our very own Sean Paxton, the homebrew chef, is going to be doing a dinner for over 100 people, I think on the 28th. So go to Ebenezer'sPub.net, they have a bunch of information, you can sign up for the the dinner, I don't know if they're selling tickets, what the deal is, but I think you have to get a reservation, and uh, you can meet Urbane and Carlo and all the guys from they're going to be there. Ah. Uh, Sounds like it's going to be a good time, you can camp right there, like Chris had said yeah. on the previous show we did with him. Um, so just sounds like a great time. Oh. And if you notice on our Facebook page, I've got we some pictures pictured. of my father behind the bar with Chris. Ah. So he had a great time. Had some Shatt's, Black Albert. Shat's dad's out there working the name. He's name dropping that for <laughs> network. Oh, yeah. Got so, him behind uh, the bar. Chad. 
visit my son Chad. That's what he does. Him. He doesn't ever really. Who? He doesn't say hi. I'm Bobby. He always goes. I'm Shat's dad. Yeah. I like it. We need to get him a shirt that says exactly. I'm Shat's dad. Absolutely done. Consider it done. So, if you could be there though in Maine, it looks like an awesome place, awesome yeah. time, great beers, great people. So go meet the Axty. Yeah. All right. And you can get to producer Shat, Chad, at thebrewingnetwork.com, C-H-A-D, at thebrewingnetwork.com. If you want to send him events that are happening or show ideas, that's where they all go. If you have guests, be in contact with him, um, not me, because I am lazy. Other, <laughs> otherwise, you can see him at the Y. I saw that on the forum. Someone called you lazy. Yeah. I'm a lazy ass. <laughs> bastards. I haven't done anything since leaving uh, the Oregon Brewers Festival. I've been on vacation. Vacation. Yeah. I did a little work yesterday. Um, I had to produce somebody else's show. Because yeah, they forced you? Well, he paid me. <laughs> so I couldn't say no. I, I'm not so lazy that I'm still not accepting cash. So I had to go do some real work. But other than that, uh, my friends are still in town and kind of just been drinking. Had some bourbon last night, Doc. Ooh, Ooh what'd you have? Uh, I don't know. But we went to the Alembic, you know, Mm -hmm. the one that uh, Dave McLean from Magnolia owns, and he focuses on artisan whiskey and bourbon. And uh, my friend Delphine, who's in from France, you would have had a great time last night, Doc, because she is a huge bourbon fan. Nice. And so here was me and uh, Delphine and Yan, and and I don't, like, I can taste it, but, you know, I don't really enjoy it. And I kept just kind of saying... If Doc was here, Delphine, you guys would be getting trashed tonight, and he'd be educating you about all of these bourbons coming through. So we'll have to make it another night, I suppose. Okay. Um, anyway, my point was I've just not been doing anything but drinking and, and hanging out. Luckily, Shat's uh, been holding down the fort. Holding it down. Am I missing anything? Uh, we're good. All right. Uh, I'm going to do the feedback when we come back from the break, because we have a long feedback segment, and we've just been babbling for 45 minutes. Um, Start drinking some homebrew. Yeah, let's do that. We're going to taste a lot of homebrews today. Uh, we've got a lot of questions in the feedback, which we will address. And uh, hang in there. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on The Brewing Network. There's a big bug in my beer Hey, bartender, there's a big bug in my beer One eye red, the other one blue The big old bug drinking on my brew Hey, bartender, there's a big bug in my beer Bartender, he's drinking up all the foam. Hey, bartender, he's drinking up all the foam. You better tell that old bug, he better leave my beer alone. Well, hey, bartender, there's a big bug in my beer. Take him out, take him out. Hey, bartender, there's a big bug in my beer. 
One eye red, the other one green The biggest old bug I ever seen Hey bartender, there's a big bug in my beer Looking good. Thanks, Finn. Piece by piece. Well, let's fire her up. Whoa! Is that a new kettle? Yeah, just got it brand new, but paid half price. What? And that blade scale? 40% off. And the new tap handle? Five bucks instead of 13. Got a new regulator for the brew stand, too, but five bucks instead of 25. Dude, where are you stealing all this stuff from? Where else? The more beer deal of the day. Announcing the Beer, Beer, and More Beer Deal of the Day. Every day, a new fantastic deal from big items to small that will blow you away. Boil kettles, carboy carriers, sterile siphon starters, digital timers. Watch morebeer.com every day for a new deal, and you just might find the item you've been waiting for at a price you cannot believe. Hurry, because stock is limited on most items. And that sweet Guinness cap, let me guess. The The More Beer beer Deal deal of the day. Day. Yeah, I knew it. Come on, let's brew something. Find the More Beer Deal of the Day at morebeer.com. Celebrity Voices Impersonated. This is www.thebrewingsnetwork.com. Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to The Brewing Network. The Brewing Network. Saving your life. One beer at a time. Was that Cindy Lights this time? Cindy Lopper. <laughs> Not bad. Welcome back to the program. It's the session. Today, I didn't even mention what we're talking about today. We've been having so much fun. Stuff. I'm just so happy. I gotta say, I love our studio, and I actually love Pacheco. I feel really weird saying that, but I love Pacheco. It feels like home. Picho. It just feels like home to me. I really enjoy how our studio has evolved and is set up. Um, it just really is comfortable. Yeah. And remotes are cool, but, you know, it's just not as, it's a little more stressful. It and, ain't home, baby. It's not home. Right. I'm happy to be home. 
happy to be in the BN studios. I'm I'm glad to be back. You know, seems like it's, it's been, been a while. Seems like it's been a couple weeks. Well, in here you don't worry about people walking by out there. You see people walk by and what what the hell are they doing over there? Yeah, <laughs> in here all you worry about is who's going to fill up your beer when it's empty. Pretty much, yeah. Which is which is nice. So I'm just happy to be home. Very sure, nice. man. Very nice. So today, what we are covering for you is going to be kegging and dispensing. And we have covered this in the past. We talked about uh, bottling and kegging in the past, although I don't know that we've been too in-depth about beer dispensing. And I know, uh, for one, Shat and I have uh, a lot of dispensing issues. Mm-hmm. For example... You also have a lot of Doc's kegs. <laughs> also have a lot of Doc's kegs around. And two of JP's kegs. I mean, there was that time I dispensed an entire keg onto the carpet. Mm. That um, is a dispensing issue. I don't know if yeah. that is in your uh, top your outline today, fellas. <laughs> but, uh, you Autopilot. Might, you might, might, might want to cover it. My cat dispensed two of my kegs onto the garage floor. Really? Yeah. She jumped onto the uh, kegerator and... Uh, my, my whiteboard fell down behind the, the taps and opened them up. <laughs> Lost a, a 20 pound uh, tank of CO2 and, oh. and two kegs. Oh, man. I once dispensed myself on your couch. <laughs> <laughs> on my couch? Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? I thought you knew about that. God. Uh, Do you see where he had turned the cushions over? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, you know what's funny? Is not the only one. We've turned those cushions over so many times for other things. It's, is that like a double negative? Does it end up? <laughs> no. It cancels each other out. Yeah. Oh man, I wonder if Palmer did the same thing. He slept on my couch before. The less crusty side. No. I bet you that half the people I know have uh, left me gifts on the couch because well, most of the guys I you know have. are dudes well that would have been okay Bevo you should have lied to me said I have that, uh, <laughs> that, is, that, is, that like wipes out at least five yeah. other Sorry. gifts <laughs> no but Bevo probably caused other gifts <laughs> oh. Oh. <Yeah>. ew <laughs> Doc you haven't uh, rubbed one out of my couch have you oh no okay that's good <laughs> in your bathroom <laughs> yeah. no, in your bed maybe yeah. <laughs> you, on your microphone oh <laughs> All right, so... Uh, dis- it's going to be that show tonight. Dispensing beer is actually what we're going to be covering, and then oh. kegging it, of course. So we're right. going to talk to you about uh, uh, the cost efficiency of it and, and how it will uh, improve your life in general to keg your beer and uh, just sort of techniques and how to do it. And then certainly dispensing, including uh, pressures and beer lines and length of lines and maybe even a little bit about uh, kegerators themselves. All the geeky stuff. Yeah. yeah. So stick with us at 888-401-BEER if you want to ask questions yourself, or uh, the Beave is in the chat room right now taking your questions. The beefs. Hey, babe. Be nice in the chat room because Bevo has full authority to throw anyone out who's being a dick. I do. Uh, and I... I'm going to go no warnings today. Yeah. Kick them out. That's... that's Yeah. Good. <laughs> Zero Are they already riled up? Oh, no, no. They've been fine. Okay. Absolutely fine. All right. A question that already came through the chat to me that I need to address before moving on was uh, our pint glasses and when they're going to be in the store. Oh! As promised, I did order the pint glasses, and as I said in the last program, uh, they arrived, but they're kind of jacked up. So, as usually, I just, I don't have good luck with these kinds of things. A lot of other things. And a lot of other things. In general, this is why I'm so superstitious. People people call me stupid for not walking under ladders and shoes on the table, all that, but I'm riding very... Riding a motorcycle. Super- the truth is... I ride a motorcycle. I wear a helmet. Uh, the truth is, I have very bad luck. And so the glasses came, and it's just that the logo's kind of messed up. They are BN Army glasses. It's got the hop grenade on there. 
Where and uh, they're out in the living room. Uh, you'll have to pull a couple. Some are okay, but just in general, I don't know. It's two screens. There's a black color and a green color. Right. It's not too hard to do two screens, is it? What is it? They'll look all wonky and like dripping or something. Or they're just yeah. no. It's just that the the green is off center. It ends up bleeding over into the black. It just didn't. It, they're off center. It's not no. straight. Um, so some the dogfish head because <laughs> off centered. <laughs> Okay. Uh, that was terrible. Wow. So I'm going to have to send them back, I think, because I don't want to sell you guys bad glasses. I certainly yeah. don't want to pay full price for them. I'm going to find out what's happening. Uh, the, the the person I'm dealing with is a wonderful dude, and he's a part of the BN Army. He, uh, he did not make them himself. I think he farmed it out to another company. So I certainly don't want to diss the people I'm using. They're doing a great job. Um, in fact, in fact, they do all of our hats, and they do an amazing job on the hats. Oh, great. But this one I think they farmed out to a glass company, yeah. and the glass company is who jacked it. So that's your update. I'm going to speak to them tomorrow and figure out what they want to, want me to do. Ship them back, whatever. So sorry about that. They were, you know, my plan was to have them available for you tomorrow morning, but just can't happen. I think they sound like collector's items now. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah the one off thing. Yeah, that's yeah. true. People thought that about our other, our older shirts too. That I remember that they look like they were oval or whatever. Yeah, kind of yeah. looking like eggs. Yeah. Collector's items. In fact, I saw a dude wearing it at the um, the anniversary party this year. Yeah, and to me, it was very nostalgic. It was a collector's like, item. Aww. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God! You've got mail. Yeah. It is time for our feedback, and feedback is brought to you today by St. Louis Hops. That's stlhops.com, your source for news and discussion about beer in St. Louis. And JP, Uh-oh. I don't know. Just look at him. Do I really have to say anything that Mother Nature hasn't already said? Oh, oh come geez. on. I've been looking at his beer. That thing's getting pretty damn scary. I think the next time you're at the airport, you better expect the cavity. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You're like the ocean, JP. You make me sick. Oh, ouch. Ow. Can't we get a JP timer? <laughs> oh, we might have to convert the bub timer. Yeah. JP reminds me of Bender from Futurama, just living in the closet. Oh, oh. kind of is in the closet. STLHops.com, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Feedback today. A lot of questions in the feedback, which I'm going to have to get to uh, for you as we do this. Use the feedback to do that if you have technical questions, especially ones that can be answered in short, because we'll do them, um, fire off a bunch of quick answers during this segment. Who are you calling um, short? Feedback <laughs> at thebrewingnetwork.com. Uh, let's see. Here we have. Make all your questions doc size. <laughs> Make them short. So that we can answer. Justin, you slightly more talented hack than me. Uh, this story ranks up there with your carpet porter. I've been brewing for months now uh, with one competition in mind. I've spent a lot of time, money, and effort getting some beers ready for the Ohio State Fair homebrew contest. I did a Hellas and an Oktoberfest among a few of the beers I was going to enter. I paid my fee, did the paperwork, and had all the bottles labeled and ready to drop off this week at the drop-off point. Uh-oh. But... The drop-off was last week. (laughs) I flippin' missed it. I found out when I got an email with the results. Results? My beer never got there. It's still sitting in the fridge. How stupid is this? Please tell me that someone has done this so I don't feel like a complete loser. Keep up the good work, Bruce Strong. Prost. That's from Paul, a.k.a. Big Fat Bald German Butt in the forum. I, I really haven't heard anybody. Yeah, we've never done no, that. No, no one's done that. I'd like to help you out. Come Paul, on, but. help a brother out. <laughs> Tasty, have you done it? I think I've. I think I've gone to go to enter the competition to fill out the forms to find out that it was over. Okay. Yeah. 
Oh. I think I thought it was in October. That's close. It was it's definitely something that I would do, but I don't really intercom. I don't. I don't brew enough beer to intercompetition to be drinking at all. But I <laughs> could definitely see myself doing this. I, I've gotten to the point where you know, okay, the the due date for it is. I'm get ramping up for that and coming up to the due date, <laughs> and that's actually the judging j- date. Oh like, yeah. Oh yeah. damn. Yeah. Oh well. Uh, okay, here's another one. I've been listening to the session show now for a few months, trying to educate myself enough to brew my own beer. While I will stop just short of saying this program is educational, I will say that it is at least entertaining. I work second shift, so I listen to the shows as they update on iTunes a few days later. I was listening to the Rabbit's Foot Meadery segment the other night and couldn't figure out why it sounded so familiar to me. I worked for a labor a label printer, and as it turns out, they're a customer of ours. We have an office in Napa that mainly brings in wine vintners. Mm. Uh, and while I can appreciate wine, I prefer beer. When I do see a job come through for a brewery or meadery in this case, I feel it's one small step uh, for world beer domination. Being a beginner in the homebrew arena, I'm really looking forward to the Brew Strong show as well. As dysfunctional as you all are, you make my long, boring nights pass with great ease. Keep up the good work, and I may start donating a buck or two. Possibly more if the stripper pole gets its own webcam. And that's from Sleepy Weasel in Lansing, Michigan. So, a little feedback. Glad we're getting him through his days. Here is the angriest email we've received in a long time, fellas. Oh, I can't wait for this one. Who's it aimed at? I'm listening. It's anonymous, and it covers everybody. And as angry as he is, or she, he or she must listen to every single episode. I'll tell you that. It. Here it goes. Oh, my God. First off, Justin, and I'm going to read just how it is, okay? Justin is a truly a grease monkey, (laughs) and his nasal voice kills me. Ah! Okay, I've heard enough. Yeah, you don't want me to go on. Uh, second off, Tasty does not make tasty beer. Oh. He needs filtration and a lot of hops to win anything. Oh, oh yeah, Man, that's low. He's oh. going for the jugular on every. Oh, yeah, it gets worse. Ladies. Come on, you can't do that to Tasty. You can't do that. Thirdly, Chad sounds like he's hooked on ebonics or his brain is fried on pot. Stick to the chat room, you failure. Wow. Ouch. That's angry. <laughs> wow. Uh, you can't make this stuff up. Fourthly. Yeah. Somebody can. Well, you can't. <laughs> Doc sounds like he dropped too many acid pills way back when, or he has an IV of nitrous on the show. Well, that's true. Fifth. Well, we, d- we don't do nitrous IV, <laughs> and most acid doesn't come in pills anymore. Yeah, so in your, in your face. <laughs> Fifth, Bub is the worst thing to happen to the Sunday session. Please Aww. never answer Love his Bob. call again. Please. I'll, I'll agree with that. <laughs> I'll answer every single one of Bub's calls. Sixth, JP is only useful for making Justin look legit. Maybe. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Was that a compliment? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Backhanded Seventh, Jamil and John P. are idiots and have no idea what style means. Learn to brew, you two. How does it feel to fail at NHC, you losers? Uh, Jamil won an award. He did. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. This guy's going for it. Yeah. Eighth, Push Eject needs to eject his commercials from the BN. Super cheesy. See what LA does to you? Ninth, Bevo. Well, we won't go there. Go give your boy Sammy some... And I'll just leave it at that. It ends with wench. (laughs) (laughs) And tenth, Sean O. Canned a watermelon wheat beer. What the hell is wrong with you? (laughs) And that's it. No signature. No name. No other comments. 
Just a list of insults. Just anger. Really, mine uh, isn't that bad because they just told me to go do a sexual act with my husband. True. I'm okay with that. You're a stupid idiot, but I'm okay with that. <laughs> well, yeah. With what? Hearing that or doing that a sexual act? <laughs> well, yeah. All right, so there you go. That's the angriest email we've received in a while. Wow. And, uh, oh, thank man. you for your feedback. <laughs> uh, hey, guys, just started brewing a couple months ago. I had a, dis- a disastrous start with an American-style pale ale. I boiled over three times. Dude, join the club. Awesome. Oh, dude. <laughs> What's that? Uh, I had a hard time chilling the wort. Also join the club. Yeah. And it came out with this burnt wood finish taste to it. Oh, yeah, that's like... Other than that, it was pretty drinkable. <laughs> uh, Slinky directed me to the show, and it's been very helpful. And reading John Palmer's book has also helped me correct some mistakes. Of course, he's referring to How to Brew. Great book. Um, anyway, for my next brew, I'm planning a strawberry ale. Fruit beers are pretty popular out here in Indiana, so I figured I'd take a stab at it. My question is, uh, it has to do with the fruit. I heard a bunch of different ways to get in the flavoring, like using a blender to juice the strawberries and then straining the seeds, um, de-leaving and freezing the berries and throwing them in during the boil, or throwing them in the primary fermenter and then leaving them when I move to secondary. I was wondering what the best way was or if there's a way that you preferred, and that's from CP. Strawberries are really tough. They smell good, but you don't get a lot of strawberry flavor in there. Uh, The acid content isn't quite where you want it. They're really... Probably one of the toughest fruits to get into a beer. Okay. Uh, you might want to do all that you're doing or buy a fruit puree. Uh, put that in there. Um, and maybe juice it up with some extract, some strawberry extract, just a little bit at the end to kind of get... And what do you mean by, by the end of what? Uh, at the end of the beer, because you're going to be disappointed. So the end of fermentation, you mean? Uh, how about the... the well... At the end, well, the finished beer before, even after it's carbonated. But okay. You're going to be, with strawberries, I've always come up short on the um, <laughs> flavor. You can smell it pretty good, but just it's really hard to get enough of that yeah. strawberry-ness in there. Okay. With those, you can add fruit and then put and then do like an extract, uh, add bottling or something yeah. to get the aroma. So where are you putting the first fruit then? Into primary, secondary? I would say secondary. Secondary. Otherwise, it, it, with, it just all the CO2 just scrubs everything out of there and you're going to get even less. Yeah. I would say, um, not to, to you know divert the <laughs> point of this, but I would work on your base beer first. If your beer's coming out burning and you're over and you're boiling over and all that stuff, I wouldn't attempt a delicate beer like a strawberry beer because you're going to put all you're going to do all this work with real fruit, you know, freezing it, putting it in a rack into secondary, doing all the stuff, and it's just going to taste like burnt extract. Good point. So um, I would I would put that on the back burner, uh, so to speak, mm-hmm. and uh, and just really focus on your your technique first. Tasty's wonderful fruit beers come from an awesome uh, base beer recipe, which yeah. is basically what a Dortmunder. Yeah, right? Dortmunder export. That's so. filtered. Man, <laughs> 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 yeah, well, I had to fix it. It was defective. Yeah, yeah, yeah with hops and filtering. <laughs> Guys, on to me. <laughs> and boiling for an hour. <laughs> yeah, ninety minutes. Uh, yeah, yeah. I make a good base beer, and then you can uh, add some fruit to it for sure. Later, the better. I figure on the fruit. Yeah. Okay. All right, there you go. Uh, another email, wondering if Doc would be willing to share his coconut porter recipe, or robust coconut, coconut porter, he doesn't know what it was. Uh, the wife has been inspired by my brewing to try a batch on her own, oh. and when I suggested that she could make a coconut porter, she was all over it. Uh, I recently brewed Jamil's robust vanilla porter, and she claims that it's the best beer she's ever tried, commercial or homebrew. Wow. So he wants to know, Doc, if there's any way I could get this recipe in all grain, plus a name brand of coconut extract and suggestions on maybe where I could buy it. I'd appreciate it. Thanks in advance. That's from Rob. 
Um, so I'm sure that if you send an email to Doc, Rob, um, doc at thebrewingnetwork.com, he will do his best to give you a recipe. If he doesn't, uh, he can send it to me and I'll give it back to you. Okay. But you don't mind giving out your oh, not at all. recipe. What about the coconut part, That the suggestion of, of what extract to use and maybe where he could get it? You know I mean? uh, there's a, a couple of places on the Internet that are real nice about that. Uh, you can get actually real coconut extract. A lot of them are the imitation stuff. Mm-hmm. If you get a real nice imitation extract, it's still pretty good. Okay. I got away from using real coconut because it's such a pain in the butt. Um, you got to toast it. And every time I turn around, it was on fire. <laughs> oh, uh, you put it. Uh, I, I put it on a cookie sheet and put it in the oven, and turn around, do something else, and come back. It's on fire. So <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, I want it toasted. I don't want it like, smoked. I hate Charred. when my, my nuts I, catch on I fire. I had to go to the store again and get more coconut because I, I ran out. Oh, because I, I just smoked how many of them. Yeah, and just you got to be real careful. Uh, about doing, you got to pull it back out. You got to roll it around and uh, get the bra- get the the <laughs> toasted stuff on the bottom and the untoasted stuff on the top. Put it back in the oven and and you got to really watch. You can't be doing other stuff while you're doing that. Okay, it it also, like you're saying, get the extract. Uh, really, yeah, get the extract. Yeah, that's so really what that forget means. all that. All right, uh, that's and, what I'm hearing. And if you get a, a nice extract, you can dial it in just enough oh, yeah. to where it works really well. She liked the the. Uh, Vanilla Porter? Yeah. She will love this one. So what was the website that you said? I don't remember. Oh, you don't remember it? Um, I, if I could probably find it. There's just there's a, a few of them out there. Just Google... Um, coconut extract? Ex, yeah, coconut extract or any kind of extracts out there. Remember what state oh, it's hey, from? I got, I, got a, I got a fruit beer tip that Jamil gave me. Okay. And... Uh, I'm the only guy that knows this. Oh. Besides uh, him. Just, just between us. He says... Don't worry, nobody's when, listening today. We're using uh, fruit extracts. Get two different kinds. One that adds aroma and one that adds flavor. Mm. And then dial it in. You can really make a much better beer. Well, that's that's kind of what I was saying with the fruit. You put the fruit in for flavor, and then you put the extract in right. for aroma. Yeah. Uh-huh. Really? Yeah. So, <laughs> there you go. Fuck that up. Yeah. It's been a while since you've done it. I haven't been touching these buttons for a while. <laughs> Which it's buttons? Good. It's good to get. Go sit on the couch. I guess is lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Rob. Just you know what? Send Doc an email. Doc at thebrewingnetwork dot com. Um, don't every listener on the planet do that because he won't, um, you know, reply. I know that for a fact. He's got a busy man. But Rob, you need that recipe if it uh, get you laid and it'll get your wife brewing. Ooh, yeah. Doc is happy to oblige. I'm yeah, sure of it. I will. <laughs> he wants to. We love seeing the wives get into brewing. That's great. Um, okay, here's a guy. He's listening to one of our older shows uh, as he's brewing. He brews. He says two batches about every Saturday. Wow. So he's going for it, man. I don't know where he keeps all this beer. But uh, we're, we're discussing brewing setups. And he had a little um, tip for us, which I thought was pretty interesting. I at least wanted you guys to hear it. He's talking about how he sets up his burner. Um, he says this is a tip um, about tank propane tank efficiency. I guess I was worried about how, you know using too much propane. I think that was the time when I was like stopping up my Bayou burner with cardboard and stupid things like that. And he says, just a tip: I wrap my turkey fryer stand with aluminum foil, except for maybe like twenty percent of it, so that air can still get in, and then the kettle goes on top of that. I then layer another one or two rounds of aluminum foil around the pot and over the burner, so that it traps in the heat and it goes up the sides of the pot. Makes my wort reach a boil much faster um, with the same flame amount, and I can also keep a nice rolling boil without as high of a flame. And I can brew in the wind. Um, 
And he's also, he says, like, hung some pot lids around with wire so that the wind won't rip off the foil if it is windy. Um, he saves the foil and reuses it over and over again until it won't work. Um, and he gets six to eight batches out of one tank of propane, um, including a Pilsner or two, which is where he does a 90-minute boil. So he also heats all of his strike water with it. Um, Etc. Etc. So, um, I thought it was a pretty interesting tip to wrap aluminum foil around your burner. And yeah, kettle. he does it a certain way too, so it traps it underneath. If you could put some uh, pictures on the forum. That'd be great. That would be cool. Yeah, it's a good idea. I've never done that, but I have tried to brew in windy conditions, and I noticed it, that I can't get to boil. That really windy. sucks trying to yeah. brew windy conditions. Blows the flame right off your pot. Yeah, yeah. It blows. It does blow. Uh, so anyway, yeah, post that on the forum. That would be cool. And he loves the show. It. He was just talking about how, how much he likes the show, so that's cool too. Uh, another listener. Sorry, I know I haven't even gotten to the other questions yet. I knew this feedback There's segment questions. was going to be long, but um, this guy says, "When I listen to the BN, I can't help thinking that I've already seen this movie." And then it hit me: the BN is like the Wizard of Oz, <laughs> and he lists all the characters. <laughs> Can only who, who do you imagine? Uh, who do you think the cowardly lion is? Chad. Yes, Shat is the cowardly lion. Awesome. Who do you think the Tin Man is? JP. Probably you. It's Tasty. He says Tasty is the Tin Man. Okay. Really? Mm-hmm. I can see. That. Uh, the witch Galinda. That's Bevo. <laughs> it's Bevo. Yeah. The good witch. That was the good witch, right? Yes, of course. Okay. Yes. Scarecrow. That's me. (laughs) (laughs) You're so disappointed. (laughs) Brains. I was hoping I'd be Dorothy, but... No, Justin's Dorothy, the leader. Who do you think the Wicked Witch of the West is? Oh. Hmm. Crazy Bitch? Yes! (laughs) You said it's Crazy Bitch. Nice call, Tasty. Toto... Of course, Doc biscuit. is the biscuit. Right. Oh. oh, sorry, Doc. Sorry, man. <laughs> He's just a little guy. He's Doc's a total wannabe. <laughs> and by the way, uh, our Doc's Toto, uh, please think good thoughts about our Toto. She has vertigo. And she's stumbling all over the place, <laughs> and she falls off of the ledge kind of often. <laughs> and it's, she was she was grinding her butt on the connection of your um, of your extension cords oh, right just where like I put five my minutes hands ago to uh, connect it all the time. Yeah, <laughs> she now walks with a sideways head, and she has palsy on the side of her face. So her lip does, she looks like Elvis, and she has vertigo. Huh. She's like, a good gangster. Like a month ago, she was the youngest uh, 12-year-old dog on earth, like healthy as could be, and then overnight, she's like falling apart. So well wishes for our purpose. At least no. she looks like Elvis. <laughs> All right. She could look like Elvis now. Dorothy. Yeah. Who do you think Dorothy is? I thought it was you. you. It's Jamil. He says Dorothy. Uh, Jamil's Dorothy. It's Jamil. I'm not sure. Uh, I better not be that flying monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who's the mayor of the Munchkins? Oh, <laughs> oh. Doc. <laughs> Doc. Doc. Doc's the mayor oh, yeah. of the oh, Munchkins. Really? Were they called the Lollipop? The Lollipop <laughs> Guild. Guild, that's it. Oh, that's right. The mayor Which Munchkin. really is better than being the flying monkey now. Yeah, so yeah it is. <laughs> At least you're in charge of something. Uh, and then probably the most off one of all of them, the great and wonderful Oz. <sighs> He says is me. Oh, so yeah. It's very flattering. That would be Jamil. Way off. I think that one's Jamil. Yeah. And uh, I'm more of the Wicked Witch of the West well, or something. I, I don't know. If you, if you think about it, I guess, you know, the the, the wonderful Wizard of Oz was kind of demented. Uh, he thought everything revolved around him, but uh, he was just a sad little man, wasn't he? 
Yeah. Is, isn't that the story? Maybe that's the oh, connection. That, actually, that works. You know? <laughs> He's like, yeah. It's true. That could yeah. be. He was a big fat liar. <laughs> no, he was just trying oh, to make I mean, everybody a, happy. No, he was yeah. a big fat liar. You're saying he's a no talent hack, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, no, I guess you got man behind yeah. the screen. Written any emails lately, Bevo? Hmm? Uh, that's from Sergeant Chris, no? uh, film lab rat, BN Army Southern Support Division, North Hollywood, California. All right. Uh, that's pretty good. You guys ready for some questions that came in in the feedback? We are going to get to the uh, filtering. It's just a weird format today. How about, we, how about we talk about this beer we tasted that we forget we almost tasted? Let's before do the that. Next question. Let's because do we're that. almost out of the beer. We're going to be doing listener tastings throughout the program today. It's really good. Short ones. We've uh, got several beers to get through. Short ones. Um, so we will. Uh, sorry, Doc. <laughs> uh, we're going to do Doc style reviews yeah. um, and just give a quick uh, kind of rundown of the beer. So. Short but flavorful. Doc. But I'm not quick. Go ahead, Doc. You already tried this. <laughs> Uh, basically, it's uh, his first beer. Uh, it's uh, Belgian Dark Strong. Who is he? Do you have a name? Um, Larkin W. on the forum. You. Okay, Larkin Dub. The it, W. It's a Northern Brewer kit too. Oh, good. Thank um, you for supporting us. OG was uh, ten ninety four. It's all extract. Finish gravity was uh, ten twenty three nine point two percent. He said he really liked this one. It's not a bad beer. He just kind of wished it would would have fermented out a little bit more. Yeah, it does uh, have a lot of residual sweetness, right? Yep. What did it finish at? I'm sorry. Uh, 1023. From? Uh, 1094. That's great. Which is not bad. That's that's awesome. Uh, if I was going to change it to the next one and do this again, and wanted, uh, I would suggest uh, putting the uh, sugar in about halfway through the ferment, primary fermentation. Hold it out. Don't boil it uh, during the, the boil. And when you're fermenting and you're... It's been going a day or so, maybe a day or two. Boil up the sugar to a concentrated solution, and then pour that into the primary. It will finish out a lot lower that way. It's just the the yeast like it better. You don't give them all the easy sugars to start with, and it, it will finish down. It might not finish down at a ten ten or anything, but you said finish. Uh, <laughs> I'm not finished. <laughs> But uh, yeah, Maybe it, she's the wicked witch. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, very let's, wicked. Let's throw her under the house and call it East. Um, so I w- I, that's the only thing I would change on it. It's a pretty good beer for your first beer, mm-hmm. yeah. all the way around. Yeah, it's tasty. I Great like job it. for a first beer. Uh, there's no sourness, no infected, no nothing. It's balanced, pretty nice. Uh, Color's beautiful. Nice deep red brown. Yeah, it's got good ferment uh, uh, car- carbonation to it. So. Uh, yeah, I just I would do it again and and just put the sugar in late, see what happens. All right, let's do a caller question before I get to our feedback questions. I do believe Callers. I have Nitro on the phone eight 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 four one beer. That's our phone number if you have questions. Nitro, are you there? I am. All right, brother. What's your question, man? Gentlemen, I just want to give you props on your uh, double IPA show. Oh, thanks. Nathan kicked ass. Uh, Nathan came in here. He did a really good job, and you can find that in our archive. Plus, you can download the PDF that he drew up for it. Um, he is not lazy. He did a good job. So, thank you for the props. Was that it? Did you have a question, or you just wanted to... I did have a question. Okay. Uh, the best beer that I brewed has been the Midwest Kit. It's a Hophead Double IPA. And I know when you guys were talking, the, the base malt on that is 14 pounds of two-row. And you guys had made a, a remark about uh, swapping in some Pilsner malt. All right. Is that something you guys would consider doing on a, a standard IPA? 
That's a good like question. Maybe two pounds of Pilsner in place of two pounds of the churro. What do you think, guys? What's well, the, can we rehash just real quickly what the point yeah, of who, putting Pilsner in what context in was that? Who said that? Do you remember? I think it was uh, Nathan's talking about it, was, talking was it? About it, coming in here. Was right. It was Nathan, right, Nitro? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Right. I do remember him saying that. I also remember a pro brewer at some point telling me the same thing, um, but I don't remember why. Something about the added enzymes of the... Well, we well were, it might have been me saying that. We were talking about it in the uh, mead show. Uh, I'm doing that with some beers now. The Pilsner oh. malt uh, as okay. a subset of the base malt. I like, I like to mix up the I like to mix up the base malt a little yeah. bit. Uh, just give it a little more dimension. I th- so what, I'm, what I'm finding is with the if you use the Pilsner malt along with the base malt, the beer seems to just dry out a lot better for some reason. I don't know whether it's it, it finished at about ten o. Eight. Well, you had the same result I had, that kind of thing, yeah. So, you know, it was, it was pretty dry to begin with. And, you know, I was quite happy with it, but yeah. I didn't know if... Yeah, my beers are finishing lower than they've ever finished with the, by doing that. So would you recommend this with a regular IPA is what he's asking? I, I wouldn't know why, yeah. I would, yeah, I would say, say go for it. Based it on what I've done with pale ales, I would say... Okay. Yeah, give it a try. Cool. Does that cover it for you, Nitro? Yeah, can I get one more quickie in there? Yeah, go for it. Mm-hmm. Bevo loves quickies. Oh, so do I. <laughs> as long as I get mine. Oh, that a girl. Go Sassy. Ahead. First or second? <laughs> All right, go ahead. All right, uh, dry hopping. Not dry hopping my keg. Um, the last two batches I've done, I've squeezed the hot bag at the end. Uh huh. A good thing or a bad thing? You I know, dingy with all the lost beer. I like that question because uh-huh. I've thought about the same thing. Do you squeeze out that hop juice that's in the bag, or just take it out? I, it's not going to make a big difference at that point, is it? Well, if you I'll squeeze it, the squeezing, then it's pretty freaking better. Yeah, uh, the uh, the grain bag when you have you're soaking grains, never squeeze that one. You're gonna you're gonna get husks and nastiness. I've, I've done heard it. that, and I don't I don't I mean I don't know how. It's just it's the water inside the grain already. It's not. Yeah, but it just. I've done it, and it comes out cloudier, and it just causes other issues with them. With with the, with the hot bag, most likely you're gonna probably get more vegetable flavor out yeah, of it. Exactly. That's if you, if you dry too. hop for a week really? and you had a lot of space in your enough space in your bag, it's fine. You've got all the goodies out. What yeah. you're squeezing for is not goodies. It's not the goodies. It's the stuff that you want to. I I I don't have. I've never done an experiment with yeah. this, but I'm thinking vegetal. Right. As soon as you squeeze that out. Hmm. Huh. And I've noticed that you know when the beer's still young, it tastes real. Literally green, you know. It's, yeah. yeah, that's the vegetal. It's like yeah, and that's grass flavor. Right, that's the bad thing about dry hopping is you might get a vegetative flavor. So yeah, avoid that at all costs. Don't squeeze the bag. Yeah, just whip it out, man. Just yeah. take that sack I'll, uh, out of there. Not squeeze the bag on the next try. Now yeah. I will say this though. I don't know. I'd try it. Yeah, you could do. Well, he's already I tried bet, it. So now try it without it and see if the taste yeah. is different. Don't squeeze. The bag. But then again, I'm going to try the, the adding the two pounds of Pilsner. Too, sure. So I don't want to change too many things. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. change one at a time. One at a time, do another batch. I will tell Doc taught me a thing about squeezing the sack. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> yeah. hey, he doesn't even know. I, I just sort of picked it up when I was brewing with him last time. When you do, it, it, whether you use hop uh, bags in the boil, or this might be some obvious thing that everybody knows, but I didn't know. Uh, whether you do it in the boil or you're, or you're dry hopping, you know, it's kind of hard to get all those hops out of the bag and get a clean bag so that you can reuse it. Well, Doc rings it out. Like, he squeezes out everything just in t- so that you end up with dry hops, and they're really easy to get out of the bag then. And you had me doing that last yeah. time I was uh, I was brewing with you, and I had never done that. I was trying to, like, scrape off all these wet hops from yeah, the like bag. Mush, it's a big yeah. pain in the ass. So do a, just ring it up, squeeze the crap out of it, get all the juice out of there, hops fall right out. You can clean out the bag. Just pretty turn easy. inside out, and they all fall right out. Yeah. 
So, anyway. All right, Nitro. Thanks, brother. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Okay, other questions coming through. It's all still on the feedback here, everybody. Long feedback, feedback segment today. We don't have any more feedback music. Yeah, well, i got to make that song longer. We've been running out of that song every week now. A lot more people writing in. More banjo. So this one for you, Doc, uh, is a guy who was listening to your brew day, Doc's brew day show. Okay. And you mentioned kind of quickly about filtering, fining, and, and bright tanks. Um, and he wanted to know your thoughts on these in more detail, which could be another show. Uh, but kind of asking about uh, Isinglass, Irish Moss, Warflock, and Chill Haze. And here's the deal. He says he has Chill Haze. Probably with everything um, but really noticeable on his light SRM beers. It does clear considerably at a warmer temperature. Now, he says, I've not entered any competitions, but your show's got me interested in doing that um, to get some knowledgeable feedback. So his first question is really, how devastating is Chill Haze uh, to the judges? It's not at all. Um, you get, what, three points for appearance? Well, if, if, well, if, if, as long as, I mean, if, if it's like cloudy, like a Hefeweizen or something like that. If the, if, but if, if it's it, just a haze, yeah, that's no problem. If it's chill haze, by the time the judges get it, it won't yeah. be that yeah, cold. It won't be that cold, right. and it will go away. And uh, even if it's there, that, that's, a, that's not a, a beer flaw, necessarily. And, and I, it, I really think that you know, it only gives you three points one way or the other. They might take a point off, but that still puts it in their head that, hey, this shouldn't be a hazy beer, right. and they're going to take points off somewhere else. Yeah, unconsciously, know, it depends, probably. It depends on the beer. Like if it's an English beer, probably they'd take off. They wouldn't like it. But if it's a, you know, a, a pale ale or IPA or something like that, something that's hoppy hazy. Yeah, it's anyway. hoppy or something. Uh, if you've got a Kolsch and it's looking kind of hazy, yeah, they, yeah, they might. Yeah. Uh, but by the time they get it, it's not going to be as cold as you think. Yeah. Um, you can get rid of it by getting it really cold and filtering it. Because uh, once it once it gets warm, you can't filter it out. Uh, polyclar. It's another thing you can use that to uh, drop them out of there. Mm-hmm. Tasty filters. Uh, tasty filters. But uh, if you're just having it for your own enjoyment, I, I wouldn't even bother going the next route to try to get that out of there. All right. He ends his email with something interesting, JP. He says, I did find something that you'll want to check out. I don't know if this is a joke or what. Okay. I'm going to read it to you. All right, tell me. He says, I was on the B3 website, which, of course, is morebeer.com looking at JP's instructional video on the counter-pressure bottle filler. Okay. And something that more beer is doing more and more of is Mm -hmm. making instructional videos, little uh, vignettes. Oh! (laughs) You are hanging out with the French people. Of uh, of, uh, different (laughs) techniques. I really like that you guys are doing that, by the way. Thank you. So morebeer.com, and they're trying to put more and more up all the time. So he's looking at your instructional video on how to use a counter-pressure bottle filler. Good Mm -hmm. choice for one of your first videos, by the way. I know you guys get a lot of questions about that. That was our most recent one, by the way. Well, but still, you've yeah. not been doing it that long. So to kidding. put it at the front of the list. Uh, I need to get my beer bottles, uh, my beer and bottles to send to competitions. So he says, if you click on the screen while JP is talking, a new screen pops up, still with JP. On the right side, it lists related YouTube subjects, like a bottling machine, a couple who are showing how to use the beer gun. And there's one that does not look related. It's of a Japanese girl and a really lucky banana. 
and he says you're going to love it. Thanks from Bill in Nevada. Wow. Is there a secret link on your video page? I don't know. I want to say two things. First of all, that's awesome. I want to check that out. Second of all, <laughs> yeah. that's fucking John Plisse. Yeah, not JP. Okay? Oh, I was going to say, Comment they let you do though. videos? No. Do they make you wear masks? I shoot the videos and edit them, but that's oh, John Plisse. I hear that a lot in the store. Just so too. you guys know. Oh, that's JP. That's John Plisse. No, that's Plisse. I okay? thought maybe yeah, he wasn't mistaken. I thought no. maybe you were narrating these videos, because no. I've not watched them. I don't watch the things you do. You should. <laughs> you not pay even, attention so it's to all, your career. It's all John P. doing it, the... And that counter-pressure one, yeah, it's John... Like, I shoot all the videos, and I do all the editing and all that kind of garbage, but uh, but it's like Chris you're, Graham is in one, and... You're the behind-the-scenes uh, behind the man? Yeah, behind the... Yeah. The one, um, the one that action. shoots. But I, I saw, you know, that's John. All right. Okay, next question. But um, I love you, Bill. This one is to Generalissimo Rainbow, which apparently is me. Uh, hop harvest time is coming up. And he says, the chaps that know hops all tell us that we can't get the same alpha acid level in our homegrown hops as the pro brewers get in theirs. I don't recall hearing why, though. Does anybody have any idea what we at home can do to up our alphas, as we say in the East? And that's from... Uh, Chuck. Cheers from Chuck. Have you guys heard that we can't get alpha, high alpha acids in our mm-hmm. homegrown hops? I have heard that. You have? Yeah. Have you heard that? Who have you heard that from? Like real people? Yeah. I think uh, like Ralph at Hobby Inn. That's a real person. So yeah. what, what's going on with that? I mean, uh, I think because, you know, we're just letting them go, but I I, I kind of imagine they're using like fertilizers. All and, right. So it's just and the, and proper, agri- yeah, and like proper soil pH and cultivar, right. you know, techniques and all that kind of stuff. But, but if we paid attention to that. If we paid attention to that, I don't think do there's it. any. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, it's not, I mean, we get. So just the average grower home yeah like i don't mess with it with soil ph or nitrates or any of that garbage right. I, I just put them in there and they grow just fine everything's fine for me that's you know whatever but right. good enough for jp it's good enough so for don't JP. assume it's going to be like you know whatever five percent alpha acids for cascade or something right you might assume a lot less right don't assume but that's why they also say if you're going to use you know wet hops uh that you've grown uh, at home don't use them for bitterness because you just have no idea so just use them for flavor and aroma and that's fine okay Anything about like what to do with the soil? We know anything like that that will help them get alphas, or is this just something no, that's the nature know. of the beast? Yeah, okay. I don't know. All right. Jizz um, <clears throat> in the soil. Another another <laughs> brewer question. <laughs> I guess no one else heard that. I did hear. Oh, okay. Although I'm also reading through this thing. We must so already all be doing that. Only half yeah. heard it. Mm-hmm. So this guy just fired up a new converted Sankey keg mash tun for the first time this past weekend. And he had a big problem with it that he's hoping someone can help him figure out. Problem. He says, I brewed 10 gallons of a very simple American pale ale. I didn't need to do a step mash. But because I can now directly heat the new tun and have never done it before, I wanted to see how it would work. So I used uh, 25 quarts of strike water for 20 pounds of grain, which was two row and a little crystal 40. The ton is equipped with a stainless false bottom, uh, a half-inch stainless ball valve, and six-inch weldless thermometer, etc., etc. He says, heating the ton over my propane burner sure didn't heat the mash well at all. The thermometer wouldn't even move from my first rest despite a lot of stirring and it seemed as though the false bottom was holding the heat underneath the grain bed Um, and then all of a sudden the thermometer would jump to about 160 Uh, he says the thermometer has been tested and it's working normally so there are two schools of thought of this that we should mention really quick tasty is fine with heating his mash ton directly and that's because 
Yeah, I can fix it by filtering. I can filter with figuring hot. He he heats his mash tun. He's cheating. Now Tasty gets away with things that we would tell other brewers not to do. So, but he's from the school of thought that says, "Hey, if I can, I can heat my mash tun. I'm going to do it." Yeah. Uh, Doc, on the other hand, uh, has the capacity to do it, yep. but won't do it because uh, he doesn't want caramelization and burning and anything else. Yep. Okay, so just so you know, there's a two, two schools of thought. Tasty, what do you think about his having trouble with the temperature and it, you know, not even moving despite the stirring, what? and then all of a sudden jumps up to 160? Well, that sounds like he's not getting good recirculation of the of the wort through the through the green bit. He is. I just have to wonder if he's recirculating. I, I don't think so. Doesn't sound like he is if it, he gets that jump. It, it's not like heating wort where it's a a fluid. Yeah, it's and, not going to move. And, and it's going to circulate. You're going to get hot spots. You know, uh, cool spots, and most likely what he happened, he got a bubble of something really hot, yeah. and it went up through the mash, right past the, the <laughs> right right past the, sure, the, the thermometer, and that's when it spiked up. Uh, so when the, when the, he was recirculating, steam ball. Oh no, he did not. He probably didn't recirculate or even even stir. Yeah, you got. When as soon as you have flame under your, uh, you got to stir you or recirculating or stirring or something. I agree. It's such a thick mash; it's not going to heat evenly any any way you look at it. Yeah, definitely want some rice hulls in there. Oh, okay. So rice hulls to help. Uh, okay, that and stir it a lot. Yeah. Or or have a pump yeah. on it so you're recirculating from the top to the bottom. That's the only way I would heat my. Yeah, 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 yeah. When I do it, that, it doesn't recirculate. Unless it doesn't. The flame doesn't come on unless the pump's running. Okay. Because especially if you have a false bottom, you have that dead space of liquid underneath and it. Yeah. And that's and probably 200 degrees down. Yeah, and, yeah. and so the, the heat's not even hitting your grain. It's just caramelizing that liquid. And my my uh, beer cake, which is what I, my mash tun is, is uh, set up where it's got a, a bottom drain that I've got a drain welded into the bottom of the, of the cake. So everything drains out the bottom, not uh, through the side. Interesting. I'd like to see pictures of that up in the forum, Tasty. Of your, of your bottom drain? A bottom drain I'll give you cool. a picture of my bottom drain. <laughs> You ever, you ever stepped on a spider? I knew that was going to go there. I was just sitting back here like, this is going to go straight downhill. Pictures of the end of my cruise, my bottom is draining. It's going to go south. I wanted to read just. Uh, I hate you. I wanted to read just real quick, sort of his final description of how he thinks the beer is going to be, because uh, he oh. said he had. He ends up saying I had several. Ended up having several temperature swings, yeah. and his sentences sentences after several of these ridiculous freaking swings, I was able to make my second rest and mash out. But I'm sure that this batch is hella screwed. Yeah. <laughs> That's hella sick. Hella sick. Hella sick. Hella screwed. Hella sick. Hella screwed. Only on this show can you laugh about that. Hella you know sick. What? Finish it out, drink it. Hella drink it. It'd be hella good. Hella, yeah. It might be the best beer you ever made. You won't that you can't make again. Try yeah. to do that May schedule. <laughs> yeah. I bubbled three times. and they, Yeah, they get it up to 60 and then down to 151. And... All right. I'm not going to do this last question, but right. I will say this. This last question we have is about the last show we did with Tasty and Chris Graham, and it was about a Herms or Rim systems and uh, the possibility of uh, Maillard reactions happening in your beer. And we had talked about some things during that. Um, and he, he, had, he did some Wikipedia-ing. Wiki. Which, by the way, be careful. Yep. Um, yes. And found some other information, et cetera, et cetera. He wanted to clarify a little bit about whether these things were actually Maillard reactions happening. I will tell you this. Listen to the brand new show here on the Brewing Network called Brew Strong. It will be airing uh, Friday <laughs> or Monday before the Jamil show, which would be 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. And or the you... second Tuesday after the first moon. <laughs> 
yeah. Uh, you will learn everything you need to know about Mired reactions and uh, probably a little bit more. Bruce Strong, Jamil Zanishev, and John Palmer, plus a very special guest. And that's going to be happening uh, twice a month right here on the Brewing Network. So that's uh, that's that. Wow, that was some feedback segment brought to you by stlhops.com. That's St. Louis Hops, stlhops.com, your source for news and discussion about beer in St. Louis. And he got his money worth uh, out of that uh, feedback segment. That was a... I think so. was yeah. a 45-minute uh, feedback segment. All right, we'll see you next week. Yes, uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, we're going back to Oregon. Sassy's. Magic Gardens. Right, back to Sassy's. Oh, man, I just want to move into Sassy's. You know, and I really thought that was the stripper the next night at uh, McMenamin's, remember? Oh, the first night we went to Magic Gardens, <laughs> and then the following night before going to Sassy's, we went to dinner at a McMenamin's. And by the way, McMenamin's like owns that that state. Yeah, I know it does. <laughs> like Everybody turn right? around. Oh, another group of... Oh, it's a and it's like happy hour prices all day. Yeah. It's like 11 o'clock at like three ninety nine for a burger. And you can order food till like 1 a.m. It's great. I, it is a night owl's town. I dig yeah, that. I, I was sitting in one just outside of Portland. The most hungover I've probably ever been. Uh, Look yeah. at the best big burger and a, and a beer on this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and a boob. So we're at Magic Gardens the first night. We see this, this one. great stripper. Just a great personality. I mean, she really had she a She was good, just a great a lot of girl. Character. She's a great girl. She was going to make a great doctor. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I, we had to tip her extra because she's oh. putting herself through oh. law school. Good. You know. Um, I'd believe that, too. Anyway, Shat, it, we're sitting at McMinimans the next day, and Shat is convinced that she comes walking in the restaurant and sits down at the booth <laughs> next to us. But she's got her back to all of us. So oh. Brew Tattoo does a special trip around the place. Fly so he can get a, he wasn't says, very smooth. Either. He says no. Shat says yes. Brew Tattoo said no. Yeah. I don't ever want to see my strippers did, in street clothes. Did you ask her for... Really, uh, you should never ask them. Hey, are uh, you that stripper? Hey, aren't you that stripper? Yeah, you know, I just can't tell. Yeah. Can you take all those clothes off for a second? <laughs> I, just, I, I knew it was you. <laughs> could, could you just let me see your vagina so I can see if you have two guns tattooed there? Ah. Can I see your guns? Uh, let me you see get her. a profile. I'll just hold the dollar bill up. Let me see if it's you. Uh, just tell her that she she untied her shoes or something like that. <laughs> oh. You know, see how she bends over. Pick that up for me. Yeah. JP, listen to me. The guns. I you know, I've seen that on, on a couple of chicks and it's it's hot. Six shooters. And, and the and the sanitizing. Oh man. That's oh, pretty hot too. I gotta go. Looped back. up that pole. Oh, it's very clean. How about a quick break? When we come back, we're going to cover uh, kegging and uh, dispensing. Plus, we got another listener beer to taste right in front of us. We'll do that. Uh, 888-401-BEER. Call in with your questions or join the beeve in the chat room. Just uh, hit the chat now button on the homepage. Join punch the in a name, and uh, you can send your questions through that way. It's the session, kegging and dispensing, when we come back. Hang in there. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. This August, every member of the Brewing Network Army will brew strong. In 2005, the Brewing Network brought you the first live three-hour-long beer radio show all about home brewing. In 2006, the Brewing Network brought you The Jamil Show and changed the face of homebrewing competitions forever. This year, the Brewing Network will change homebrewing again. Homebrewing experts Jamil Zanishev and John Palmer team up to bring you the ultimate live homebrewing radio show, Brew Strong. Stay tuned. 
What have you gotten out of a vial of White Lab's yeast? WLP 001, Cal Ale, baby. 23, Burton Ale. 008, East Coast Ale. Cal Common, WLP 810. It's going to be WLP 400 with beer. I got a sweet hoodie for my vial. Huh? White Labs, your source for great brewer's yeast, would like to invite all homebrewers to join the White Labs Customer Club. Redeem your empty vials for great White Labs merchandise and products. Free yeast, glassware, t-shirts, baseball caps, sweatshirts, polo shirts, and you won't believe what you'll get for 5,000 vials. Members also receive a newsletter packed with White Labs updates and facts, interviews with professional brewers, brew-your-own-clone recipes, beercook.com recipes, and customer club stories. The White Labs Customer Club. Save your vials and get in the club. White Labs. It's all in the vial. You're listening to the Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. I don't know, Doc. That was sent for you. Listeners have been sending you things, so you can open that at your own leisure. Welcome back to the program. It's the session, and uh, Doc was given gifts while he was away. I, oh. I didn't open it because that's your name on it. So, Thanks. I'm not that's sure. That's the way it is at home, too. Uh, <laughs> oh, good. So we can send Doc uh, naughty things. It won't yep. get open unless it's got his. Did you have to have that discussion, or has it just be, always been that way? Did you have to say, don't open my shit? Uh, once, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Once. I said it with a yeah. fist. I had um, to say it once. She went in my briefcase once, once and found a bunch of Polaroids from a bachelor party. Oh! oh. Ouch. Um. <laughs> Pretty much. That was a tough discussion. No, I just... Why were they in your briefcase? I mean... Well, where's well, he going to put them? On uh, the nightstand? On his wall? Come on. <laughs> when the police came in and were, were running through the place with batons and... Uh, Somebody gave them to me. Said, "Put these in your pocket. We'll need them for later." Oh. <laughs> and run. Oh, and wow, oh, yeah. that was a hell of a and bachelor run. party. Oh, it was. <laughs> All right, never mind. I'm gonna turn my mic. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask, Bevo. But actually, I was not incriminated in oh. any of these pictures. Some of my friends were. I see, but not for me. <laughs> okay. By one of their pictures. Yeah. All right, uh, 888-401-BEER, that's our number if you have any questions, and uh, you can join Beeve in the chat. We're going to cover kegging and dispensing for you today. Uh, chat says he gets questions about this every week. All the time. People want to know what to do. So Actually asking Chad. <laughs> I think the place to start, Chat uh, was thinking, um, and I think he makes a good point when he says, why is it that as new home brewers we go to bottles? Why do we encourage that instead of just going straight to kegging? Because there really are a lot of advantages of kegging your beer. Yeah. Not just that you can be lazier, but a little more control, right, Doc? Like over the carbonation level, of course. I think it first comes down to beer people are cheap. And you can right. uh, recycle bottles, uh Reuse bottles, uh, collect them. It's one less thing. Uh, kegging involves more equipment, yeah. more cash outlay. See, I get yeah. all that, but I would almost want to start encouraging people that oh, it, if you can afford it, it's worth the investment to go straight to kegging. I'm looking back, mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, you know, when I first started brewing beer, 
it was it was a long time brewing the beer. Of course, you're you're brewing it, you're getting all psyched out about it. Yeah. And you, oh, I can drink this in a little while. You're spending all this time on that Saturday cra- trashing the kitchen. Yeah. And you, I can't drink this for another month or whatever. Yeah. And it's been sitting there. You're watching it bubble every day. Fussing about the temperature, in the bathtub, the out of the bathtub, you're doing everything you can, and then comes uh, bottling day. First one's not bad. Oh, bottle, bottle, bottle. Great. <laughs> the yeah. next batch, you're like, oh, shit. I got a bottle. I got a bottle. Yeah. And you put it off, and you put it off, until finally you do it, and then the next third time, it's even more of a chore. No. And then you start bottling in 22s. Because it's less. This is the progression I went through, uh-huh. You're explaining it exactly. And it, that... that Pacified me for a while, so uh, then I went to. I, I didn't have any place to put the kegs, so I let. Um, I talked my wife into letting me use two and a half gallon kegs and notch out a little spot in the back of the refrigerator. The main refrigerator. Main refrigerator. We didn't ah. have kid, we didn't have kids at that point. Okay. So, yeah, that worked out pretty well, and you know, then you start gathering more and more equipment to you know more room, like maybe. Uh, Dedicated refrigerator to keep your kegs in, things like that. Yeah. Um, anybody I have starting home brewing, a lot of times, if I know them pretty well, I'll point them right to like the B three beginner kit that kegs. That kegs, yeah. It's all right there. It's all. It, is there something to be said for letting the beer kind of just naturally carbonate with that corn sugar versus kegging and drinking right away? Like, do you think it actually trains you to wait and? For the beer, basically? F that. No. No, no. no. I, I've had more questions on, why is my beer overcarbonated? Yeah. Why is my beer undercarbonated? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my I think it's a recipe for disaster Why does as it a taste beginner? like feet? I, it's, <laughs> well, it's, don't use feet. When you bottle, uh, there's one more one more contamination vector. Um, so many times I get it's in the bottling when you get that. It's it's mainly the the, the two main things uh, in, in my opinion why people shouldn't bottle it's it's uh, you can get the over under carbonation yep. and you get infection. The way I look at a keg, it's one giant bottle. Yep. So you have to clean one friggin' bottle. And my my friend uh, bottled his homebrew a couple months ago, and he none of his his bottles they just didn't carbonate for yep. whatever reason. So they carbonated very lightly. So I told him to just get some Coors Light and blend it because it's over carbonated. And he says it works great. He can drink it now. Pretty good fix, huh? Wow. Hmm. Nobody yeah. Is that legal? Woo! That was all right. Well, anyway, but um, um, it, it, that was his solution, and, and I've been trying to tell him to go to kegs, and it, it's funny because every time when I'm working the showroom uh, and, and people come in and they want to get a kit, and, and the first thing you really hear about, I think most of us heard about brewing, is because you think it saves money. Yeah. You know, and so exactly. and so. Oh, I just want to get the cheapest one because number one, I don't know if I'm going to like it. Number two, I don't have the room. Number three, the wife only gave me four hundred dollars or right. two hundred dollars or whatever. Um, and so they just go for the. They gravitate towards the cheapest one. It's the it's the people who really do their homework before they come in and they know what it's about and they've been on forums already. Yeah, they they know that bottling is for suckers. And they brew, or they brew with a friend. Yeah, or you're brewing with a friend. That's my favorite. Uh, people will come in and they'll go in halvesies on a, on a on a starter kit that kegs halvesies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> anytime you have an ease at the end, you have to say it like a kid. Now, what about the like uh, the two liter bottle setup? Like the, the tap draft? Plastic? Yeah. What's the advantage? Just I mean, the advantage is is it, it's three little bottles and they can fit in your fridge somewhere, mm-hmm. so you don't have to have like a kegerator to fit a 26 inch tall. 
Um, Do those work well? And so what we're talking about now with these Tapadraft things are these small plastic bottles. They're essentially like they're big two-liter bottles. Three-liter bottles. Three-liter bottles. And it's a harder plastic, so you can't, like, squeeze it. And you can carbonate in those. Is that a... Is that a viable alternative? Like, is that yeah. uh, are those uh, you know you're not getting weird flavors or anything no. like that? No, no. Okay. that all works fine. Yeah. Great. You've okay. got more uh, equipment outlay. The only you're buying something else. The problem with that is, is that it's it's your your bottle conditioning. You can force carbonate, but it, you know it works on these uh, eight gram CO two cartridges. Oh, yeah. So you have, you can force carbonate with those. Um, but then you have to wait each time you put a, a valve kit on one of your bottles. So it's easier to, to just for, you know let those sit. But then you're only washing three bottles instead of you know uh, 48. Or, you and know, is it cheaper than buying a kegging system? Um, those it's not much cheaper. It's is not it? much because over time you're spending eight bucks on you know 12 CO2 cartridges. So it depends on yeah. how much you know. Yeah, if you if you but, decide on tap draft, you better make sure because you don't want to like turn, transition to kegs. Sure, yeah. You, yeah, it's true. Although. It, in dock situation, it makes sense because you can They're fit them in your in fridge. Right. right. So if you're not ready yeah. to buy a fridge for your no. keg and all that, it's yeah. a good alternative. But if you're going to spend two months with your tap draft and then just decide that you want a real keg anyway, figure that out first because yeah. then you're going to waste some money in between. Yeah. Right. And then you got the mini keg thing. Well, the tab, just real quick on the tap draft, um, they're great. Uh, I wouldn't recommend people bottle conditioning in them because um, you know it has a little pickup tube and there's just a layer of sediment because they're bottles, but they're laid on their side, mm-hmm. um, and it's kind of a you know pain in the ass. So like if your wife shifts it to like get at the lettuce in the back of the fridge or something, then Dead it kind bitch. of jostles up. But yeah, so they're great for uh, growlers. Instead of using a growler, you use that thing. You don't have to worry. You're exactly right, and you put it on. You you pop two CO two cartridges in there, and you go off to your party, your picnic, or you know whatever the hell you do. And um, how did you figure that out? You don't leave the house. I read about it. <laughs> now, people have brought him over. Oh. Yeah. I read about it. He and his cats had a long conversation about it. Yeah. <laughs> his cats like, we went to this great party last night. <laughs> it was so <laughs> rad. I sprayed everything this dude owns. That's a good idea, actually, yeah. to use them as growlers. That's yeah. a really good... Like, Doc will bring over... You can also buy the caps for two-liter bottles and pressure... Yep. Just to pressurize your cap. beer. Uh, Doc does that all the time. Mm-hmm. That's an even cheaper way to do it, but... Exactly. Tap-a-draft would be classy. And, and all this kind of stuff... Yeah, because you can put that right in the fridge and mm-hmm. let people serve their own... But all this, uh, you need a keg for. You yeah. can't you can't bottle and yeah. do this. I mean, yeah, you can take your bottles around, but provided you have you know cold bottles. But sooner or, or later, your wife's going to get tired of having all the bottles around. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm saving those. All right, so let's cut to the chase. I think everybody here recommends you know look at your budget and look at what you're going to do. Think this out, but uh, you know. He- Go straight to kegging. And if right. you're going to get your friends into home brewing and you think they're really going to like it, if it were me, I'm encouraging them to go st- forget the whole bottle deal, go straight to kegging. It's like 200 yeah. bucks, I think, is the cheapest yeah. kit you can get. It's not all that much. I mean, if you figured the man hours you're going to put into bottling and then you get your first infection, yeah. you know? And it's not like a right? keg's too big for the batches you're doing. It's not like you're doing two or three gallon batches, no. right? I mean, Did you say exactly. man hours? It's one batch, man one hours. keg. Yeah. I mean, most beginners are doing, you know, you're doing five gallons at a time, so one keg, one batch, done deal. You don't have to buy a bunch of stuff. And then all the time, by the way, deals come up on kegs. So oh, yeah. if you are buying kegs for 50 bucks, you are an in, you're impatient. Stick around because more beer does it all the time, and Northern Brewer does it all the time, you're and different a- keg places do it all the time. They end up with, like, they end up finding, like, this big 
lot of kegs, and they'll sell them cheap. So. Not a, not so much moving forward here. Well, I agree, although you guys just had one, uh, a big keg sale, uh, two weeks ago. But they're, they're, so, they're on like kegs that are, the rubber is falling apart and stuff like that. Second, no, uh, but no, I'm, yeah. I'm just I'm just letting you know. Like, if you want to get, any, don't wait too long because we don't know. Like, f- personally for us, we don't know where we're getting our next shipment. Uh, Everybody that we know from uh, Kansas over to the West Coast has no out. had their out. I see. There's just nowhere to get them. Oh dear. So I don't know. I'm not not to you know. I'm not Good trying to make people rush like out. Of docks, huh? Yeah. yeah. Yes. I'm taking yeah. mine back by the way tonight. Just to let you guys scrape off um, the serial numbers. Yeah. I've uh, <laughs> I've seen a lot of guys. I'm out of the hobby. And they've got this, this, and this, eBay, and four kegs. Craigslist. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Ice cream shops that have closed. I'm hearing a lot of like stockpiles of um, soda kegs. It's like sure. a soda and ice cream shop. Mm-hmm. I guess they're like all over. I don't know. I've heard yeah. that a lot recently. Yeah. That's a good place to try. What, ice cream shops? Yes. <laughs> closed ones. Okay. That, maybe even open ones. Is that know. frustrating to you, Chad, to go to closed ice cream shops? Oh, yes. <laughs> is that like is that like jumbo shrimp? It just doesn't make sense? Oh. <laughs> Sad. Come on. Okay, before we get into the next part of this, which I think we're going to just start talking about sanitizing these kegs real quick, as that's something that we've already mentioned. Let's taste this listener beer we have in front of us. Uh, Shat, what is it? Who this is, it is actually, I wanted to do just one and two batches from um, Larkin. So this is a second batch <laughs> okay. extract, Belgian Pilsner. Oh, this it, it's a really clear Pilsner, Chad. Do you see that? <laughs> see, how clear, see how clear it is? Oh, oh. Yeah. Look at this. What, you already drank it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I poured you one. You drank uh, it. Pilsner. Yeah. Uh, this is supposed to be a, a clone of a West Mall Extra. He said he pitched it real cool, let it rise up to 72. So 64, let it rise to 72 over time. And he says it's a great summer beer. Everyone's loving it. Can I just say about this guy, Jamil, look out. These are his first two batches, and they are clean and nice. They're certainly not the best beers we've ever had, but I, I'm having trouble picking out bad things about them. And they're his first two beers yeah. he's ever done. This guy's going to be one hell of a brewer. He's got the gift. Do you? Do, does anybody else get a little tartness? I mean, I hate to say that right after you said that, but no, I don't because I, I kind of did. I, I think it's, it's dry, really dry. I think that, that comes through. I don't. I get a little sweetness. Uh, I think the aroma is really nice, um, but also sweet. Mm. It's very easy to drink. But it's Started easy to drink and smooth, right? I could totally sit next to a lake and drink this all day and get Ooh, hammered. Naked. But a river? Possibly. <laughs> but a river? That's just out of the question. Yeah, no. I don't do rivers. No. You could drown. Well, uh, finished at 11. Started at 45. Finished at 11. So. Okay. Do me a favor. Uh, Larkin was his name? Yes. Larkin Take, W. Keep one bottle in the fridge. Just for like a couple months and see what happens to it. I, it tastes, there's, tastes, there's something uh, tart. A little something, something. Yeah. Another northern brewer uh, but good. though. All right. Pretty tasty. Yeah. What do you think, Doc? Any comments about this? No, I liked it. Uh, it's for an extract beer and a second beer. Kudos. Mm. Yeah. Tasty. F- yeah. yeah, it's a nice, uh, it's a German Pilsner, right? Well balanced. For your fifth beer, that's good. It's nice and uh, it's got some hops in it. It's got some malt back behind that. It. It's great. I don't think I'd change this. I think I'd brew it again, mm-hmm. just as it is. I think it's a, you've gotten a good recipe there, that's for sure. Um, By the way, this is Yellow Columbia's buddy, and Yellow Columbia is Eric. He's the guy that brought that um, cooler with all the beers to B3 that day. Oh, okay. So this is his buddy, so I'm sure he's cool. hanging out and learning from him. Cool. So This guy's got to keep brewing, I'm going to say that oh, right now. Oh, for sure. Please keep yeah, brewing. Definitely. <laughs> the, the world needs your beers. I'd like to see it a couple points drier. 
But 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 yeah. but you know, agreed. You'll get that when you start, you know, getting your technique down. You know, yeast pitching and all that kind of stuff. It's also um, tough with uh, all extract beer because that's you, true. You don't know some of these extracts aren't going to ferment down any farther. Yeah, somebody else decided the ferment fermentability, not you. Yep. So when you go to all grain, you'd be able to really dial this one in, or right. try a, a different brand of extract. That'll the different ones uh, will ferment down more or less. Okay. All right. Uh, before we go into uh, ha- ha- just, I, w- I want to talk about sanitizing a keg because I had some questions but come you through do. that. But uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but first, uh, since we just talked about the keg system, a really good question came through from the chat room right now. Um, this guy, uh, it's Tom from Rally, and he says, uh, "I Hi, recently Tom. hooked up my uh, CO2 tank and found that the next day it was empty." And by the way, Shat and I have had this happen on numerous occasions. His question is, how do I know when I have a leak in my CO2 system? Because your fucking tank will be gone by the morning, dude. (laughs) Uh, There's a couple ways. Uh, I like to use uh, StarSan in a spray bottle because it'll it'll bubble Mm -hmm. and foam. You put it on every... Every joint in there, every every spot, even on the uh, pressure relief valve, everything. Uh, another thing to be careful of is um, in your kegerator, everything gets cold, and the the vinyl tubing gets really stiff. So when you move your keg around, you can loosen up some of those connections. Uh, you move your keg around a little bit, and you just loosen uh, one of those flare nut connections, and it, it it'll leak out that way. It could be just one of your kegs that you've checked everything but uh, this or that. Okay. Uh, uh, another big thing is the uh, keg post O-rings. If those uh, right. break, a lot of times they'll stay on. You don't even know they're broken. Yeah. And check, gas will leak right past it. Check them really close. A lot of them are like just crusty. They're, they're the ones on the, on the post. So yeah. outside. The outside yeah. ones. And you can check a... Uh, a non-hooked up keg all you want yeah. and it won't leak yeah. but as soon as you put the, the quick disconnect on it's leaking past those and so many of those you look and they've got this splits and frays yeah. all around those they were out yeah, yeah. so okay. and it can happen on the beer side too yeah, that's a sad story there. stockpile those and and here's yeah. what happens. Yeah, that's what Shad has started to do. Because here's what happens. Your first kegging system, exactly. you're talking about one keg and a line for CO2 and a line for beer. And it's fairly easy to catch these things. Right. If you do docks techniques, spray down all the joints with the soapy star sand. Great idea. With Shat now, he's got a four-keg kegerator out back uh, with uh, you know one regulator, but then also a manifold. a manifold so that he can divert CO2 to each one of them. So he's got the manifold, the regulator, the line going to each keg, the post sun each keg it's a it's become more difficult he now keeps like he just said a stockpile of these oh, replacement yeah. Never parts have enough. because uh, yeah. we'll do we'll be drunk one night uh, when we finish brewing put some beers in the kegerator and the same thing we won't have checked everything we wake up the next day co2's gone and then we have to go steal more for more beer it's not <laughs> it's not pretty hey john look over here Jack, go, 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 go. generally i found it's the keg Okay. Uh, it's it's sealing something. I yeah. when you put the beer in the keg, run it up to ten or fifteen pounds just just to seal mm-hmm. the lid. Yeah. Even if you light it back down, uh, the the little still stay stay sealed. Uh, it's generally always the keg. Okay. What about the poppet? If you have like a poppet that's kind of funky and you put gas on it, will it slowly leak out, or will that O ring actually stop it? Even no, the, if the poppet's got a little too much. No, as long as the quick disconnect is on. 
it should uh, seal on there. Then on the body good. connect, you're fine as long as the O-ring's okay. Okay. A lot of times you pull it off and it's going. Yeah, just exactly. Put your finger on it up and down. a couple of times it'll it'll reseat and you'll be fine. You know, I had a I had a keg of beer. Uh, that I would take, that I took the gas off to to put it on another beer, and that pop it kind of when when you know when you pull the the thing off, it shot up sideways and it stuck, and so it was spraying beer at me. Yep. Yeah, just this water, and so I had That's to I had to I had to keep the gas on. I couldn't take the gas off until I killed the keg because I I couldn't jam the friggin' uh, pop it. Tried everything you could. I tried it. Well, I mean, I'm wasting beer. It's like literally going everywhere through the. It was awful. You try not the gas. It was the beverage. Yeah. Try yeah. venting the keg all the way down and then playing with it. No, because I oh. panicked. Okay. <laughs> Pretty much panicked. But you know, you were talking about the flare fittings for the ball locks and stuff. Yeah. I don't like those specifically because I've lost countless numbers of tanks. Um, we have these little uh, quarter-inch uh, high-pressure plastic QD sets. Yep. Those are great. That's what I use when I just you know click in and out or just get a six-way manifold. So you're not you're just not messing with the flare fittings. And because they're a pain in the ass. Because exactly right, the tubing gets cold. It stayed in one position for like two months, and you go and you you, you crank on it, and it, it there moves goes it your around. tank. Yeah, it, yeah. But it's, I found it's usually the once you get all those cranked down, they're pretty good. I like the flare fittings on yeah. the quick disconnect because I do change those out and clean those a lot more uh, than having to take yeah. off everything else. Mm-hmm. And I set up my system before you had the. The quarter inch disconnect. So, <laughs> so that's a you know you guys are talking about changing some of these fittings and these are some questions that are coming through. Uh, some uh, some people are asking, um, you know, do you change all of those gaskets the first time you buy a keg? And I think it somewhat it depends. depends on where you're buying it from, right? Look for cracks. You guys rebuild them at More Beer, right? Well, we well we sell them two ways. We sell them rebuilt and unrebuilt. Okay. Uh, obviously, the rebuilt ones are more expensive because we put labor into, you know, rinsing them out and kind of cleaning off the outside. And but the main thing is rebuilding them and pressure testing them. Ah. So we'll put 10 psi on there, 20 psi. Um, not generally anything higher, because like Doc was saying, higher pressure will seal the keg. Um, you know, and then you go to like test it when you buy it, and you go, psh, psh, oh yeah, that has, that holds pressure, but it has like 50 psi in there or whatever. Yeah. But at 10 psi, it's not going to hold anything. Okay. So we test them at that, um, and then the O rings are are already replaced. But if you buy the the unrefurbished. Um, you got to do it yourself. Replace man. everything. Yeah. Just in general, you shouldn't. You know, every time you clean the keg or get a new keg, inspect those O rings. I mean, look at them, push on them with your thumb and forefinger. If it, if you got like a lot of play in them, then that's a problem. And you may notice that they're broke. That wow, this plane. I've had a lot of play in years. Check both posts. When I replace yeah. one post yeah. O ring, I replace both of them. Yeah, yeah right. They're probably yeah. the same age. I replace both of them, and I keep. I have like a tackle box kind of. Yeah. Kind of thing with all the old, all the different O rings in there. Yeah, I have I got, a nail on the wall with these different O rings. I got poppets. I've got body <laughs> connect. I've got everything that I need in case I've got a bad keg. Right, yeah. dwarfs. Because you're going to have them. Uh, yeah, you're going to have bad O rings. Do any of you use a regular schedule? Because someone was at you know mm. you guys are all saying oh when it fails or when it looks like it's going to fail you change it and that's what this person was asking another listener. Uh, you know, do you wait until they fall apart or do you have a regular uh, replacement schedule? It no. sounds like all of you just inspect. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. inspect them. Inspect them when you clean them. Because you know. Yeah, I mean, it depends on, on when you're using them. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but my kegs, it, it's sporadic when yeah, I use them and, it's not and a, how they're stored yeah. and whatever. You'll so. see them get brittle. You'll start to see them crack. Yeah. I mean, that's it, the first it's also not a cyclic round where right. I, I might use these three a lot and then I not, don't get to that one very much. Or the ones that have been sitting over here on your back porch for five yes. months in the sun. Yeah, those yeah, should yeah, be when replaced. Get, when I get those back, they're going to be replaced. Yeah, I think we're using them. <laughs> 
Can I just if, okay. segue for one second? Yeah. Danielle is in the chat room. She just wants to say hi to everybody. Whoa. Hey, hey. Hi, Danielle. Yeah. Oh, she's not calling in. She's Because Bub's on hold right now. Oh, so oh. let me get rid of Bub. I should just hang up on Bub. Does she say she'll call in if I we don't hang know. up I on don't Bub? Know. She's, not ca- she's in Boston or something, so I don't know. Oh, then she should call in. Yeah. She's probably drunk. Maybe you should talk to Who Bub. Who is this we're talking uh, about? Bub, what do you want real quick? Hey. Hey. <laughs> What's happening? Uh, I got a quick question. Um... <laughs> He said he had a real question. Oh, no, he's got a real... Go ahead, Bub. Okay. I got my, you back, My Bub. regulator went to shit, right? Beer and back I'm flesh? I'm thinking of getting a new fridge. Uh, bad story, but anyway. Okay. Uh, thinking of getting a new fridge, but it's going to be a small one, maybe three kegs. Should I get the double regulator, or should I just get the single and save the cash? Are you going to be doing beers at different pressures? I don't know. And do you I do care? a lot of Heffies, but... Do you no. care about proper carbonation levels? Like, if you ever get, like, some people, if they have a Hefeweizen and a pale ale, and you don't want those carbonated at the same PSI, do you, are you one of those people who, who gives a shit about it, or, or is everything to a fine? point, but can I always add the additional regulator later? Yes. Yeah, you can. You have pain to, in the ass? No, because you have to daisy chain them. You can't right. just, like, screw them on, so you can have your, 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 yes, you can. You can add later. Yeah. Is it a big pain in the ass? Or no, no. It's it's just one? so you would take your Do you your have tools. You you have one tool. Um, I am a tool. So you, yeah. you, you take your you take your your <laughs> your, your CO two line coming out of your your thing now, and it, and it, it tees off, and then right. I think right. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to do this on the fly and you have, have some beer. You can add them on the side, so it'll tee off. So one will go to your keg, then the other one will go into your secondary regulator, and you dial that one down. So that will always be your lowest pressure because you can't get any higher uh, than the pressure coming from the main regulator, right? The the, the master and slave. No the mother. Offense. No offense, but uh, and then so your secondary can be for your like lower carbonated beers, and that'll just go to your deal. serving. Thing. Yeah. So yes, that's your answer. Okay, so I can go on the cheap now, and I can add later. Yes. Hey, come on. It only costs a few pennies more to go first cabin. But yeah, like 100 bucks. <laughs> Might as well just go for it. It's double the price. I got a $50 gift certificate sitting right here. Ah, there you go. For Don't you, you know the whole, idea, the whole idea of gift certificates is not so you're going to spend 50 bucks. It's so you're going to spend yeah, 100 Yeah, but I'm going to go spend $200 on a fridge. Mm. So... Yeah, yeah, that's another. That's a topic we're going to address here in a moment, and momentarily too, because someone asked right. the same thing. Have Daniela call in. Thanks, Boob. Bye. Later. All right, real questions from Boob. How about that, huh? Yeah. Telling you, <laughs> Who would have so thought that? Oh, it's the same guy? It's a strange show today we have going on. Wow. Daniela's in the chat room. Boob has real questions, and uh, we're giving out real and beer information. Chad's working. And Chad's been war. Something is awry. Something is amiss. It happens in threes. I'm waiting for the earthquake. I think the big one's going to happen tonight. Oh, uh, am I spending the night? Also, I've decided. (laughs) I think I'm going to get a tattoo. Where? Lots of weird stuff happening. Shit is hitting the fan. What is it going to be? Where is it? I want to get one. (laughs) It's going to be right here on my forearm. Yeah. My skinny oh, forearm, so it obviously inside, won't be huh? very large. Right. On the inside of my forearm. And, uh... A dragon? <laughs> it, it will not be a dragon. It's going to be a Britney. Uh, a big cock. It's going to say... Uh, unicorn? J- JP is my bitch. It's going to be a unicorn. <laughs> and a rainbow. Oh! Pretty. Nice. Because uh, I'm going to have to pay for it. We'll talk about this later. We're going to do this later. Oh, come on. Just hoping you get say the, what it is now. No, no. Well, it's a long story, so we should do it later after we get through our topic. I was so. hoping you get the one on your dick that when you get an erection, that the snake opens his mouth. 
<laughs> what? I've never seen You know that just, one? Yeah, you know the one? one? Yeah, like, whip it out for us, Doc. I've never seen that. Whip it out and let us see that thing. I believe it's A14 on any standard tattoo yeah. shop. What strip clubs do you go to? It's one called My Bedroom Mirror. Hey, Google that, will you, Chad? Yeah. I want to see that. You kind of need a foreskin for that. So, a listener question. This comes through and says... Please, oh, wait, here's Daniela calling at me. We can get a little Daniela audio. Maybe she's got a question. That. About foreskin. Daniela. Hello? 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 Hey. Hello? Who? Who's this? <laughs> can you hear me? Yes. Oh, it's so great to hear you on the show. <laughs> well, I can hardly hear you. Do I sound like a cool robot? Uh, no. You don't. <laughs> one, one out of two ain't bad again. You don't sound like a robot. <laughs> you sound like Daniela. Oh, that's too bad. Can you Can you hear us okay? I can hear you fine. Hey, I'm calling in because I heard that you guys are wearing lederhosen, and I think I did not approve that, did I? Who told you we're wearing lederhosen? We're not wearing lederhosen. What is lederhosen? Somebody in the, somebody in the chat moved it. No, they're fucking with you. We're no, not. utility kilts, but not... We're not wearing anything. Yeah. Leather shorts, not in here. <laughs> You're no. not wearing anything, including Beverly? Oh, no, I'm totally dressed. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't fact, buy into that. I have, par- I have two parkas on. Yeah, I am s- and I snow to, pants. I have to wear like yeah. <laughs> the, the show's still young. You wear rain ponchos in this room. Oh, oh. good girl. <laughs> where where are you? I'm in my hotel in Boston, actually, and I I'm. So. Uh, it's so weird because I'm talking into my laptop, which is totally strange feeling. Yeah, JP's used to it though. <laughs> It's like it's I love you. Yeah, it's like oh baby, oh, talk baby. louder. <laughs> what are you guys up to? We are talking about kegging, which I know you like. Uh, kegging and dispensing beer today. We're talking about how to have your own kegerator and dispense good beer. That's what we're doing properly. I don't like kegging. How do you come up with that? I hate kegging. You like keg beer though? Yeah, it's. I like to drink beer. It's a better environmental. It's a better environmental impact than bottles. Yeah. See. Yeah, saying hey, smaller JP, footprint. I got cats now. Oh yeah, you did what? Are you are you impressed? No, I hate cats. <laughs> did you oh. just say that you have cats now? No, she heard that JP has cats. Oh, okay, good. I don't know why you'd have cats, and I don't want to go there with your cats. But I'm, gl- I'm glad you don't have cats. Well, See, she doesn't know what, what to say. Well, we just you got guys by- all sound very sober. We are sober. Yeah. We're, we're uh, you know, we're very serious about this beer thing, Daniela. Since yeah. you've left, we've gotten yeah. very serious. We've, we've cleaned it. We don't even drink anymore. Clearly, since the stripper pole has been installed, the <laughs> show has gotten, become very serious. Very serious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we just got back from the Oregon Brewers Festival, which you know I haven't been to since our, our first year starting this thing. Uh, wow. How- Tell me about it. Oh, it was great. And It'll be in the archives tomorrow. <laughs> it's in the archives tomorrow, and we didn't go to any strip clubs. What? They didn't, what? Go, to, they didn't go to any bad strip clubs. I did not see any <laughs> tattooed strippers, and we just worked the whole time. It's all a bit. It's a web of lies. <laughs> Oh. Tell me about the stripper. Now it's getting interesting. <laughs> Which one? Yeah, they're, the strippers were good. Portland strippers are good. They're all, they have a lot of tattoos. Been there, done that. Talent. But it's all at the beginning of the show, so I don't want to. Bo- I don't want to bore the listeners. It's the beginning of the show, but it's like 10, 10 p.m. here on the East Coast. So what does that mean for California? Like seven p.m. Uh, it's four in the morning. You here. know what time we start? We start at five p.m. How long? Come on, Danny. She wants to know what time is now. 
No, now it's seven. Yes. Yeah, that's. And we've only had two hours. Well, we've been on for two yeah. hours. When will now be now? Yeah. When are you going home? <laughs> How long are you in Boston? Uh, I'm leaving uh, on Wednesday, actually. Oh, you're still there for a while. So a few more days. Well, Boston is really fantastic. If you have any listeners uh, from Boston or from the Boston area, big hello to them. It's my new favorite city in the United States. Oh, Chad, you hear that? Really? Go check out Sam Adams. Drink some beer there. Oh, yeah, and I'm also, I became a big Red Sox fan, by the way. Awesome. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, Only two games out. I hope that it's just like your American League uh, you know, team because you haven't forgotten about the Giants. Uh, uh, right, right, right. Just American League, obviously. Okay, good. <laughs> obviously. I'm glad we've cleared obviously. that up. <laughs> good, good recovery. So, are you going to take me to Oktoberfest for five days when I get there? Are you going to be wearing lederhosen? Are you buying the lederhosen? <laughs> no, what? no. Not much. Is... <laughs> Why is always the first question, Justin? Because <laughs> he has no money. Not, I think Justin, life, Justin needs to do it in a dirndl. <laughs> a dirndl? I can't wear a dirndl. <laughs> That's the San Francisco Oktoberfest. Yeah, it's called no, the Oktoberfest. Of course, I'm going to take you, Justin. The program is all uh, laid out. We're going to be attending the Oktoberfest every single day. Really? Starts at 10 a.m. in the morning, and we won't leave before 11 p.m. Do you think I can handle and, that? Uh, if you can handle that, yeah, that's easily. A, that's a lot of drinking, right? You drink these things a liter at a time. How many liters will I finish in a day? Twelve. Holy shnikes! I'm sorry, Justin. When did you grow a vagina? I'm gonna. Oh well, I. I <laughs> and when a girl who has right. one asks you that, oh boy, that's pretty bad. Daniela, I, I want you to drink sippers. him under the table. You know, I'm th- I'm well, in yeah. I'm in my thirties now. Things start to go downhill. My balls hang a little lower. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, I don't want you to embarrass me in front of my friends, Justin. No. <laughs> yeah. Story of my life, Daniela. What else is new? <laughs> it's always been that way. <laughs> no. no, it's going to be good. Are you bringing any Americans? No, everyone bailed. Uh, you know, no, you know who's going to meet us there is, is Whitey. Chris White is meeting, and he will be with us for the week, I do believe. Um, awesome. And then I'm going... My place again, like last year. Last year he got stranded, didn't find a hotel, so him and his brother had to stay in my tiny one-bedroom apartment for five days. I don't know. He might be planning on doing just that. I can just see those two just bumbling around in that little, <laughs> yeah, little, little tiny flat in Munich. Yeah, I don't know. Well, they're tiny people, so it's fine. Yeah, they are little guys like you, Doc. So yeah, they're they're wide. Mm, yeah, <laughs> they're a little wider. Not too wide. Leave them alone, Doc. They're stocky. There's <laughs> yeah, two they're of stocky. them. <laughs> There's two of them. Oh, I see. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if they're staying with you or not. What I do know is that I get there on a Tuesday morning, and I don't leave until a Monday morning. So we've got lots of time to go to the Oktoberfest. And Dan Gordon has said that he will set us up with some private tours, too. So Where? He says that I think we can get into uh, Weinstefan. And check out like their yeast bank and some things oh, like that's that. Sweet, dude. And then his other ones, he was a bit mystical about. He just said, "Don't worry, you're going to see some things that nobody gets to see." And I don't know. If- <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that before. Very dangerous, <laughs> I know it could be anything. I don't. Know. And you don't have to pay fifty bucks for it, as long as it includes tattoos. And, yeah. We'll and see. what's it going to be? Come on, just real quick. What, Danielle? I'm getting a tattoo. And now they're wanting to know what it's going to be. I, I don't care. If you haven't changed your plans, is it still the same one? 
It's pretty close to the same one, yeah. What was the same one? <laughs> well, I, well, I don't know. If, <laughs> you're such a jerk. <laughs> it's going. And what are you getting? It's weird. It's Is it a portrait of Biscuit? No. Okay. But I would totally do that if I didn't realize how cliche it is to have a pit bull on your arm. Yeah. Like, and I'm not that cool to have a pit bull on my arm. And underneath it says respect. Yeah, yeah. I would do that. Yeah, absolutely. If my dog wasn't a pit, I'd get a picture of the biscuit just because she deserves it. But Put it I, on your ass. I'm just going to look like a dick. Uh, again. Again. Over. Still. With ink. It's hard to explain what I'm getting, but basically, uh, it's kind of a circle. Uh, but it's made up of objects, and the the top part is going to be a Joshua tree because uh, I love Joshua you trees, too. and I love the album, the Joshua tree. And I'm from the Joshua trees only grow in two places on Earth, and I grew up in one of them, uh, so I like that, and I, I like Joshua tree. But then the trunk of the listeners are all tuning out right now. Hmm. Uh, the trunk of the tree turns We're playing in, the number game uh, turns into an anchor. So the bottom half of the tattoo is an anchor. Uh, and and then around the anchor it has uh, a hop vine uh, possibly with hop grenades hanging off the hop vine. And that's basically it. <laughs> I know, see it sounds you're all just looking at me like I just like, described leprosy to you. There's a mermaid curled up on the anchor. <laughs> yeah, uh, can, can I pay you to not have it? <laughs> Yan is draw- Yan, show them the drawing. Yan is drawing it for me, D. You must be kidding me. Yan is in the studio? He's sitting right here, and he's going to grab his drawing right now. We'll put him on the microphone for you when he comes back with the drawing. And he is drawing my tattoo, so you know it's going to be good if Yan is drawing it. Well, yeah, that's true. The idea sounds a little um, strange to me, but, you know, I'm just not a very creative person, probably. I just cannot envision it. Well, you have and to where is it going to Is it, it going to be on your little arm? <laughs> on your little, on your little arm. skinny yeah. arm. Yes, it's going to be on my little skinny arm. <laughs> cool. And I will have it by the time I see you because I'm getting it to celebrate. I'm getting it on my 31st birthday. Not celebrating turning 31 because who the hell would do that? But uh, I'm celebrating. I'm getting it on my 31st birthday, and so you will see it. I, yeah. I'm getting it, what, three days before I get there? Yeah, you're going to cry like a baby. You know that, right? <laughs> I probably will cry like a baby. Yeah, and. Can you. Yeah, and Daniela Can you wants to say hi. Can you film that? That would be awesome. Sure, I could get that filmed for you, me crying. Or like videotaped. Uh, Yan, please say hello to Daniela. Hello, Daniela. Hello, Yan. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's turned into a family reunion. <laughs> yeah. Man, now that I speak to Yan, I was in Paris just a couple of months ago. You will not believe what they made me eat. What? They sir, We were, went to a really fancy restaurant. I've got to tell this story. And they made me eat. Please, are you all sitting... The penis of a pigeon. Oh, <laughs> oh man. How many of those does it take to make a sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do that? Who held his legs? Please ask the French. Oh. <laughs> Yen, what is that a delicacy? The no, penis never, of a pigeon? Never heard of that before. Delphine, have you ever heard of eating penis, uh, pigeon penis? Daniela, hi, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I guess no. not. No. I think that you were hanging out with some creepy people. I don't know. I was hanging out with French people, so yes, creepy, but... Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's me. No. So now that you've seen this, Doc, are you still saying absolutely not? It's terrible? It's just a rough sketch. Creeps me out. It does? Yeah. I like that already. That's a positive to me. <laughs> if it creeps people out, I'm even more into it. 
Huh, you're all looking at me like I'm such a douche. What's going on here? Is there not one positive thing to say about this? I mean, you know, I, I've got thick skin. Well, you know what? It, it It's good because it means a lot to you. <laughs> so, right. no, and, and that's what really tattoo should be about. Like, you go through an experience, and for you, it was, you know, being born and, and living. But and, it looks horrible to you. Well, it, not that it's a bad drawing. It just, it's kind of, it's kind of too much symbolism in nice. one area. What's the anchor for? To anchor himself in the roots. No, it's... You like sailors, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) See, I don't want to answer that question because I hate it when people go, oh, this means that, I'm getting it because, like, there's this whole fucking symbolic story. That's what it has to be, dude. But I don't want to, I feel like a douche telling that story. Well, you are, just tell it. No. Just tell it. (laughs) Daniela, do you want me to tell the story? Are you eating on the phone, Daniela? I'm typing, excuse me. <laughs> sounds, wow. like you're, sounds like you're eating pigeon penis. <laughs> <laughs> Daniela, I have to have your email address. <laughs> Shall I give it to you over the... Oh, yeah, phone? go ahead. No, no, yeah. no, we'll give it to you afterward. Yeah, okay. <laughs> what are you doing, Daniela? <laughs> the whole world emailing you. Um, all right, so... Are they doing already? Can we move on, then? Yeah. yeah, let's move on. I gotta go, anyhow. I just wanted to say hi. I'm glad you did. It's very nice to hear you on the show, babe. Yeah, thank you. How come, nice out, chatting with you. how come you're not out drinking? It's only 10 o'clock. Well, you better start drinking. Well, I am drinking in my hotel room, but I'm really disappointed in you people, actually. Things have so. changed, apparently. Not- how long are you, are you going to stay in Boston? Till Wednesday, Delphine. I'm flying home Wednesday. Oh. Gotta get ready for the Oktoberfest. Only two more months to go. Two more months of training. Yeah. Are you gonna come to France to Oktoberfest? You have no. to ask Justin. They're throwing it. me a Oktoberfest in Paris. After I leave the real Oktoberfest, they're throwing Justoberfest in uh, Paris. <laughs> Justoberfest. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a gay strip party. With the, it probably well, will be. You're going to need some recovery from the Oktoberfest, Justin. You don't know what you're getting yourself into. I think, actually, I do. That's what I'm really, that's why I was asking you if you think I can handle it. I want your honest advice. I think you guys are going to kill me. But then it's well worth the death. It is a good way to die. I agree. Yes, Yan has become quite the home brewer, and he is throwing Justoberfest with all of his homebrew. And his his home brewery is not in his home. It's in an abandoned, uh, abandoned brothel. Uh, just outside of Paris. Atta boy. That's a good place. Good vibes, man. Yeah. Make some clambic. <laughs> <laughs> that will be the special yeah. beer on tap that night. So. Well, I hope I get to enjoy any of Yen's brew anytime soon. That will be good, Yen. I will bring some back I haven't for had you. A year, really. Say again. I haven't had a homebrew in a year. Oh. Well, I'll bring you some of Shat's homebrew. <laughs> Oh, that would be great. Yeah, please. I'll do that so you can have one right when I get there. And then, of course, I'm after I leave and come back, I'm flying out of Munich so I can bring you back Jan's homebrew, too. So You're the, you're the mule, man. I am. I'm the mule. And that's fine. Can't wait. Yeah. Instead of an, it's, you should replace the anchor with a mule. This is this is where you say something nice, like, aren't you going to bring your own homebrew, Justin? I miss it so much. <laughs> <laughs> I have not had anything really good in a very long time, like your homebrew, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> well, Justin, you're bringing me plenty of beer. I don't want you to have to carry so many things. <laughs> <laughs> she could right. not have said that in a nicer yeah, way. Clever. I get it. All right. Well, I may cry long before I get the tattoo, Daniela. How about that? <laughs> So I love you guys. Take care. All right. Nice to talk to you. Bye. 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 
All right, Daniela. Wow, it's very nostalgic hearing yeah. Daniela on the show. Almost brought a tear to my um, Okay. Uh, someone named Nicole is on the phone. Oh, Nicole. Oh. Did she sound happy? Nicole Ernie? She has dogs. They were barking. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole, you're live in the session. What's happening? Hey, what's up, guys? Who are what's we talking going? to? Is this is this Reefer Brown, Nicole? Yes, this is uh, AKA. Uh-huh. AKA, <laughs> I <laughs> lost at Jenga, Nicole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Nicole. Yeah. Hey, and first of all, just because you guys are going to Oktoberfest and you think you're getting some like pre training on us, yeah. I just want you to know we're going to be prepared. So. Watch out. <laughs> Nicole, Nicole got hit by a car last year. I'm not worried yeah. about whatever training they're going to do. She Ooh. was so drunk, she got hit by a vehicle. Might have been a bus. We had to clean her up. Uh, she was all scabby and bloody. Hey, I was still a trooper after that. Don't get me wrong. She was. She was still yeah. ready to rock, though. She got hit by a car. She showed up all bloody, and she's like, where's the beer? I think the car was parked, too. <laughs> yeah. As long as she was scabby and bloody after the car. Yeah. So I was like, dude, I'm ready. Where's the party? Anyway. So Schumann's ready Wait. for a, a Jenga rematch, you know? Yeah, totally. And also, I owe Shad a personal viewing. Oh! oh Shad gets a personal oh, viewing. I will take you up on that. Really? A year later, I have not forgotten. Wow. <laughs> wow. Love it. You just brought a smile my to his doctor, face. My doctor, Chat. <laughs> oh, boy. Wow. <laughs> um, hey, guys, I have a question. I am actually going to Guatemala in a couple weeks. All right. On purpose? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, uh... So there's this, like, native, you know, like, corn beer and stuff. Um, I hear it's, it's in Guatemala, it's called, like, atoll. Uh-huh. And it's uh, the native That's... corn beer where people actually, like, chew up the corn. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh yeah, that one. Yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah, hang on, hang on while I puke. This, like, <clears throat> yeah, and then produce this, like, you know, fermented beer, yada, yada, whatever. I wondered if anyone has ever experienced this, and if they had, you know, what was the outcome? Because, you know, going down there, I'm I'm totally, like, game for trying it. You know you're going to try it anyway. Well, I'll tell you what, isn't isn't there a reason that Guatemala is only a, you know, third world country still? No. That's a terrible thing no? to say. People leave their houses, JP, and they go to these countries because they're beautiful. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I say no. Not to drink spit. I, I, yeah, I say it's not that beautiful, or... though. It's not beautiful enough to drink spit. Yeah. Don't drink it. Don't no. do it. When in Guatemala do as the Guatemalans do? No, I'm totally going to try it, but what? none of you Yard work? Ever, I don't like, get it. It's not like going to Vegas. No. Doc would try it. He doesn't care about <laughs> oh, that. I'd, so. I'd, I'd definitely try it. I've seen it on the History Channel. Well, I think you got to try it because... You know, I, I'd even sit around with them and make some. Start hallucinating. Uh, oh... I hear it's crazy. It gets you, you know, apt up, whatever. Like, I'm totally game for it, but I just wondered if anybody had experienced it before and what, you know. No, not in this room. If if it was going to be anybody, it would have been Doc, but he's never tried it. Bring some back and send it to us. But I think he would recommend hallucinations, so go for it. Yep. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I'm I'm totally gonna dive into it. So, uh, are you going solo I'm or are you going with Reefer? No, Reefer is staying home to watch the dogs. I am going with my <laughs> nice. sister and my best friend, so it's kind of a girls' foreign outing, if you will. <laughs> cool. Watch out, Guatemala. Yeah. Belize yeah. isn't too far. You going to Belize? <laughs> yeah, hopefully, definitely, nice. yeah. So uh, we're uh, we're gonna try to experience as much as we can, whatever. But um, mm-hmm. yeah. So we'll uh, report back after. Uh, Experience watch the yeah, movie. Let me know. Yeah. Watch the movie Teristas before no, you go. No, I totally watched it. Oh. Crazy. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, I am curious about the hallucinogenic effects of spit beer, so please do report back. And well, I'll tell you what, I'll spit That's in your cool. beer and then you can drink it. See what and happens. That's pretty much okay. it. I'd, I'd actually love to sit around making it with him. I know, you would. A little chew, a little spit. Man. I couldn't do that. That Even that part would make me puke. You watch him dig uh, into their mouth uh, with those dirty fingers. Uh, yeah. Now, hopefully, like, if you do something too much about it before you, like, dive in, yeah. it's not as bad, but if you It's going to be all like, thick and like mucusy. Yeah. Well, uh, two things. First of all, first of all, does alcohol kill HIV? <laughs> uh, no. Second of all, you have to go to like poor villages to get it. Cause it's not like you know, there's a bunch of like spitmeisters over a vat, like hawking ones, and you know what I mean. It's not like a commercially produced hawk. thing, right? Do they hawk? This is sound. Oh, yeah. They got gingivitis. They got everything. Yeah, that's what we'll do. I thought they had that little straw stuck in the, in their lower lip. Oh, just kinda, that's where it cuts oh, like, like a shoot. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's like now. a tippy dump system. Yeah. Oh, you put the corn in there dump. and you spit and then the corn just slides out the chute. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'd stick with the cocoa leaves. This is absolutely really. disgusting. Yeah. Cocoa leaves and coffee and you'll be fine. Yeah, do some normal drugs. You yeah, don't got to yeah. drink spit beer to get hallucinations. Go have some of their... You Can't know. you just chew up your own corn? Oh, your own spit. what? Oh, all right. I hear it's best if, like, the women have no teeth. <sighs> that way, like... Right. Well, yeah, but we're not talking about corn anymore. <laughs> Gum job. Oh, shit, your mother's behind oh. you. God damn it. Oh, it's all a bit. <laughs> Tell a bit, Chad's mom. Tell a bit. Anyway, if you guys don't hear back from me in like three to four weeks, then uh, I've been transformed. <laughs> leave it at that. I've been mutated yeah, give, give in Guatemala. When you get back, All right, good hear. luck, and uh, we'll. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, call in with an evaluation of that spit beer. Just, All right, and we'll see. I will definitely. With I will definitely give my. Uh, my critique. All right, <laughs> let us know, and uh, we'll see all three of you in Denver when you get back. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to it. Great. All right. Talk to you later. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. All right. There's Nicole. Remember her from last year and her and her friends. Going to have spit beer. Private viewing, huh? Nice. Yeah. Nice. I keep wanting to make your mom jokes to chat all day today. I can't. I'm like, I'm so holding back. Everything he says, I want to go like, your mom read that. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> you know what we got to do? You know what we got to do? Go to like the spy store and get one of those little pinhole cameras and like put it to a button 
So when he when, when Chad he gets his showing. private showing, yeah. we'll have so pictures. So you can totally spy yeah. on this girl. Yeah. That's not appropriate, JP. It I'm, sure it is. Yeah, I've seen him already. I'm it's sure. fine. Half the GBF saw him last it's year. Just a okay. second view. It's just a return view. It's like yeah. a, it's the sequel. Yeah. It's uh, all right then. Whatever. If, if Schumann loses this year, he's fired. I'm gonna be oh. pissed. What happens if Schumann loses? Is it like hamburger time or what? I yeah. forget. What Doesn't the matter other part for me. <laughs> 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 I've seen that before. <laughs> Uh, just real quick, if you're a new listener, last year at JBF, uh, Nicole and Schumann played a game of Jenga, real Jenga, not yeah. drunk Jenga, um, at our booth, and Loser had to do something, and, and the, the, the Nicole's portion of losing was to flash the booth, uh, which she did, but Chat was elsewhere. <laughs> I didn't realize she was. I going think he had to his back turned. I don't even think he was gone. Like talking to somebody else, yeah. working beer or something. Uh, Meanwhile, I'm missing boobs. Miss boob, but you know what? One or the other. Private showing, not bad. Hey. Good, huh? I'll take it. Good old makeup. All right. Quick break, ish, and then when we come back, we got to get back into this topic, which yeah. is going to be difficult to do, but we're going to do it. And I've got more questions from the listeners in front of me. Eight 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 four zero one beer or join Beavis in the chat room. You can send your questions that way. It's the session uh, kegging and dispensing. When we come back, hang in there. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. It's the hop shortage. No, not the organic free-range oyster Russian imperial coffee stout. It's all gone. We'll never brew again. Damn this hop shortage. Damn it to hell. Oi! Away off your wee f***ing hop shortage, Who are you? A f***ing Scottish 80 shilling and you can't brew a Scottish 80 shilling like you was mixing f***ing cement with f***ing hops instead of gravel, you great f***ing ass. Use less hops, brew more beer. Northern Brewer has kits and ingredients for dozens of worldwide beer styles that don't require a lot of hops to make a great pint, like the bloodthirsty and abusive Scottish 80 shilling. Keep drinking great beer. Order at northernbrewer.com and get flat rate $7.99 shipping anywhere in the contiguous U.S. One beer kit, $7.99 shipping. One million beer kit, $7.99 shipping. Together we can beat this hop shortage. My Lambic! It'll only f***ing help it. Wait till you can pour it out of your own kegerator. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your friends will look at you with awe. And it's just hot. It is? It's so super hot. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Your mom keeps the... Oh, 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 never mind. Your mom? <laughs> never mind. 
I'm talking to Beetle. Whoa, we're back on. <laughs> All right, welcome back to the program. I'm going to try to get organized for you for, I don't know, a very short period of time. Said Oregon. I just want to go back to having fun. It's a fun show for me. I'm having a good time. So let's get through the information so we can go back to having fun. Uh, we were going to start talking about um, sanitizing a keg. Do you want to do this listener beer first, chat? Sure. Is it an alt beer? It is. First all-grain batch from Yellow Columbia, Eric. And, again, he was that one with that funky travel cooler that we met at B3. Cool guy. Did you guys all already get this? Yes, Doc's had it. Which one is it? This one? I got a nut brown. How did I get a nut brown? That's a second bottle. Excuse oh. me. So how did you, you, you get a brown nut? I don't know. Paid for it, probably. Too much tea, bag. Living too close to the lab out Livermore. <laughs> hmm. All right. What do you guys That's have to good. say about this beer? It's a Northern Brewer kit, it looks like. Okay. Again. Again. I've gotten the warm version. Chet's had this waiting for us for a little while, so anything that's in there is coming out now. You're just talking too much, that's all. Yeah. It's nice. What else is new? It's, it's like it tastes good water in there somehow. I don't know whether he, where he's got good water where he's at, but it tastes good. I don't know. I think it's a little thin. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with it per se. It's certainly not infected. It's clean beer. But yeah, it's thin, and it's a little, there's a little kind of a corn type of a flavor. Maybe it's just, maybe wordy is, is a better word than corn. Yeah, it's a little possibly. wordy. Um, Almost a citrusy kind of thing at the end. Yeah, and it also finishes bitter, so a lot of hops, maybe. Yeah. That's not, that's not, that's fine with that part. I think it just doesn't have the body of the mouthfeel to, to back, to back it up. all up. Okay. It'd be great to boost the mouthfeel. Yeah. But uh, it fermented well, so it's maybe yeah. just the recipe issues. It, ta- yeah. it tastes like it fermented. It's well. It's clean too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a small. I, I think it's. I think it's a small beer. Is all. I mean, I don't think it. Yeah, it tastes kind of farty. What was the? Uh, <laughs> it smell, smells kind of like farty. <laughs> sorry, that was me. No, I'm, I'm sorry. Then, so uh, the OG in this was uh, 10.46. Yeah, could be a little bit small. And then, like, but like, he said uh, his target was 10.52. So he probably hopped it to like a 1052 beer, uh-huh. but brewed a 1046, which would tend to make the beer overhopped. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't get like like a like farty or like vegetal smell sulfur or something. It, yeah, something like that. Maybe it's like a sulfur no, vegetal I think that, kind well, of. Well, I think that's I think the, the wordy uh, thing that I'm tasting. I, I, I guess I could call it vegetal. I wouldn't call it farty, mostly because well, that word creeps me out. It's a BJCP term. It is. No, <laughs> it should be, well, shouldn't you, it? JP, will you please petition to get farty into the yeah. BJCP description? All we do is talk to Captain BJCP description, which is Jamil. Oh, great. Jamil, please put farty in the descriptions for us. <laughs> That's two T's. If you would. Stat. <laughs> it's a one R, two T's. Thank you. R, two D, two? Yeah. Farty. It, uh... <laughs> All right. This is not going to go... <laughs> the rest of the show is not going to go very well. It is... Farty yet mischievous. All right. Let's move on from this beer. Anything else, JP? Last Wait, comment? It we is... have the final word? It is thin, but it is uh, it is corn, and there's like... Some, or maybe even biscuity. Okay. Kind of thing. There is something... There's something weird, but uh, like Mike said, it's probably because it's just a lower gravity are, than what he thought. Are we talking about the same beer? Because... This, no, you no, me? no. The one and that this? I got, the one that I got from uh, Chachi, is a different one than what I. This is what you're talking about. Yeah, that's what yeah, I. Yeah, this does smell like poop. 
<laughs> Whoa. In a jar, maybe? You, if you mean... If, if <laughs> Is that a new poop, descriptor? Farty. Farty, yeah. yeah. <laughs> farty. You guys it, it, does farty? An, it does have a, a smell. Proper He's descriptors, yeah. please. Yeah, it, it, Sorry. You use the cold yeah. cheese there. Like I, I a bird never, from an anal volcano, okay? <laughs> That's what... <laughs> I would never question that JP doesn't recognize farty. I certainly <laughs> wasn't saying it's not there. I was saying I didn't detect it. Yeah. I, have a, I, I have a feeling that's more like JP's sixth sense. Uh, poop in a jar and farty is something that he could pick up, you know, in Brooklyn. Yeah, or on the street corner. <laughs> yeah. What? All right. So let's do this quick uh, uh, kegging. And, and we had been talking about why you should keg. So real quick, uh, there were some sanitation questions that yeah. came through. Uh, do you have to take apart your entire keg and sanitize it every time you use it, Doc? I don't anymore because I've got the master keg washer thing. I do once in a while now. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, uh, when I first started kegging, yes, I took them apart, all the way apart. You every, did. every time. Tasty is agreeing with you, I think, at least visually. Well, yeah, ever since the day, the day that uh, Doc brought his keg cleaner into yeah. the home brew club meeting. Yeah. I've had, I've had like, the next weekend, I made one. Uh, we have one now, and, like, too. It changed my whole brewing whole But life. how does that change the you know the poppets and those parts that aren't getting cleaned it, no, it washes through the poppets yeah no, it does. it's a recirculating pbw through the uh, through everything yeah. through everything uh, ours does that too shat absolutely wow it's great no yeah, he's got the mclean yeah. yeah the okay. mclean and the only time i take it apart now pretty much is to change the o-rings Okay, so if you don't have this super keg washer, and uh, I'll do something about letting you see this soon. Can you see it on the Doe's website? Is it no, there? I never did publish it, but you guys had the, the Well, we've got a few things up our sleeves here. I can't really talk about it, but I can guarantee you that you'll be seeing this keg washer soon. So hang in there uh, for what we're talking about. But if you don't have a keg washer like that, you would recommend pulling everything apart every yeah. time, Doc? Mm-hmm. Yep, and, and use a little brush and clean them up. And... I do believe that Jamil says the same thing. He will. He likes to rebuild his kegs every time. Yeah, every time. time. Yeah, every time. Um, so, okay. So I just want to make sure we cover that sanitation. It's not that hard to do. Uh, take them apart. Yeah. Clean them. Uh, I used to use IOTA 4 with them because I could put it, put it back wet. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> now it star sands just as easy. I uh, just put them all back together and back together all wet. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> a lot of times I uh, just fill right from there. What about keg lube? <laughs> what about? Do we have to use keg lube on these Astro rubber Glide. parts? Oh, <laughs> do you like it the works. He- It'll do. Yeah, it, it works. Pitch. The heated glass Astroglide or? <laughs> Shat, do you use keg lube? I do. Yeah. Hmm. With crazy bitch? Uh, no. I love you. Not that kind of lube. <laughs> it's typically dry. Oh, JP does it better than the recording. I, I think. think so. Let's uh, let's let's, get, compare. let's compare. I love you. Pretty good. I love you. <laughs> I think J- JP's is almost more accurate. Yeah, I wonder if uh, JP is actually crazy. I was just going to say that. I've never seen them in the same room together. Yeah. Well, you know what they say. She's I love you. She's definitely not as hairy. All I have is a uh, a, sure. a big heart with a. By she, did you mean JP? No. <laughs> <laughs> playing it for. For Shat's mom, in case she hasn't heard it yet. <laughs> like, I, like I told Chad, I have a big heart and a poopoo hole the vagina tattoo over it, so I'm good for him. <laughs> what was that? Oh my gosh! What you Let's move on. Let everyone just catch oh, up. Rewind yeah. that, that kind of planted, yeah. it will detonate in about five minutes for most <laughs> listeners. So let's just leave that alone. And yeah. Moving on. 
But, yeah, a, ke- uh, a keg lube. Uh, yeah, definitely take your keg apart. Yeah, when you uh, clean your keg, the last thing you should do is put uh, keg lube on the uh, post. Definitely. Yeah, it, it really helps when uh, the keg's connect. really cold yeah. in the kegerator. Uh, things have tends to, to not uh, stick when yeah, you're trying to pull. Saves uh, the O-rings. Quick, trying to get the quick disconnects on and off is a lot harder when all the all the O-rings are really cold. Okay. Not to be, uh, yeah. you know, <clears throat> have some sort of sexual overtone. I've just used spit. Like for my gas, like seriously, like if it doesn't fit, or what I do now, what, I swear to God, that's what I do, uh, and it works just fine. It's not getting in the beer; nothing's right. nothing's wrong with it. But what I do now is I have a Alpit uh, that uh, yep. sanitizer, and so I'll just you know if it if it I'm having a hard time putting it on there, it, sure. I just you know psh, psh, hit a little cut you know a couple times and, and, that and put Alpit, it on. There. That's that, much better. In that Alpit right. tastes like crap. It smells bad. Yeah. Tastes bad. It goes away in sixty seconds. Can you please never bring your beer over? Yeah, we've had that beer. I don't want your we, spit beer. You can't beer. get it in the beer. Come on, guys. I'm not like I hawk one. I'm not like I'm going... I'm not buying it. No. You know, what are you spitting on? Are you, oh, well, whatever. I don't want to know. A little spit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tasty. Can I'm not drinking it? it anyway. <laughs> Just the O-ring, because that's what the sticky... That's what, uh, that's what isn't letting, uh, that's well, what isn't letting touches, the pop it over. Beer touches the, upside, the top side of that O-ring. Yeah, it does. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Okay. It doesn't matter. All right. What about... Uh, We're not drinking that shit. There is specific... <laughs> exactly. You don't anyway. There's so. specific uh, beer line cleaner. Yep. It's even called BLC, oh, right? Yeah, sure, you can right, buy this BLC. Right. There's they, one called they, liquid line cleaner. Why, why do they call it BLC? Black? Is it black? Beer. Do we have to use that, or can we just use a Star Sand solution? Uh, maybe, maybe the 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 PBW first. Yeah, PBW. You want a cleaning a cleaning. Well, agent, right? the the BLC is a caustic cleaner. Yeah, all right, and that will actually help clean it out too. Is PBW not a caustic cleaner? I think I thought it was, but it's a mild I caustic. Don't consider it is it a caustic. It's, it's not, not okay. caustic. Right. Yeah, it's it's definitely milder. But uh, no, the 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 beer line cleaner you definitely want because I think it's actually formulated yep. specifically for the pH of like beer stone. Yeah. and stuff like that, which PBW has a hard time getting off. Um, so you recommend using the BLC? BLC or okay. uh, Star, uh, Five Star, I almost said Star Wars. <laughs> uh, five Star <laughs> yeah. has a friggin' uh, uh, a line cleaner called LLC, which is liquid line cleaner. Okay. Um, but the key to that is recirculation. Don't just let it sit in your lines. Okay. You know, you Keep run it, it through. So you make like a two and a half gallon solution and just let it pour out of your tap, collect it in a bucket. In a bucket. That's yeah. uh, with the beer line cleaner. I, I and then wash. A, it I out. use a small keg, two and a half gallons. Yeah, warm, and I fill all the lines with it. Let it sit, and then flush it through yeah. with all those, and then run uh, ice water through it, and then uh, star sand. Star sand's an acid, and it'll help neutralize the whole thing. Why ice water? Why not? Water uh, it says water? on there to use ice yeah, water. Yeah, it says to do oh. that on the Interesting. So I fill a keg back up with water and, and some ice cubes and uh, flush it out with that. And then the star sand is actually a, an acid. If you ever put your hand in uh, PBW, pull it out. Yeah. It's all greasy. Yeah. Stick it in your star sand solution. Instant clean. Yeah. You no, know, none of that, that slickness anymore. So is this after every keg change? Your no. Your lines no, I'm or? much lazier than that. Yeah. yeah. Well, how often? I mean... As often as you'll do it. If you stop getting a good pour, you probably should do that. Um, if, if I change, well, if I change a couple of kegs, I'll do that. Um, just kind of depends. I think it depends on how much beer you're running through. I mean, yeah. if you're if you're if you keep it going pretty well, you know, and you're doing five gallons, I don't know, maybe every ten kegs, something like that. I just I just overhaul the whole thing every few months. I take all the kegs out and 
Clean it up. Clean That's probably up. the best idea. Really. But as long as you're pushing something through those lines, basically yeah. you're okay. You well, no, it builds up even if you're pushing beer. Yeah. Or, but just not, yeah. Yeah. But not that. And you'll be able to taste it, too, especially that's a great thing about being homebrewers and whatever is you're not the average Joe on the street where, you know, you get a Sam Adams at, you know, Chili's or something like that, and you don't know from anything. You know, you don't know if it's bad or whatever, but as a homebrewer, you're drinking that beer all the time, you know? And uh, as the months go on, if, you know, if it's an aged beer or whatever, and there's something funky in the lines going on, and you can take care of it, but you know. So you're, like, the first line of defense to figure out what's wrong. And a lot of times I'll have, I'll finish out a porter, and the last push of that just leaves chunks in the line push and uh it'll clean it out real well yeah all right now you got me thinking about food from chilies chunks do you want your baby back ribs a person asked what about uh cask conditioning in a keg so someone's wanting to know you know uh, we've talked about different flavor profiles that you can get from naturally carbonating cask conditioning and also forced carbonating is cask conditioning something that you can do easily in a keg also yep yeah okay you can cool (laughs) well you can add the priming sugar to that uh let's Mm -hmm. sit just like anything else and you've got that if you want to dispense it uh, like with a beer engine, uh, there's places on the on the web that'll tell you uh, how to how to place the keg so that the the dip lines where it is, and you can let you actually have to let air in and mm-hmm. pull it out that way. But there, you know, there's uh, sanitary air filters at More Beer. We have sanitary air filters. Mm-hmm. FIL ninety is the part number. Uh, I know you're impressed that I know that. But um, and and that's what uh, you know. That's what you can use because you know typically cask beers they're gone in in that day. You right, don't want to let them because of the air. You know, and you'll contaminate it. So if you can keep contaminants out, um, that and the, the carbonation goes yes. away. Yeah. But it's like Chad was saying. You know, it, 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 he was asking if there's a difference between really bottle conditioning your beer or kegging it. Well, you can ke- you can bottle condition in that keg. You know, you can put your corn sugar in there and rack and and, and let it carbonate naturally in the keg. Mm-hmm. It's it's one big bottle. So yeah, you can totally do that. Okay. Sometimes you'll get a big slug of yeast coming in and it'll clog a lot of things. Yeah. But that's vitamin B. You know, it's fine. Well, I've had people that they call me and their, their whole line's clogged. They can't get any beer out of the keg now. Stuck at the puppet. Well, apparently I've had worse left on my couch, so I'm not worried about a little <laughs> slug of yeast coming out of the keg. That's right. Yeah, it's all allegory anyway. Speaking of uh, carbonation, then, here's another question that came through in the forum. And you can use our forum every week if you see the topic of the show up there and you want to post your questions early. You can always do that. Tasty's Tasty's real good about uh, asking people to do that in the forum. Appreciate that. So this guy, he says, I'm trying to squeeze the piggy bank for a couple of used kegs, and I've got a source for those. But the CO2 is where I have a question. Does size matter? Always matter. Bevo? No. Sam. (laughs) (laughs) That answered two questions. All at once. Okay, great. As long as I get mine. (laughs) He says, the listener says, you know, like a five-pound tank versus a ten-pound tank. Or, you know, I've even seen, if you go to a a brewery or bar, you're looking at those giant welding tanks that they use. So does any of that make a difference in carbonating a beer? No. It's cheaper to fill the big ones. Yeah, uh, and but they're also harder to move around. So if it's going to be in a stationary spot, uh, it, the bigger one is just more cost effective when you fill it. Um, I use several kinds around the brew house because I I need to carbonate here. I need to push beer over there for the kegerator. I have a twenty pound cylinder, so uh, I'll use that one. Uh, and if you're going to be 
oh, go, you, you want to use that same cylinder because you're trying to squeeze panties or whatever. You're going to take your stuff out, you know, to a picnic you somewhere. Pennies or panties? Yeah, it's all like panties. Panties. You okay. can save both, and it it helps a lot later in it's life. It's all good. Yeah. I can squeeze panties, but I'll go to jail. Yeah. I think. So uh, it just depends on what you're going to use it for. If you're going to be mobile mm. with it a little bit, you want the smaller one. Yeah, fine. But uh, if you're trying to save some bucks, every time you fill it, the the larger ones. Uh, a lot less to fill. Yeah, but but ultimately it's a CO two delivery system. I mean, you can you can carbonate and and, and pressurize and, right. and force out with eight gram CO two cartridges. It's just going to cost you a lot. So yeah. no, there's there's no difference if you have if you have space constraints. Like I have five gallon or five pound tanks because we we do an exchange program at More Beer, so I can just bring them in and swap them out, and it's easier for me. But if the twenty pounds we don't get in all the time, and the, yeah. then I have to go to a welding place or something and have them fill it, and I'm really you know, pragmatic. Uh, if you want to keep the CO2 in the kegerator, five pounds, what you want to do. Yeah. I think Schumann would like to address the question. Uh, yes, if you don't mind, I'd like to answer the question. The, okay. The difference is, with the bigger kegs, there's more metal, so it's heavier. Suck it, Schumann. Oh! Hey, wow. what's that about? Oh, I thought it was a good answer. Good effort, Schumann. Yeah, that's but, right. But uh, Bevo has spoken. <laughs> I'm going to go suck it now. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, okay. That was harsh. That wasn't even commentary. That was just demanding. Uh, yeah, forceful. Okay. Uh, feel sorry for Sam. Thank you. Here is You're another welcome. question dealing with carbonation, and it came through from two different people in two different ways. I'm not sure I understand the question. Okay. I'll read it to you as this <laughs> one is put here. Are you surprised, Doc? I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about kegging highly carbonated beers? What about it? But... Aren't, aren't you carbonating beer in the keg? This is where I yeah. get confused because people are asking about these big foam bombs and how do you keg a Belgian beer without getting foam, but I don't understand how their beer is carbonated before it gets well, to the keg. That's all in your balance, in which we'll talk about later. Well, but, yeah, you can carbonate in your keg. That's what you, you do. Carbonate you carbonate up to yeah, five or six or seven Yeah, I've got a Belgian gold volume, which I've carbonated to like four volumes. I mean, it's, it, like it's harder. It's harder to get it back out without it foaming all over the yeah, place. Yeah, or into a bottle. But you can foam. You can uh, get it carbonated. It's whatever you want. Right. Dial it in. That's what I like about kegging. I can dial in whatever CO2 volumes are. That I want exactly. If it's if it's not carbonated enough, um, you're not screwed like you are in bottles. Yeah, you, you can know? crank it back up and uh, get more fizz in there. Okay. So yeah, you can uh, you can make it highly carbonated. It's just getting it out of the keg, and that's where you need to get into. Probably what we'll get to in a little while is the. Uh you know, line length. and We're doing it right now. That's right. a great segue, Tasty. I think we're done with the uh, whole kegging part. We need to talk about uh, dispensing. Uh, we're going to be here all night long. So let's try to cover that. Dispense with this. You know, I just have one question. I get this all the time. Pin lock versus ball lock. What's the big deal? And what um, what part are you talking about? The um, kegs. The kegs. Uh, one's Pepsi, one's Coke. Is that it? Um, yeah, and uh, almost... Coke, Pepsi. Yeah. Um, what ball- does pin lock look like? I don't know if I've ever seen one. Instead of having the little ring you pull up and yeah. slip it over and the, the, the balls lock it on, you push you push it on and twist, and it locks it on that oh, way. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I've never even seen uh, that. The beer, right. the beer side has two pins, and the gas side has three pins. So you okay. can't get them mixed up. Yep. Hardly anybody uses those. Regan uses them because he doesn't want anybody stealing his stuff. But they're, they're pretty much hard to come by. Yeah, what, what did uh, Coke didn't use... Uh that many kegs? Where, where uh, I, kegs? I think they just had their own proprietary thing. And I mean, okay. is more of a oh, you're our bar and you're only going to use our stuff. Hmm. 
probably more more of that kind of thing. But yeah, ninety percent of what's out there is almost all ball. It's all ball log. Yeah, and there's people who 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 hate pinlock and people who don't care. It just it doesn't matter. The keg's a keg. You can't switch them out though. Uh, you can't uh, if you got oh, half you of one, half the other one. Uh, stick with one, yeah. one, one or the other. That's easier. Um, most of your friends are going to have ball lock, so if you're going to take keg over to their house, they're not going to have a pin lock. Okay. All right. Are you ready, Shad? Okay. Any more, any more questions? <laughs> Sorry. No worries. Uh, so dispensing beer. Um, and before we get into the science of doing it, and there's going to be a couple tips we're going to give you here about just pressure and line length and things like that. Um, no pressure. I wanted to address a question that came through about uh, the spout. And now there's some... Faucet. Fairly new faucets on okay. uh, on on the market. Um, forward sealing, right, or backward sealing. Okay. So, <laughs> JP versus a straight guy. Basically. Oh. <laughs> Which one's he? If you will, is <laughs> it a backward sealing? <laughs> Both. A forward sealing tap essentially uh, closes off as close to the end of the faucet as possible. Yeah, it's a faucet because there's a difference between a tap and a faucet, and you confuse okay. it. Not you, but and I do it too. I just but want a to, faucet is the actual part fa- that the beer comes yeah, out of. Right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Right. The tap, the tap the connects to the keg. Right. Let's yeah. Get that correct. Okay, so the faucet is what we're talking about. Faucet. Yeah. And it's a like forward sealing faucet, faucet. It, it closes as close as possible to the front, um, so that basically all that beer doesn't sit. Drying out throughout the entire faucet and getting moldy and old if you don't have a beer it, for twelve hours. It gets real uh, sticky because mm-hmm. uh, it has to flow past a couple of parts to get there. This is the backward sealing. The backward right. sealing one, and if you don't use your taps a lot, uh, it just sticks. I've almost seals ripped, up. I've almost ripped the thing off the front of the kegerator. I have. I've actually broken tap yep. handles. Mm-hmm. Um, right. The little cheap plastic handles will snap right off. It gets so stuck. Right. I've yeah. broken the brass uh, lever inside. You know what? that, that the, yeah. uh, on, on jockey boxes that that the actual faucet so or hard. not the actual. Um, uh, knob or ha- faucet handle screws onto. That's a mile. I'm trying to pull. I know I'm a mile. See these guns, baby. <laughs> you didn't know this. This show came with guns. No, I saw some guns don't. in Portland. No. Well, anyway, oh, it's one stuck faucet, man. If it breaks off, yeah, yeah. yeah. And if, if if you're using your faucet every day, it's not something you have to worry about. But so if, keep drinking more. Yeah, yeah. you're not drinking enough. Uh, that problem. Some I've got six faucets on there, and I don't use every one yeah. of them all. And there's one there that doesn't get used very much, and it, it will stick. Okay. Um, then you got to detach the keg, depressurize it, take the whole thing off, clean, clean it, it, take it apart, clean it, and put it back on. Okay. And then so you got two more weeks for it does it again. <laughs> I think we've answered the specific question that came through about these, and the guy was asking, is it worth it to go ahead and spend the extra money and get the nicer, you know, perlick uh, forward tapping uh, uh, faucets? I think we would all say it's yes. totally worth it. Yeah. And it. plus that they're stainless. And, you know, and I didn't learn this until recently. Um, you know, that chrome plating on just regular faucets and shanks in just general, goes away. it comes up really quickly, though. Yeah. Like really quickly on I mean, the inside. Yeah, on the if, side, if yeah. you just put on your beer and you just got a new shank, check in a week and you'll see that there's brass already showing. Check your shank. I don't need to check your shank every day, kids. Um, I just don't want that chrome pieces floating around. I don't care about the brass, you know, whatever. But uh, but yeah, I like the perlic forward ceiling. I think they're great. Even if you're doing one or four taps, I mean, just just invest in the four taps. Exactly. Or you can do them one at a time if you're gonna yeah. be changing them out. But yeah, because they're not it. they're not all that you know they're not cheap. JP, a listener who's done his homework, is questioning if there if you have some comments about the 
sure future availability of Ventmatic taps? Is there some insight I'm missing here? Um, I don't know. I haven't heard anything. Basically, uh, the name uh, Ventmatic has been going back and forth in uh, patent infringement lawsuits, oh, manufacturing lawsuits. So right now it's kind of in limbo until the originator. Um, I think last I heard the originator, uh, Brad, has the rights to the Ventmatic name, but he doesn't have a manufacturer. I see. So there's just kind of no. So it's not as if as a, that you're not going to be able to buy these things. They just may be called something different well, in the future. Per- Perlick, for example, Perlick yeah. makes one just like the Venmatic. Uh, I think they use the same. Uh, I think they're licensed, like the same you know insides or whatever. Ah, okay. They so look pretty much the same. It's pretty friggin' similar. So you can still buy the Perlix. Don't worry about it. it. Doesn't matter to us, does it? See, you know, there are trademark things that people should argue about. A faucet that does the same friggin' thing, no matter who makes it, is not one of them. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. come on. Spy the, we don't care whether it's a Perlick or a Ventmatic, right? So it's not that these things aren't going to be available. That's what the question was. Exactly was, right. Okay. It just won't be called Ventmatic. Okay. Uh, it'll just, you know, you can buy one for Perlick right now. Good. Okay. What else do we need to know about uh, pressure when when serving these? So now we've talked about, you know, pr- sort of a proper faucet, um, but there's also, in between the faucet and the beer, you have line length, let's, and, let's, of course, you have pressure. Let's back up. Okay. Um, Brewing to, beer. Yeah. No, let's back up. First, the earth cooled. <laughs> uh, let's, let's, let's back up to uh, each keg that has a different kind of beer is going to need to be at a different different pressure okay uh your higher higher volume co2 at the same temperature is going to have to have a higher pressure just to keep the higher carbonation in it so each of these kegs uh say you have a hef that's really fizzy and maybe an english mild that isn't uh they have to be at different pressures otherwise uh they're going to eventually they're going to equalize and you're going to get different carbonations or the same carbonation throughout Okay, so and that's all, something that Shat and I messed up when we right. built ours. So, too. so let's say let's just start with one kind of beer in your kegerator, uh, pale ale, and pale ale is going to start at a two point five volume okay. pale ale. Uh, what comes into being here is you've got two and a half volumes, and you get your kegerator all set up and you're all ready to go. You pull that faucet and you got beer all over the floor and all over your shirt and foam everywhere. Do you know uh, what 2.5 volumes is in PSI? Uh, dep- I think most people temp- are really going to be... Th- that will depend on the temperature. Well, assuming, let's say, 38. 12, well, then, 12 then I, to 14. Well, I think it's a Jamil's book, right? Doesn't oh, you, have you have to look it up on... Graph or... Let, let's, or maybe how to brew. Well, it, it, does, cause it changes. Your PSI and your temperature go hand in hand. Right. So if you're going to serve your beer at 38 or 40, yeah. it's going to be one pressure to keep the same volumes. If you're going to serve your temperature or your beer at uh, 55, you have to have a higher temperature. Oh, for higher sure. pressure. But, I mean, let's just assume that it's 38, because I think people will, will be able to understand a lot more okay, if, let, if let, they can. I mean, we can all relate to PSI rather than volume. Okay, let's say 38, and we're going to have it about 12, 12 and a half PSI. Okay. And that'll keep your 38-degree beer right. at two and a half volumes. Uh, it won't keep your half of at three volumes. No, you're going to have to you know boost the pressure up higher at the same temperature to keep the extra carbonation. Exactly, and like Bub's phone call, that's where you would use a secondary regular. That's where he would use a secondary yeah. regular. One going to one keg, one going to the other. Right. But then the problem comes in is balancing your system. Uh, you're going to get most people they hook up their their kegerator, they want their first beer, and it just 
foam city everywhere because they don't have a balanced system. So what's the first thing they do? They go in, they vent the keg down to about seven, and they pour a nice beer. And they drink that for a while, and maybe they'll leave it. Maybe they'll pump it back up because they know it's got to be at 12. They pump it back up to 12. They come out and pour a beer. Foam city all over again. They put it all back down to seven again, and they pour a couple of beers. They get lazy, and maybe they, they drink their last beer on a Sunday night. They're not going to drink till Wednesday, Thursday, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they come out. It's been at seven. Now they got flat beer. It pours real nice now. But you can't keep it down there. But they can't keep It's not foamy. It's flat. Uh, but it pours a real nice beer. Now they're getting frustrated. So they put it back up to 12, wait a couple of days. Same cycle all over again. And that's what we'll be talking about is equalizing the system okay. on how to get it. Um, I got into this early when I was into home brewing. I, this is what I wanted. To, I read. I could find little bits to read about it, but I didn't have anybody to explain how this. And I went to a homebrew shop, not manned by the smartest people in, in town. <laughs> hey, John's really nice. Though. Yeah, <laughs> not that shop. No, no. <laughs> well, it wasn't. It wasn't shop. that shop. Oh, okay. Sorry. Jerk. And Sorry. I, I had talked to him about different uh, line length and diameters, and all I got was. When we go to a picnic, we put this one on there. <laughs> and that's the best they could tell me. <laughs> and when I go to the strip club, I use this one. Yeah. And I, but I, you know, no, I, I want to keep it at a certain pressure and temperature, and and have a good flow. And that, and they're just looking at me, these glassy eyes, and yeah, I knew I was getting nowhere. And I, then I just go, well, what kind of what kind of vinyl tubing do you have here? Okay, so you went and figured it out. I had to. All right, uh, but that, and then a lot of, a lot has come up since then. Uh, basically, what you want to have is enough line to come through to the tap from the from the keg to the tap, and the beer flowing through that will actually reduce the pressure. It drags the beer, okay. creates resistance and drag. So when it finally hits the tap, you have about a one pound pressure mm-hmm. coming out. If you have a short line, you've got all the pressure coming out. You got twelve pounds uh, of keg pressure zooming out that thing, and it's going to foam. I see. So you want to you want to back it down with the length of line versus uh, the diameter of the line. Mm-hmm. The smaller the diameter of the beer line, the more resistance you're going to get per foot. So you need less feet for for uh, more for more knockdown of of the pressure. Okay. Uh, it also has to do with height. So if you're one of these people that brews in the basement, that's where it is, and you actually have lines going up to your, your game room, Yeah, you gotta, that will also reduce the pressure, too. Okay. Is there an equation to figure this out, or is this trial and error? No, there's an equation. Right. Okay. Uh, it's quite an equation, uh, and take that with a grain of salt, too. Okay. Because different materials, vinyl or silicone, that's going to resist more or less. Yeah. Most people get you in the ballpark with uh, with the the equation, and then you got to do trial and error, a little longer, a little shorter uh, with the with the beer lines. And eventually, what you want to have is a balanced system where you can keep that keg of pale ale at thirty eight degrees, two or twelve point three pounds pressure, and it'll keep two and a half volumes of CO two in it, and it'll pour very nicely coming out of your front load perlick. Okay. Every time. So Every where time. can people get this equation to help them start? Uh, where, do we, where do we get this one? On? It's all over the internet. It's all over the internet. But, uh, yeah. 
Uh, Homebrew.org. Yeah, I mean. I'm sure John Palmer has it in his So book. what would you Google to find it on various websites? I think front load. CO2 pressure. Uh, uh, beer line resistance yeah. comes I, up. I, I, I would put, uh, if you have the yeah. safety on your Google yeah. search, can you uh, look up front Google, load? Google search images, front load. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I would put uh, kegging system equalization or equil- equilibration. And you'll find that. Yeah. <laughs> now, Shad, I wonder if this is a big part of our problem, if our lines are too short. Because we've got four kegs in there, and I think in an effort to keep things as uh, clean and, and not as confusing as possible, we've kind of gone straight from the keg to the tap. And I wonder if we might be better off having a couple of coils, you know, maybe some How long do the line is? Yeah, how I, long? Seven foot. I made them long, yeah. That's not bad. Usually I'd see a minimum of five and a half to six or seven feet. At least Uh, five and a half, yeah. Then then you got to look at diameter because the larger lines get a little more. We've got large ones. Yeah, Shet and I have big lines. No, actually, we use the smaller. Which is better, right? Maybe you have a small line. Beer out. Are you talking? Beer out, three sixteenths, something small. My beer's got a big line. If it's still, you have to look at. The, the temperature. If you're opening the keg a lot, it's, it, that'll do it. I think that's what happened. That's why we're getting a lot of foam now. We're having some issues. And beer's warm. We cranked. Well, no, it was warm. We cranked it down to like 32 now. So, well, you don't have to go quite that low. 30, yeah, that's yeah. really cool. What, I don't 38. Or what's 38. your PSI? Nine inches. It's like I don't know. It changed. It's well, usually around 10 to 12. Now it's like five. See, with your setup, since you, so you got like three, four beers. You're yeah. trying to serve on that one. Yeah. Every one of your beers ought to be to the same volumes of CO2 because mm-hmm. you just got one pressure in. Right. Yeah. right. You don't have the luxury of having two pressures, right. two different line lengths. You've got to go with that one pressure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in general, and specifically, the pressure on your regulator has to match the pressure of your beer. Be- why, why else? Because mm-hmm. why? Because you don't want to, like, overcarbonate your beer over time, nor no. do you want to undercarbonate it over time. You, so that, that's, that side mm-hmm. is fixed. You don't have anything to say about it. If your beer is at 11 PSI... Set your regulator at 11 psi. Mm-hmm. If you let's go back to what you said about oh, I got cold beer or warm beer. Um, you already figured out on your chart that you needed at 38 degrees, you needed 12 and a half pounds. Oh, my beer is warm, and you crank this thing down to 34, and you didn't change the pressure. You left it at 12 and a half. You're going to have an overcarbonated beer. It's going to foam no matter sure. what. Now, what some people should consider, and I and I do this is. Uh, I don't leave con- uh, kegs connected to uh, CO2. When I'm done serving for the day, I right. take take them off. So I, I have the hmm. the manifold that has the little it's, butterfly. Yeah, you go, sure Just go in there and click them off. That's what I do, too. What's the point of that? Well, that's when the cat comes around and knocks, hits your tap. You don't yeah. lose all your beer. But it, so it's just it's a, it's more of a, a safety issue. It certainly well, that, wouldn't hurt the beer an, to stay connected. Well, if you're serving at say a higher pressure, okay, then so you wanted the beer to come out faster, yeah. or I was just serving better at that higher pressure. Yeah, it won't take on that higher pressure. Okay, I also have my my kegger is in the garage. That garage temperature can sometimes fluctuate between yeah. in the summer. You know, sixty-five to ninety sometimes, and that old refrigerator doesn't keep up with it. Yeah, so that would fluctuate things quite a bit too i'd like you to get a new refrigerator doc it's better for the energy yes i bet it would be what do i do with my old one if we can just pg&e comes and picks it up and recycles it for you you don't have to do anything but call them i was thinking since it was all those taps and things you probably wanted over here no because then i'd feel like an asshole if we can just get out of the home 
10 million old refrigerators, yeah. we would have enough energy for Al Gore to run his house for 10 hours. I'm going to fly a jet to your house to help you figure out to get a more efficient I'll fly the helicopter refrigerator. to back you up. <laughs> yeah. and there will, uh, anyway, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm, just, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. So there's still some experimentation in the, in the thing. Nice. I've run uh, these equations, and it comes out. A number. That's just ballpark. Yeah, I'll get you like 90% there. It's 90% there. It's a number. It's not the, the give-all, tell-all. Don't, don't, oh, I got 3.88 feet. Put We're it on there. Up, you, put, you put it in there, and I'm going to get a great beer, and now it's foam again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot more variables in that, like the temperature, you know, of the in, your, in your system. Like, you're, say if you have a tower and it's not cooled. When the beer hits that warmer area, it's going to start. It's going to the CO two. That's a whole. It's going to want to come out of solution. Yeah. yeah, and the outside tap, yeah. it hits that tap that's warm. Yeah, especially outside. in the garage where that you right. know, that yeah. outside and tap's the, like heated up. So the first beer is going to be a little foamy, and the second one's a lot better. A lot of times, but just a main thing about uh, making your system equal is to keep your beers at the right CO two level all the time. Okay. Instead of oh, I got a flat beer this week and I got an overcarbonated beer next week, that kind of thing. And you don't have to w- reach in and invent the keg just to get a decent beer. Yeah. And also the the closer you can get the kegs to the faucet, that will help. The more you know, like if you have a, a remote, you know, if you have a fridge on half your garage and then you have your beer, you know, your faucets, you know, f- five feet away or whatever. That's five feet of beer line that, you know, you might wrap it in insulation, but it's not going to stay cold, mm. you know? Yeah, you're talking long long line stuff? Yeah, like yeah. direct draw, like you would make a kegerator with a shank in it. That's the best way to go. It's just, I mean, because it, it's right there, everything's self-contained in the same area. But, you know, like you were saying, if you have if you brew in your basement and you keep your kegs there, I get people all the time, I want to, I, you know, I have a game room and I want to I wanna run my line up, you know, yeah. three stories. Um, how do I, you know, how much line do I need? Well, dude, you need, like, glycol. You know, yeah, you're you not going to be doing that on your own. You have to keep those lines cold. Yeah. You have to put them in a conduit, run glycol in it. It's yeah, cold air or something. This is what they do in uh, beer bars that have a long run. Otherwise, they'd be pouring foam. They'd be pouring half the keg out in foam. Yeah. I found out that in, in lots of Europe, uh, the, the Frenchies were telling me that... Uh, they don't keep their kegged beer in refrigerators at all at the bars. They keep them in the basement, and they run through cold like plates. the the picnic type of a cooler, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it, so it runs through a cold beer line to chill it. So it's it's sitting at you know it's probably sixty eight. It's in the basement, sure. but it's sitting at that temperature, and it cools on its way to the tap. So by the time you get it, it pours cold. But uh, I'm thinking, yeah, it's going to wreak havoc on how it pours, and yeah. certainly on the beer. I mean, that's, oh, that's sure. a whole other show. Well, it's just right a harder there, system but, uh, to balance. I'm, yeah. I'm sure they get it right pretty much. Yeah. So never mind the distance. It's also warm, uh, uh, even to begin with. Never mind getting warm on the way, like you're talking about. Well, that's why you know, uh, and Doc Doc was saying it it, it's, it. it depends on temperature. A lot of that, and and it's a good, actually, a good point. Um, people do jockey boxes. You know, we get a lot of calls about people yeah. doing jockey boxes, and oh, it's foaming all the time. Well, yeah, because you have your beer out maybe it's in the sun (laughs) yeah maybe it's in the sun on the 80 degree day in a park right that keg is is rising in temperature and as it goes higher and higher the the co2 comes out of solution a lot easier so yeah you're pumping foam through that thing uh and people want to back the pressure down like doc was saying but with that you don't want to do it because you want to force that co2 back into solution If, if you want you know the higher the temp goes the higher the psi needs to go to keep that in balance so they need to put the kegs on ice 
Yeah. Even going yeah. through the jockey box. Yeah, yeah. And, and even then, it will still warm up a little bit, so you do have to monkey with the temperature. And a lot the, of times... The PSI. A lot of times when you're serving draft box, you, your beer was moved to the draft box right before you start to serve it. So anytime you shake up the beer, it's going to take a while for it to settle down, especially if it's warm beer. Mm-hmm. I mean, warm beer is really going to have trouble yep. settling yeah. down, so... If you take warm beer to the picnic and stick it to a draft box, you're eating a lot of foam for a long time. So yeah. take a while. Eat a lot that, of and, you're, and you're a jerk. And you're a jerk. But yeah. it, it is very temperature dependent. That that's one that's one kind of correlation that many people you just don't know. It's it, you don't realize it's psi to temperature. If you have an old old fridge, you know that uh, you know 1935 or whatever, and you're putting it in like your your garage, it's 90 degrees sometimes and 60 degrees other times. That will play a part in, in how foamy your system gets or not. Just will. All right. Last break. When we come back, we're going to finish up this topic. We're also going to cover just really briefly uh, kegerators. I've got just a couple of words of actually wisdom, which is strange, uh, to cover uh, uh, my own uh, from experience to how you could probably have a kegerator pretty cheap. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network.
attention, homebrew shop owners. At Fermentap, they know you're tired of buying the same old gear that everyone else has. That's why Fermentap offers the newest and most cutting-edge brewing equipment known to man. Since 1998, Fermentap has been leading the fight against the boring and mundane by offering strange, unique, and just plain smart equipment. Like their stainless stone false bottoms. Never deal with the floating plastic hassle of other false bottoms again. And since they're made from stainless steel, they'll last a lifetime. Fermentap's line of copper wort chillers are the best on the market. Designed to cool your wort faster and more efficiently than other immersion chillers. They actually invented the equipment to make these chillers not only work great, but look great too. How about a fantastic line of ingredients including vanilla beans, sorghum extract, blue agave extract, hot bitterness extract, unique wine yeast, green coffee beans, sake kits, all stuff you can't find anywhere else. Fermentap carries all the standard products and equipment you need as well, such as all grain systems, stainless hardware, kettles, carbonation stones, you name it, they've got it. Fermentap's entire line of products has been helping retail shops meet the demands of their customers for nearly 10 years, and they want to help you too. For more information, see them on the web at Fermentap.com or call Jason at 1-800-942-2750. Fermentap, better beer through innovation. Sloppy drunk I've been anything I know Oh, you know And I'd rather be sloppy drunk I've been anything I know You know Another half a pint Mama, you will see me go Rather be sloppy drunk A sipping from the can You know and I'd rather be sloppy drunk Sipping from the can Now to be out in the street Running from the main Because it's, mm, mm, bring me another half a pint. Yes, I've got my habit on, and I really I'm gonna raise this jump. And I'm gonna drink a while I'm up, baby. I drink until I fall. And I want to drink a while I'm up in Drink until I fall Now if you want me to stop drinking whiskey Or you ain't talking about nothing at all
makes me your 100 grain amber recipe, and I'm going to eat it. And then it can ferment in my gut. It totally works. The beer is almost identical to the grain sandwich. Your colon won't know what hit it. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Listening to the Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Alright, welcome back to the program, everybody. Covering our last couple of uh, kegging and dispensing topics here and getting into some good beer. We're opening beer. up uh, Ninkasi. Ninkasi Total Domination IPA, which, by the way, is that name is hella sick. Hella sick. <laughs> the domination thing? Total Domination. It's a good name right there. Ninkasi. Jamie Floyd is the brewmaster and uh, one of the owners there over at the Ninkasi and a very cool dude. And uh, we've got the video that we've taken. Uh, I'm being told, as I'm announcing right now, it's finished. So I'll be posting that on the site uh, probably tomorrow. Wow. I'll certainly go, I'll put it up on our Facebook page oh! first because it's really easy to do. And then set a tweet and I will about the Facebook <laughs> update. I will... Twit everybody that it has happened. Uh, go to Facebook.com, search the Brewing Network, you can become a fan of the page. I'll post that video up tomorrow. I'm being told by our video man from France that the video is done. We did just a, a short uh, video about our tour of the brewery and Jamie explaining what Ninkasi is. And uh, I was very impressed, not only with Jamie, because he's a nice and a cool dude, but with the beer. And this is one of them that we really liked. Total Domination IPA. What do you think, Shat and uh, Tasty? Awesome. It's very good. It's got a really nice hop aroma. And the oh, the, the uh, it's well finished. That is a lot of the, the bittering is from the late hop editions. It's really good. Yeah. It it's is like pineapple to me. Like, just got a nice beat. You can dance to it. Mm. <laughs> it's got, to me, it's got a lot of things, not just pineapple. I think it's one of the more complex uh, hop flavors that I've tasted. Um yeah, it's, uh, a lot of things going on in there. Yeah, it's, a lot of different hops. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really big in the back, and it's big in the middle, and big in the front. It's really nice. It smells like flops, like someone just smoked a spliff. Oh well, I mean the beer. Oh, you're drinking it after me. Like someone just smoked a spliff after me. It does have that aroma. That sort of burnt joint. The around. tasty house flavor. A little danky, yeah. It's a little danky. Dank. Got some dank in there. That's I good. That. I get that. Speaking of dank, I'm surprised Shat wasn't at the reggae festival up here in Northern California so. this weekend. A few years ago. In Humboldt, too. It was no up doubt. in Humboldt. We drove by it coming back, huh. and we almost stopped for the night, but it was on our last day, so... Nice property. Mm. Have to be your last day. Could have been your second to last day. I guess it could have, yeah. But we didn't have supplies, and you know, who wants to like hang around and smoke weed and listen to reggae all day? <laughs> supplies. Uh, <laughs> this guy. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't know. a bunch of white dudes in dreads. <laughs> that was the yeah. Stinky white and dudes stinky and chicks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, stinky patchouli. Patchouli. That's not stinky. It's a whole chicks. different kind of stinky. It is. Yeah. Well, I think it's stinky. Yeah. 
That's I like it. It reminds me of dirt. Of course you do. You're an old deadhead. That reminds you of like the good time. Your first threesome of moon <laughs> of moonbeam and bean sprout, or is that a foursome? <laughs> Uh, I can't right. remember just feet and arms and asses. <laughs> I don't know. It's like real drunk Jenga. Yeah. No joke. <sighs> All right. So the last couple things, uh, JP had a couple of other things he wanted to talk about uh, in terms of tube length. Tube yeah. And I thought, hey, I can't stop you from that. That's true. Well, it was just one. It was really we were we were talking about you know different inner diameters and stuff. And uh, you know if you're going if you're going kind of long runs or whatever, you know you want to get uh, different lengths. Basically, so you use three sixteenths inner diameter for you know runs from like one to nine feet. Okay. And then anything after nine feet, you go quarter inch. All right. I don't know if that really will help anyone. That's more of a commercial thing, but well, I think for some it will. Yeah. And I want to point out that, uh, uh, contrary to popular belief, JP knows a thing or two. He actually has installed a few commercial uh, mm-hmm. uh, tap setups. Cool. So he, he's he gone to long line school. He's I've done his long, research. Big boy school. Yeah, it's a whole lot. If you've ever had a pint at EJ Fair Brewing Company, I put that system well, in. Well, they have he good pours there. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, did a uh, downtown Joe's? Did you work up there? No, I, it was a guy who lived like two minutes away. Ah. Um, he, you know, it was in his home. Uh, uh, I put a, a professional system in, so it was in the keg. The kegs are in his garage, okay. and then he upstairs. He had a whole you know game room, so it was like up and over and up, and it was a whole glycol system. And okay, yeah, did it right. Did it wrong. I hope so. All right, and then I wanted to cover really quickly uh, Kegerator uh, because uh, I even got a question during this show, and it happens all the time. People, you know, they really want to go the keg route, uh, just like Doc did uh, when he ended up putting his kegs in his ha- his home refrigerator. So I think that that's our our first good tip for being able to afford your own kegerator is not to have a kegerator. Doc bought <laughs> the two and a half gallon uh, corny kegs, right? Which are more expensive than regular kegs because they're brand new. They're, but- what seventy five bucks. Ish or more, probably or more. ninety now. No, they're up now. Huh? Brand new kegs. Yeah. You're, yeah, you're talking one hundred and five. Uh, how much bucks. Are, two, are the two and a half? So much. Are. Same price. Yeah, but, but if energy back, and space is your issue, you're going to save money. Well, back then when I was started that, uh, you could get actually used two and a half gallon kegs. Wow. I see. Uh, they were they were rare then. They're non-existent now. Hmm. Okay. So I think that that's your first thing you can do if you wanted to start kegging and you had the cash to buy those two and a half. You could make room in your regular fridge, and I like the idea because you're not adding a refrigerator uh, in mm-hmm. terms of your uh, of uh, your your electric bill. Uh, and certainly, if you live in a small place, um, then then that helps too. But there are other ways that you can afford your own kegerator. And for example, our first uh, actually. I guess all of it. Did you pay for the stand-up that we have now? Yes. You did. What did you pay for that? 50 bucks or something? 75 bucks. 75 bucks. Under 100. Our very first one was a dorm fridge. We still have it. I love it, by the way. It looks great. Um, A a dorm fridge is a good way for a single five-gallon corny or a couple of the small cornies you can put in there, and you can fit the CO2 in there. And a lot of dorm fridges, I want to point out, they have the, uh, the motor for the fridge kind of built in so that it can still be a square. So you've got that ledge inside. Right, step in there. And that's what, and mine has that, and that's what keeps you from being able to put two cornies in there. It's really that ledge. Uh, but don't be afraid um, to take that ledge if it's cheap or if it's free to get that dorm fridge. It won't keep you from being able to do one corny. What you do have to do is take off the shelving on the door, right. which is a matter of a screwdriver and several screws. Just pull it right off. If you want to be fancy and neat like Doc likes to do, you can throw some shower board right back up where you've taken off that shelving uh, so that you don't have to look at the yeah, insulation. Just keep the insulation in there. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of models. Uh, Sanyo. 
that uh, you could actually get two kegs in. Ah, okay. Uh, with the shelf, the main thing is they don't have the freezer unit. That's the one thing. Yeah. A lot of these ones out there you can get used have the freezer unit in. You can't use those because you can't pull the freezer unit out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, and that was my deal. Yeah. Uh, I didn't pull the... So here's what happened. I got a, a hold of a dorm fridge for free, a place I used to work, and I just held on to it. I never plugged it in. I never used it for years. And I came home. We had a party or something, and I had this keg of beer. And I thought, you know what? This beer is just going to sit in my living room and get warm and go to waste. I'm going to figure out this goddamn dorm fridge. I'm going to make a kegerator tonight. Like, I was determined. To drill holes in A man on a mission. A man on a mission. And it turned out great. So I took the freezer element, which is really the entire cooling element for these dorm fridges that have the freezer, unscrewed it from the top, bent it so that it lays flat on the back of the kegerator. So you can still, if you come across a free one or a cheap one, don't be daunted by the freezer element. Although, like Doc says, you would be in better shape if you can get one without it. Oh, yeah, without it. Sometimes if it's wrapped around the whole freezer thing, not just on the bottom. You look at it and see if it's one where you can just take the screws out of the top and then bend the thing. That's how mine was. It was a very tiny freezer element on the top. I unscrewed it, bent it. Be careful. Uh, the the freezer uh, that really brittle aluminum uh, you, don't wanna, lines. Yeah. you don't want to bend them too many times I was very careful to kind of plan my bending and bend it once <laughs> because you don't want to keep moving those back and forth they're really brittle uh, but I ended up with a free dorm fridge I pulled off the do- I pulled <laughs> off the shelves I free. I bent down that element yeah. my CO2 tank fits up on the shelf and my my five gallon cording fits right in the bottom yeah. plus another six pack of beer can fit next yeah, you to put it other stuff in there um, they're f- pretty energy efficient the dorm fridges um i ended up putting a tower on the top that i got from beer beer and more beer off of their discount shelf so i got it for 20 bucks you can drill right through the aluminum (laughs) on those on those there's nothing in the top it's a piece of cake yeah there's no coils in the top you just get one of those what are they called doc the drill bits that has the drill bit but also the circular uh, saw saw that's all you, a hole saw. That's hole all you saw, need. Yeah. You need a, a drill and a hole saw. That's all yeah, I used, right. and uh, went right through the thing. Piece of cake, and I'm now you're a man. And now I'm a mile. Yeah. Now, mile. if you, I didn't do, I didn't do the shower board to cover the insulation and oh. stuff. So if you open it, it looks ugly. But looking at it from afar, almost looks like it was built as a kegerator. It's a, re, you can have a really nice one. No, the wife yeah. won't mind it. It oh, looks yeah. like a nice appliance in your corner if you get a good yeah, tower. Until it leaks porter so. all over the car. <laughs> until you, yeah. Yeah, until you Maybe just don't it. use a penis as a keg handle. I disagree. I think that adds a certain yeah, element. It's a pink dildo for the tap handle. It's a certain cool. je ne sais quoi. <laughs> yeah, it did. Uh, you know, well, then it, at least get a bigger one. Oh. Oh. Oh, now size does matter. Yeah, are you projecting yeah. now size queen or what? <laughs> She's thinking about it. I always yeah. thought it should go on the spout. <laughs> oh. Okay. So that's I just a, went there. Oh. That's a really a, a pretty cheap way to get a dorm fridge. If you have to go buy a brand new one, I don't know, you're looking at 80 bucks, maybe sometimes more. Yeah, uh, I, I want to say this. Uh, I don't know how it is in the rest of the country. Um, I know that Craigslist exists all over the country. I just don't yeah. know how active it is in other communities. In the Bay Area, Craigslist is very, very active, and there's mm-hmm. free stuff all the time. Our chest freezer, which is our fermentation chamber, we uh, Shat and I got for free. We had to move some furniture. 
That was a whole other story, but really, we Brutal. didn't pay any money. We moved some furniture. We didn't have good. to do the old lady. Too. We didn't. <laughs> oh, it almost went that way. In this case, I came think, up with the negotiations, huh? I think Shat would have done her. Oh, I think it would have been an easier way out. Oh, took it for the team. He would have taken. He it for moved the, team. the furniture instead. The stand-up. Uh, we have. We now have a stand-up freezer. And by stand-up freezer, I mean it just it looks like a refrigerator, but it's a freezer. Uh, that's our deal now. Uh, Shat got that also on Craigslist, I believe, for fifty bucks. So, yeah. uh, 75 bucks. If you're patient enough, you're really going to be able to find a kegerator that you can make work for yourself. That's that's what I did. I got a chest freezer off Craigslist for, it was 100 bucks, and the guy even delivered it to work. Mm. And uh, A lot of people will do yeah. that, too. They'll say, well, just, I want to get rid of it. I'll yeah. deliver it. I'll yeah. throw it in my truck and... Yeah, it was great. Back right up to to our truck and pushed it right in. It it works great. It's been working for a year. There's uh, goods and bads with the chest freezer versus the upright. Uh, Chest freezer, you got to lift the kegs in and out. Um, For some people, that's not such a good thing when you're doing a lot of that. The best thing with that is you you can leave the the lid open. And the cold stays in it. Yeah, yeah. I've forgotten it all night. And I come in, and it's really hard to not even run it. I, just go, oh, close, yeah, close I, come I come out in the morning, it's not even running. It's like it's a tent. You know? Yeah, because yeah. the cold just lays down in there. But uh, with the, my other one, you open it up, and you, you just feel the cold just spilling out yeah. all over So you get more drop in the temperature yeah. of the oh, beer, yeah. probably, too. My, my friend bought a, a chest freezer a couple years ago, and I helped him put together his draft system. But he, mm-hmm. want, he wanted... You're just now understanding the fact that we're saying chest for the past two years? I haven't been listening. I'm okay. sorry. I'm doing my job. Oh! oh snap. Great. Um, <laughs> but uh, he wanted to put a tower on it. You know, but uh, but I was like, well, look, it, it's really thin aluminum on the top. So if you have that tower on, you have faucets that are going to wobble. You know, wa- yeah, it'll wobble. So what we did is we we very carefully, you know, open open the lid, took off that plastic covering with a light and all that, took out the insulation, and just got a piece of plywood, yeah. uh, a little bit smaller than the you know than the length and width of the of the thing. Put it in there, put some decorative bolts, bolted it in there, put everything back in there, drilled a friggin' hole right through it, and so it it stabilizes yeah, that top, sure. and so it still looks real nice. Um, and when you pull you pull on that rear rear uh, ceiling faucet, it, it doesn't rip it, it right out. Exactly right, it doesn't tweak that thing. So a little tip. Little Uncle JP tip. Thanks. Speaking of here's another tip on the uh, the uh, 12 inch dildo tap handles. Uh, <laughs> Wait. <laughs> yeah. This is important. I can tell. No, it's not. It's just that when you have a, a tall tap handle, you really want to grab the bottom of that to, yeah. to pour your beer. Of the shaft. You grab you the top of the shaft. Yeah. yeah. By the head there. You'll finish early. Yeah. You'll not only finish early when you. It just yeah. takes a long time to open the tap, uh. and that's when you get a lot of foaming. Is when it's in I hate transition. It when that happens, <laughs> especially when there's foaming. Open, open it quickly. Open it fully. Yeah. It's just yeah. every tap in the whole world is like that. I would be remiss if I didn't just make this announcement to all the home brewers listening. Yeah. It is that way. Every beer tap in the world is all the way on, all the way up. I've yep. seen home brewers. Try to like try control, to feather it, kind of feather the beer out to control yeah. the foam. Pussies. Yeah, that's just the exact opposite thing you want to you do. Don't do it that way. Give me so, that thing. Yank it. Yeah. Yep. As home brewers, I think we have an obligation to have the best pours anywhere. Dang. You should know that. Yeah. Yeah. Here, rubble, rubble, rubble. <laughs> I didn't get a harump out of that guy. <laughs>
All right, so I, I think the main point of, uh, of, of at least my kegerator discussion is you really shouldn't be too discouraged or daunted by the thought of getting a kegerator. I really was for a long time. It turns out I got a free one. So just yep. be patient. Get out there and look around uh, on the Craigslist at the yard sales. Almost any cooling vessel can be turned into a kegerator with a little bit of ingenuity and uh, and maybe a friend like Doc. So elbow grease. Yeah. Or just uh, get a... New roommate that actually comes with the gagerator. Yeah, that's another <laughs> uh, good idea. Yeah. All right, we have right. a brew tattoo on the telephone. Oh, uh, brew tat. What's happening, man? I can't read my notes. I've been making notes for three hours on oh. the inconsistencies and everything. I don't know. <laughs> it's hard at work. But anyway, <clears throat> when are you arriving in Denver? Oh, it's okay. I'm glad we're done with the topic. Are we allowed to fuck around and answer random questions now, everybody? Sure. Yes, okay. you are. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. I am arriving in Denver the whatever that Wednesday is. I believe it's Wednesday the 8th, uh, right before Wednesday. it starts. I get home from Europe on Tuesday the 7th. I'm home for like all of about 12 hours, and I jump on a plane to go to the GABF to work for a living. I don't know how you're going to do it. Rough. I don't know either, but I, I don't have no, know I have no choice. I mean, they're like, I'm doing it's for them, <laughs> so I have no ch- However I do it, it, it will happen, I promise. That's assuming you make it through customs. Assuming I do, especially because I'm bringing an extra suitcase just for Belgians uh, for the couple of days I'm spending in Belgium there. I'm bringing back... Belgian pots? Short ones? Not that, uh, I, although I'm sure there are... Brewcasters who would enjoy it if I brought back some other European delicacies. I'm only going to bring home because I've been talking to the Frenchies and they're telling me how cheap, wonderful, sour, and Belgian beer is in, of course, where it's made. So cheap in euros. Yeah, yeah. that's true. But I but, but I think it still works out to be cheap in in American dollars too. My uh, my, my beer suitcase from Portland. Yeah. Was. Fifty point zero pounds. Oh, oh, right at the limit. That a boy. Yes, uh, it's yeah. nice, and I didn't even try it. Really, you just ballparked it? How did you? How I did just you ballparked it? I said, yeah, fifty pounds. Wow. How, how did you pack all that beer? I want to know that. Like uh, socks, got, uh, socks, the um, dirty underwear. Ew. Well, yeah, there's that. <laughs> Mrs. Brew Tattoo packs a, a hell of a good. Uh, Sack luggage, but punch the um, dirty underwear. I don't know that uh, Tommy Arthur. Yeah, that that deal. I got beer every month from him, and he sends it in good packages, and I just um. use that and take it with me. Ah, uh, okay, good idea. I could probably take a bit of packaging with me. In fact, Shat's in that gay wine club he's in. <laughs> I could take a lot of the the things they send the wine bottles. And in. He always yeah. takes his package yeah, with him. Yeah. I could do that. I just take a lot, but I took enough. Because I can't, uh, I like to travel light. I hardly even pack enough underwear for the whole trip. I like to not bring a lot, but I can't see myself being there and not coming home with a bunch of goodies for you guys. Right. So I got to bring an extra suitcase. I, I don't wear underwear. Yeah, I know. You got that utilicilt thing happening. That's right. See, this is where Bruce is. You don't wear underwear under that? No, it's it's no. almost it's almost illegal. It's a skirt. It's, at that point, it's a friggin' skirt. Oh. Sorry. The funny thing is, you go, you go on I the web. Not know that. Go on their website and you see these guys, these carpenters working like on the roof, oh. going up ladders with there them on. You, you know, you're gonna get a waft. At least, you gotta be careful. <laughs> Poor old Jay. He was he was broadcasting, and I I lifted up the front skirt there. <sighs> I almost lost my groceries right there. That was bad news, man. Brew tattoo. I was like, hey, what a cool guy. Oh, Jesus. Put that away. (laughs) 
Yeah. So are you? I assume you're going to GABF. That's why you're asking. Well, I, I, I'm leaning that way. Yeah, it's a good time. It's better. You know, we were talking about the crowds at OBF, and and Doc was certainly talking about the crowds at GABF, and that's true. At that Saturday night session and the Friday night session, it does get really crowded. But at least you could still go to the couple of of booths that aren't so crowded. You can right. still always get a beer. It might not be the best beer on the floor. Yeah. You can still always get a beer at OBF. Well, forget it. Every yeah. single beer is a one hour line on Saturday night. So well. at GABF, it's still a good time, and you're not going to go thirsty. You may yeah. not taste the best, but you're not going to go thirsty. Chachi, hey, we, when are you on going? On Saturday, we were drinking hot uh, 2-1-A cans. I know. That's what I was saying earlier. And the beer was still good. I was impressed. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah. Uh, I, so both Shat and I are, are going on Wednesday. Right. I was going to say, the 8th. Let's go on Tuesday. Let's get this Tuesday night and we can go drinking Wednesday. Shat has a job. So do I. Yeah, Maybe. he's a manager. So am I. Fire somebody, Chat. You yeah. a coal hustler. That's right. <laughs> I, ha- I have a car, and I have free passes to PTs. What's that? Strip club. PTs Ooh. is a strip club that started in Denver. Mm-hmm. One half of yeah. the PT Slow show down. club is beer and titties. Yeah, is that the upstairs-downstairs place? Naked. That's the upstairs-downstairs place. Naked. And the other half is oh. naked. So so the other place is naked? Sure. Yeah, can we go Wednesday, then? Yep. Tuesday. Yeah. No, because I won't be there yet. Chad, you oh, and go I go Wednesday night. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Chad, you and I should go into town early. Is what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Doc, just... are you going to try to go this year? No, I've been to that place. Then uh, you can't get a friggin' t-shirt. You're I, not I, even going to try. I, Why? I, what's I, happening around it? Do we have other things happening around it? I don't know yet. I don't think so. <clears throat> Come on, Doc. Beavis. We'll see. We got time to work on what? it, Chad. Are don't you worry. going? To the strip club? I've never been. Why would I need to, to go to the strip club? GABF, sweetheart. Oh, I was going to say, so I, have a, I have a mirror. <laughs> Hello. Oh. Wow. Bevo and Sam are going. Yes, we are both going. Schumann's going. He's our sound technician. He will be there. Nice. Jipper's going, even though B3's not, so he's going as a full-on uh, BN staff. I am going, oh, baby. I'm still in negotiations with Tasty. I'm okay. hoping that... Is it done? You're going now. I'm going one way oh, or the other. Okay, great. Hey, you're a pretty good negotiator. Right, I see. I don't sometimes don't have to negotiate. Yeah. All right, Tasty will be there. Shat will be there, of course. Um, I think I may Absolutely. I may go. I'm trying to. Yeah. No, I'll be there. And uh, <laughs> is that it? I'll run your interviews for you. That's done, dude. Even That'll if be I'm, great. Even if I'm there, I'll let you do that. All right. I don't want to do shit at those things. I'll do it. I'll Let's do be it. All. Honest here. I will totally do that. Okay. Right. So what do you do Saturday night? Yeah. Uh, Masturbate. Saturday night, amateur night. Are you going to be there? I think. Oh, oh I have. Yeah, yeah we have to be at every session because we've got the booth. Well, Saturday night's good oh, for. Oh, you butt boys. Yeah, no. we got the whole thing. Saturday night's good for playing sandwich. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but what, it sounds good. Yeah, it, it ends early and. Um, no, it ends the same time, 10 o'clock. That's what I said, yeah. yeah. That's early. Then you go to PTs. In terms of like going out later, yeah. And Physical also, therapy. Saturday night's a good night to celebrate. Last year, we really celebrated yeah. Saturday night because we had a good time. We had a successful event. We pulled off some really nice broadcasts. The uh, Brewers Association was quite happy with us and what we did for them. Some of us celebrated more than others. And, uh, yeah. If you're talking about Schumann. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Schumann, we're in a bar, and... Uh, 
Did we, did we tell the story last year? We probably did. Mm. But we're in a bar, and you know, usually if you're a single guy, you got to work on a chick like all night to get her to come home or, with you, or, or get it early. Something, or you got to start early. No, it was last call. Schumann was sitting with us all night, just hanging yep. with the dudes, drinking beers with us all night. They do last call. They start ushering us out. We go, we'll be outside, and Schumann goes, okay, I'll be right there. He goes up to the first hot blonde chick he sees at the bar, fucking grabs a hold of her, brings her home. Yep. <laughs> that was it. It took all of like oh, eight I th- minutes. I thought she was looking for like a taxi. He goes, oh yeah, come on. Come on in this. He actually no, was at the bar. That's where I ended up in the trunk of the taxi. There that's... was not enough seats. I had to lay in the trunk. Are you that kidding was, me? That was no. my favorite part of that, uh, that What does story. that smell like? It was pretty clean, actually. I'm always that guy, yeah. Brew Tattoo. I had to jump in Brew Tattoo's trunk also in OBF. Well, we were always, I mean, we were going to a to an after party at Flying Dog. Yeah. That someone, I think it was that chick that told us about, right? Or maybe it was on the BA staff. That was kind of No, it was BA staff yeah, that's that right. told us. But we had eight people with us, and, and, and I think you even made a joke, oh, I could ride in the trunk, and dude's like, I don't, I don't care. He didn't care, yeah. He was really cool about it. I've actually, my whole life I've done that, because I don't mind as long as I'm, I'm even at two I don't, years old? I don't mind uncomfortable, like, I'm cool with that, so I'm always like, eh, whatever. You did that in like Portland? In a, like in a gay bar? Did it in Portland? That's You're what I'm saying. Uh, claustrophobic. Of, just, uh, I'm not claustrophobic. It's an uncomfortable situation. To me, I find it kind of interesting. Thing to yeah. sort to, of just reflect. Well, you're traveling the okay. same way, but in a really different environment. Yeah, you don't right. know what's happening. You could die at any moment. Yeah. If I got rear, if we got rear-ended, yeah, first to go. If oh, I got rear-ended, uh, not if. <laughs> just I make win. believe you're in Jersey and you can take it for your last ride. Yeah, yeah. There were tattooed drunk chicks at the end of the line, so you were okay. Exactly, dude. How does, about the Waylon Jennings tattoo? Which one was that? That's uh, that the Magic Gardens. Ah, that, yeah. The chick with a Waylon Jennings tattoo that played the Bob Dylan. <laughs> oh, yeah, she stripped a Bob Dylan doc. It was pretty I, cool. That was How work. irritating is it that? Was, no, it was great because it's like insightful and, and, tits. And, and what about a certain, <laughs> a certain brewer who shall be re, remain nameless? Yeah, see yeah, better. Of course. Three pictures. Yeah, one of our crew... Was uh, was well, no, he's our crew. He's my crew. That's, well, that's, sorry. That's, he, he was with us. That's my boy. And he talk, was snapping. <laughs> he was yeah. snapping photographs at this. Oh. Are you allowed to do that? No. But he that was is trying. A big to, no. no. You don't was, touch and you don't photograph. What he was no. doing was trying to snap photos of my creepy face drooling over the stripper. Uh. Like he wasn't trying to take them of the strippers. He was trying to get me like all bug-eyed and creepy. Yeah. But uh, he got shut down after the first time. But he kept doing it and. There was a whole thing. No, no, we had I had to ask for his camera back. Okay, yeah, it was, it was, we could have gotten beat up. Bouncer missed it the first time. And we're like, yeah. whoa, man. Yeah. He died lightning there. Second time he got caught. Yeah, and then they took the camera. It was ugly. <laughs> the third time was real bad. Oh. <laughs> All right, so we'll see you at GABF, huh, Tat? I'm thinking about it. Yeah, do it. It'll be a good time. Yeah. And thanks for all your help yeah, at OBF, Wednesday? too. It was a lot of fun. I'm getting there Wednesday, and uh, it sounds like maybe Shat and JP might go in Tuesday night. We'll see. Tuesday night, Chad. Uh, you and me, buddy. We're there. And, uh, Falling Rock. Be there. I'll be with Wednesday and flying out Sunday. So that's the deal. All right? Hey, you didn't say anything about Gino, the 50-year-old. Oh, yeah. What's up with Gino? Virgin? I didn't yeah, know if he, he was... wanted me to talk about all that. No. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> we have your permission. I sent you that, like, at the beginning of the show. Oh, you did? Yeah. Bevo did. So. Because Bevo is a good girl. This is a Thank good you. story. If you were just about to tune out because we're just getting ridiculous now, hang on a second. This is an interesting story. Yeah. Uh, Brew Tattoo's brother in law, his name is Gino. Oh, yeah. Doc 
Gino's a good dude, and 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 he's a nice guy, and and yeah. he's he's really a, a just a very genuine person. You can tell when you're talking to him. He how old is he, Tat ish? Fifty. He's fifty. 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 He's fifty, and he's he's as innocent as Bevo before she met us. All right. He I has, was really innocent. He 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 he's fifty years old. He lives in Missouri. Right? No, no, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, whatever. Uh, and he's whatever. he's n- never been to a strip club. No. Good for him. In fifty years, he's never been to a strip club. What else has he never done? There's a bunch of things I was really creeped out about that he's never done. <laughs> There's a bunch of things he's never, never done. Stole anyone's oh. shoes and smelled them. No, like normal stuff. Uh, Hookers and blow. Paid to park at the beach. Hookers and blow. <laughs> he's never paid to park. Yeah. <laughs> what else? No, t- 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 help me out. There's something else that I really freaked out about that he's never done. Um, he never drank real beer until two years ago. Yeah, never really drank good beer, but a lot of people like and that. I got him brewing good beer last uh, December. Yeah. They were at a rim job. Oh, 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 I know so, what you think is weird. He go, is married to his high school sweetheart. Oh, he married, that's right. He married his high school sweetheart. My brother did In that. junior high that's school. So Barely weird. left Missouri, never went through. So, so, so we took him. So we took him to the strip clubs with us. Yeah. And and it's, you know he's mellow and he and he listens to the show so he's just he's kind of happy to hang out and, and I'm happy to talk to him he's an interesting guy nice he knows dude, everybody like and so he's hanging out we you know first trip club eh, no big deal uh, by the time we get to Sassy's uh, you know he's, he's hanging out with us and we we have a couple beers can I say everything Tad am I gonna get, does his wife listen no she doesn't listen go ahead go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> So so we're hanging out. Chat, can you uh, can you cover your mom? Go talk to your mom for a second. Ear- <laughs> so we're hanging Earmuffs, out. Chad. We're, She's we're, we're hanging out in Sassy's. And it's gone for a little while. We're hanging out and and and, and we're not sitting at the at the rail, you know, where you have to tip and everything. We're yeah. sitting back where you have beer. And and, and he's very quiet tip. and he's not said much of anything the whole night. And finally he looks over at Brew Tattoo. This chick comes out and he goes I gotta have that in my face. <laughs> and he goes and he sits. He goes straight to the bar with a wad of dollar bills and just starts feeding her cash. And he stays there for you know the couple of songs. And wow. he comes back and he's back to normal Gino. But here's a guy, fifty years on this planet, never even seen a stripper. Goes out with us for the first time, and it took all of about four hours before he goes. I gotta have that in my face. <laughs> And then you know he went home to his wife, and uh, I bet she had, I bet she had a fun time that night. Is all yeah. I'm gonna say. Fucked so hard that night. Oh Jesus! <laughs> oh my gosh! People had to take as their long, headphones off. Bet, yeah. Oh, they're getting hot. As long as he had dollars left. Uh, he was in the room next to us. I'm telling you, he kept us up all night. Oh, 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 you even heard it. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Ah, he had a lot to did you, get out, man. Did, did you have a competition with him that night, too, or what? <laughs> really? Do we have to go here? Yeah, we had to. So that's all. Uh, so I hope that G- we, I think we've talked Gino into coming to the uh, Homebrewers Conference here in Oakland uh, next year right. and to I our anniversary home party. Home of good strippers. So you'll get to meet yeah. Gino, and let me tell you, he's a nice guy, and, and he's a little too nice because <laughs> he's never done any of these things. <laughs> So he was fun. He was a lot of fun. All right, make sure you tell Gino not to listen to this episode in public, huh? No, I'll tell him. All right, good. All right, Tad, thanks, him, man. Yeah. We'll, okay. uh, we'll see you in Denver. I think I'll be there. All right. Later, brother. It's going to be there Wednesday, right? <laughs> Wednesday. You're going okay. to gonna wait at the airport with a sign? Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll hold up a sign. Yeah. Hold up your... By sign, he means his utilicilt. His utilicilt. That's his holding up the sign. <laughs> it's like the bad sign. Yeah. Dustin... <laughs> 
Dustin Crisley. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cheers, brother. All right. Later. See ya. Yeah, Tat's a good dude. Uh, all right, so GABF, there you go, all that. Yeah. Uh, we done? Were we trying morning coffee beers? This one's the double IPA, huh? The Tricera Hops. Oh, yeah. This is the one he was pouring at the festival. Oh, wow. That's good. That's a good beer. You like that one, Chet? A lot of hops. A lot of hops. Doc, respect for the beer, even though you're not a oh, hoppy guy? I have respect for it. I finished mine. Mm. I liked it. Good. Good, good. I don't think I could finish a whole pint of it, but... Yeah. I did, though. I actually finished several pints when he brought us to the uh, brewery. What I don't have in a bottle that you'd really enjoy, it was my favorite beer of his, was his pale ale. Um, he had that on tap at the brewery. But you don't have it here, so I can't enjoy it. You can't. <laughs> it's not my fault, Doc. I'd have brought it to you. He doesn't put it in bottles. So I, I was he looking out have, for you. Did you tell it was for me? I, he, he couldn't do it. I did. I asked. He knew it was my favorite beer. He knew I wanted to bring it. I was talking to him about how it is... Uh, Advanced as you know, microbrewing as creative as everybody's gotten in craft beer. I still really respect the pale ale. I think it's a. I still it's one of my favorite styles of beer, and I think it's difficult to brew a good one because it, it's so simple. I still think it's everyone goes, oh, you brew a pale ale. I disagree. I think a good pale ale is tough to make. He made a badass pale ale, very drinkable, really nice and dry. So you you just kind of you were done before you knew it. You finished before you knew it. Yeah, story of my life. Who do we got, Bevo? Just tell me. Sully. Sully! Oh, uh, why'd you tell us? Sully Kins. <laughs> Sully was at OBF with us. What's happening, man? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm actually, I haven't hung out with you for a while, and I'm a little concerned. Really? You, you go off to uh, to Oregon, you use hella in your phraseology now, hella and sick. now you're getting a tattoo. <laughs> and now I'm getting a tat. What I, the fuck is going on? <laughs> well, I pretty much have always known that my life will go about 60 years. I'm going to be one of those young dead guys, so I'm at my midlife crisis right now. And uh, Well, that's fine, but uh, wait, let's 60? talk about tattoo removal. Well, that's the thing, but it's easy to remove a tat, so if I don't like it, I just... It hurts worse. I'll cut it off. Let's chop it right off. I'm ready. I've thought about this long and hard, and it's a celebration for me. I'm ready to celebrate, and I want to do it with a tattoo. Yeah, we'll skin I thought you. you and I were friends, and uh, <laughs> this has never come up before, and I hear it on the air right now, and I'm like, holy shit, what the, what, what happened in Eugene? Well, what I know. What camp? Well, that's, it's <laughs> yeah, like what Nico. happened at the Hot Springs? It's like Nico. Yeah, it's like your, yeah. your, your partner. Yeah, exactly. What happened to fucking Nico? <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> you know what's even weirder is a guy with OCD. up in the moment. Is a guy with OCD, you'd think you wouldn't get a tattoo on your 31st birthday. You think you'd wait for like a, a whole number? Yeah, that's a good point. Well, the thing is, it's not all of a sudden. I just, I don't generally talk about things until I'm pretty sure about them. I just You've been I just talking about that for a few months. Well, I've to heard you it. because yeah. you and I have talked about yeah, tattoos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, but Sully's saying, "Oh, you're my friend." I didn't even know about the tattoo, and that's right. because I j- unless the topic comes up, I pretty much keep things to myself until I'm convinced about them. And, and ta- so if I don't bring up like robbing a bank, uh, fondling <laughs> young children, or ro- you know anything like that. And you're not going to bring it up. Yeah, I was thinking Correct. about that, but I didn't tell you about it. You, you've got exa- yeah. you're exactly right. You've understood <laughs> gotcha, me precisely. Gotcha. So try not to bring up too many topics, if you would. Okay. <laughs> and if, if you don't like it, we'll skin you. We'll make a lamp. Yeah, fuck it, <laughs> it's not going to be a giant tattoo. Put the it's, lotion it's in just, the basket. It's going to be small, you know. And uh, what the fuck? Here's what I thought. Let me tell you why I wasn't convinced for a long time. You you look at people get older and you see those ugly old tattoos, right? Yeah. You're looking and, at me, and now you're looking at Sully, and you're like, "Wow, that would be ugly." Uh, 
But you think about that, right? And I always thought about that. Well, sure, it'll look it'll look great now, and it'll look great for a few years. But as soon as uh, things start to go sour, so will my tattoo. But here's what changed my mind about that. Things are already starting to go sour, so if you get them tattooed on now, they really can't get any worse. <laughs> they won't get worse. Well, there's that. No, really, it's that everything's ugly when you're old. Let's face it. Whether you have a tattoo on that piece of skin or not, it starts to get ugly. So what's the difference? You either have an ugly piece of flesh or an ugly piece of flesh with ink on it. Who gives a Why shit? do I think that you're like speaking to me right now? <laughs> I'm trying to help you, Sully. No, I saw an 85 year old guy in a speedo today. Oh, it don't get much uglier than that. That's a mile. Just threw up a little bit of my mouth. Just now, <laughs> yeah. Oh, his skin was like hanging everywhere. It looked like a Salvador Dali painting. Yeah. <laughs> it's like melting. Oh, yeah. You see, that's what I mean. So, so screw it. Why not? Just go for it. It's going to be ugly either way. You know what? Okay, I want you to imagine. The 2,000th time you have to explain it to somebody. What if I just... But I can just come... I can make a game out 2000th of it. 2,000th time. I can just make up some silly, funny explanation. Grandpa, tell us again what that, that, that fuzzy part on the top means. It means shut up and go see your mother. Yeah. <laughs> Justin, you and I have to meet at Barclays. You have All to right. bring the drawing that you have from the French guy. And I ha- we have to talk about this. I'm ready for that. And I would like to do that, Sully. But let me, let me, let me preface it. I'm already a little discouraged that everyone here has looked at me like I have leprosy. So Let me I, tell you I need when you I to be. I my beer out in Cold Spring, Minnesota. They did the same thing. Okay, I good, seen it. good. So yeah, but I want you to be. Head. I want you to be honest with me, Sully. But I need you to go easy because everyone's looking at me like I'm nuts. No, you know what? You know what? Uh, nothing is permanent except tattoos. <clears throat> but uh, seriously, um, and syphilis. No, that could be treated. I could get them both at the same time. It'll be great. I look at you guys. I'm a picky guy. I think these things through. I'm not, this isn't just something I'm diving into. I've well, it was the first time for everything. Spent some. Time. You know, you should have handled it <laughs> yeah. the way Nico did. I, I got a image uh, off his uh, off his BlackBerry that he shot when he had his the, the tattoo for uh, Brew Free or Die made, yeah. and I thought it, he was kidding. I thought it was like a <laughs> Photoshop, thing. right? So you should not have announced it. You should have just done it. I know. And, then, and when he told, I told you the story. When he showed that to me, I was like. Uh, 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 all right, you know it was. Uh, you can't say anything after somebody does it. It's like that's it. No, I know. Once it happens, you can't. And I thought about not saying anything because that's my mo. I usually just keep my mouth shut until it's yeah. done. Yeah. But I thought it would make at least for some interesting fodder for people to talk about and figure out whether or not I'm going to get some asshole tattoo on my arm. Well, you are. No, I, think, I, mean, I think it's a great idea. I like Bebo, it. You're scrutinizing it. No, no, no. I like it. I just. Uh, I'm, I know you mentioned this earlier, but I really wasn't listening. Yeah. Um, what is with the anchor? I never explained it. Nobody gets the anchor. <laughs> okay. You know, I was. I don't, I I don't really need to. What know. was that? Well, I just I hate the whole. Like I said, I hate the whole. Like, oh, it means this. It means just that. I think it's annoying. It. I think it's you annoying. Know, you know what? For two thousand times, you're gonna have to explain it. It's not so <laughs> meaningful. All right. It's to me. To me, the entire tattoo is uh, it's 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 where I'm from, where I am, and where I'm going. That's all. It's just those three things. It's, 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 I didn't. So the anchor, the anchor means the, the homeless shelter. <laughs> I'm thinking the bottom of the sea. I was thinking hell. Anchors sink you down. <laughs> well, you would. <laughs> See, these are tattoo. Doc doesn't have one, which surprises me. Right? What? You don't, do you no, have one? No, you don't. No. Yeah. I know. This, I would have thought he'd have like a. I have a tattoo of my like balls a, above my I penis. I actually really like it. 
You do. I do like really like it. I don't. Tattoo, I, you've never had one. No, I don't understand it. I understand. I thought of getting actually a Grateful Most Dead. Of it, I just don't understand the anchor part, but yeah. it's not. It's a good tattoo. Yeah. Well, there's you, a lot of things not, about me, you know, that I'd like to keep to myself. At least you didn't all. walk into a tattoo parlor and pick something off the wall and say, yeah. "I no, want that." I would never do that. A thirteen. The one with no. The other one with the yeah, no. with the snake coming out of the no, skull no, mouth. No, yeah, that one. No, the butterfly with the purple in it. Right. Yeah, that one. Nobody on earth will have this tattoo. That's true. And I like that. You know what tattoo? would. You know what tattoo I want to get. So we're talking about dumb tattoos? Shat's face? Shat's face on my face. <laughs> That'd be great. He'd look way too good. Yeah. Is a, a, a homebrew cake. You never get corny You never get chicks. You just want a corny cake. Just a corny cake. Like a relief. Like just a corny, or like an airlock. Interesting. I don't know. Like you're talking symbolism, right? Homebrew changed know, yeah. my life. Let's change just put, life. An, put an IV right here. Sully, if you were going to get a tattoo tomorrow, what would it be? And don't say your son because that's you know I I it, I couldn't do it I just I mean I feel like you know I'm an old man I first thing that so comes to your mind though and all that I mean I don't know you know it's like you know I would have gotten a tattoo of like Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers back in <laughs> right. nobody even knows no, who that is now I get that I get that but let's go word association first thing that comes okay. to your head you have to get a tattoo tomorrow what's the first thing that pops in your a head a can on his can cans cans a cans okay on his can. <laughs> I'm sorry, you played right into it. <laughs> you know what? The first, the first thing I think of when I hear selling tattoos is a caricature of him and uh, Stephanie each riding their respective mopeds. Yeah, I'd get a big helmet one if I was selling. One on each cheek. I'd yeah. get a helmet tattooed to my head if uh, I was selling. <laughs> Officer, isn't this good enough? <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing a helmet. I'm only going four miles an hour. Sully, well, would if you're you... going to say that, then I get a tattoo of money. My, oh, oh, nice, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Scrooge. Sully, would you ever get somebody's name tattooed to you? Oh. Absolutely not. No, that's a bad Let me news. tell you right now, and she's not listening. Yeah. I would never get a tattoo of any woman or anything like that yeah. on my body. It's a jinx. Because you have no idea what's going to happen. There are two things you don't do if you're in love with a woman, and I'm going to tell you them right now. You don't buy her tits. Because no, she'll no. be gone you'll tomorrow. Be, yeah, no, in one year. And you, there's a one year rule. The one year right. She'll be gone in one year. So you don't buy her tits and you don't tattoo her name to your body. Because right. Especially after you buy her tits. If you love a woman, don't do those two things. Johnny Depp, Winona Ryder. Just going to say that. Yeah. Now it's wino forever. Or whatever the fuck it <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah. 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 That's just awesome. Didn't uh, there hot. were two? Uh, there was uh, Angelina Jolie and um, the creepy guy from Sling Blade. Mm-hmm. Chad guy, uh, and um, what's that guy's name? Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton. Uh, uh, they tattooed their wedding bands to their fingers. So, so no, did, not uh, a real wedding ring, but uh, they tattooed them Pam to their Anderson, fingers. Yeah. And now it's Pam and then there's uh, to Tommy Lee, Tom Arnold, and Fatty Bob. You know what tattoos? Unless you're like living in Australia. And an Aboriginal tribe where you have it on your face. Yeah, yeah. I, I just don't think you should do it. Well, and in general, I agree. But I think if, if nothing else, it should only mean something to you. You shouldn't care about other people. It certainly shouldn't be for your significant other. It should just be your thing and, and, and then do it. And that's why I'm going, I'm, fuck it, I'm going for it. I'm doing it. I'm just busting balls with you. I think it's going to be great. All right, I'll bring you the photo. <laughs> Let's have a beer this week, and I will bring you right, the brother. drawing. We haven't, we haven't hung out in a long time. I know. Not even in Portland. We didn't really get I a chance. I couldn't do the strip club thing up there because I was with you know. I know. Because <laughs> I was with you know. <laughs> I know. Because I was with child. Ian was there? No, Stephanie. Sully had. A, she's young. Get it? it was, no, never mind. Sully had a mix-up at his hotel and got upgraded to the penthouse. Oh, <laughs> oh. not like the magazine, but the penthouse, like sweet. not like the. Yeah. Is there a mirror in the ceiling, Sully? 
Uh, not anymore. Uh, no, not, not anymore. <laughs> no, not really. Okay. Yeah, he was telling us that just uh, this whole mishap happened, there, and so the, he, they didn't even tell him. They just went up to the room, and they were in the penthouse, and I'm like, Sully, fucking good hookup, man. I had that happen once. Did you? Yeah. Nice. Where the hell do you and Sam stayed at the penthouse? No, 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 is anything no, 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 no. to speak it, about? It was um, <laughs> Motel 6. A of, it was a couple of years ago. I went to L.A. to see my sister, and oh. we were at the Beverly Plaza, and our room was dirty when we got there. And they were super embarrassed by it, so they gave us the penthouse. Yeah. It was awesome. With Sam? No, not with Sam. No. It was me and my no. sister and her kids. Yeah. Oh, let's see that ruined the kids part. It's totally not hot. Cancels out the cool Those are my part. twin nieces who are 19. They were at the uh, wedding, remember oh. that? That was the most oh. not hot thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah. I got upgraded in uh, South Tahoe. And it, it, it looked, this, this room looked like uh, <laughs> Elvis had just been there. Uh, black and white uh, zebra carpet with um, window black gold, gold palm <laughs> yeah. trees. Wow. And a dead fat guy on the toilet. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the only thing I've ever been upgraded to is like the room that's not next to the vending machine. That's it. Yeah. I've never, you guys have good stories. I got a large fry once. <laughs> right. Yeah. They supersized my meal yeah. at one point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That was 39 cents well saved to tell you that. Sully, are you done traveling back and forth to, to the brewery? You know, I have what? like a whole bunch of material for you, but uh, all right. All right. I mean, I was at Disneyland with my son for the first time, and you want to talk about fat America. But anyway, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, seriously, uh, it's been. I, I, I'm home for a little bit right now, but I think I'm going to head back to Minnesota uh, later this week. So oh, we're also okay. doing, the, uh, just so. Just to plug right now, sure. Uh, K Fog uh, is doing their morning show this Friday at the two one A. So, oh, so I might want to. In the morning. Let me tell you, if I can get up that early, I might want to be at that. I'd like to see remotes like that. How and early? You should come on, check it out. You guys aren't even open then. No, we're opening up for them. It's uh, they, you know, they do this thing where they're actually going to a bunch of different breweries. They're going to uh, yeah, they were just uh, at Pyramid. Brewing Company in this, uh, this month as well, and also down at uh, Gordon Biersch in San Jose, and then another brewery. But uh, what's up you know, with Fog jumping in on my shit? It's my territory. <laughs> We should send them a cease and desist letter. I should. <laughs> Seriously. I, 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 just, I just say the brewing network like every other sentence, so don't worry oh, cool, about it. Oh, cool, 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 cool. Thank you. <laughs> but no, they installed an ISDN line, so it's, uh, it's awesome. Oh, it'll sound good time, then. By the way. So. Are they going to drink beer, like on the show? You know, I they always, I mean, I was on there last Friday, and they did drink beer, some of them, so I, I imagine they will. We're doing like a special beer for them and all that, and they're going to have some music and everything. It's going to be a lot of fun, so we're, we're pulling the stops out. All right, cool. So that's this Friday. And we would if you were there as well. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> but you wouldn't open at six for them. No. As we have done, by the way. Now, of course you have. Our first anniversary party. All right, well, so this Friday, then down there at the 2NA and um, those K-Fog thieves. Come by. Come by. Okay. Come I, by. I think I will. How long do they Come go by. to? Do they go till 10? <laughs> they do, right? Yeah, they, they go, go like to, 6 to yeah, 10. I think they go to about 10, 9, 30, 10 o'clock. I might be able to pull that off. I'm sure. And Dave Moore is going to be down there and the whole crew. You're just stay up all night, dude. Cause I could do that. Yeah, because you're not getting up. That's fine. All right, Sully. All right, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Say hello to uh, Nico and that tattoo for us, will you? And uh, good luck with that thing. <laughs> All right, brother. Cheers. I love you, bye. You too. Wow. We just said I love you on the air. He said I love you. I said you too. You guys want to chime we're in? Gonna, we can edit no. that out. I don't. Yeah, that's a good way. All right. Are we part. done? I hope so. Yeah. <clears throat> I think so. Night. Do we have food to eat? No. We're just discussing that. Mm. Disgusting. Find something. I have a headache. Okay. All right, well, Tasty, good work today. Everybody else, you sucked. <laughs> Whoa. Nah, I'm kidding. You hey, all if fun. you have any more... Uh, Thank you. 
questions, uh, email them in. I thought I was quite funny tonight. You were pretty funny tonight, Dio. <laughs> yeah, pat yourself on the back. I'm glad you like yourself. And, I do. I uh, love myself a lot. <laughs> Someone has to. I think to. I'm great. You are great. Blow me, JP. Oh. oh. With okay. Sam, well, one, I will. approve of that. <laughs> pet your squirrel. Uh, where do you want them to email questions to, Tasty? What are you talking about? Email questions. If you post have any further forum. questions that we didn't answer, email them in or post them on the forum. I'll there you go. Chad at thebrewingnetwork.com. Send all your questions there. He's Tasty's best friend, so they can talk about those questions together. <laughs> BFF. They're BFFs. Wait a minute. <laughs> Chad has a BFF. Instead of the uh, instead of like the heart that says, you know, friends forever, it's a half a hop back. And they, you guys should have that tattooed to each other's arms. One will oh. say BFF Tasty on Chat, and on Tasty it'll say BFF Chat. We're not that serious yet. You know, <laughs> they need those half pendant things. Oh yeah, that's nasty. Yeah. <laughs> Most nasty. Next week, uh, it looks like we're going to have Mitch Steele back from Stone oh. Brewing Company. Right. Uh, Mitch's a good dude and a hell of a brewer, so uh, I think that's confirmed. Shat was pretty certain about it. Uh, we'll find out. Yeah, as certain as Shat could be. Yeah, exactly. So stay tuned for that. Uh, books, podcasts, shirts, uh, hats. Schumann's. Lunch oh. meat shirts. Even lunch meat shirts will be available in the store tomorrow, oh. as well as American Homebrewers Association memberships. So go to the store uh, sometime tomorrow in the afternoon you'll find them there you can Go buy store. brew your own magazine through our homepage. just click on the banner that says uh, brew your own magazine and uh, you get a great magazine out of it and we get a little kickback so that's kind of cool and uh, what else uh, visit and take care of our sponsors because they've been take caring of, taking care of us and uh, taking care of you no so. drunk of the week oh boy are you getting drunk of the week calls right now no I don't think so no well then screw it <clears throat> Shat's mom is drunk of the week this yeah. week. Yeah. Right. Shat's mom, wonderful job as uh, drunk she of the week. She is drunk as hell. And, uh, wow, well, she passed, <laughs> passed out on the couch earlier. Yeah. It oh, runs in the family. Gun. Hey, if Shat was your from. son, you'd be drunk too. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. Cheers. Probably right. Ciao. <laughs> Yeah, you know.